Hey, 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 everybody, welcome back to the Salton Streets Podcast, the most pro-America, anti-government show that you know, the show where we discuss news, government, and culture, and how it pertains to you, the individual, and your natural rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I am, of course, that big bird-looking fellow they call Colin, and I am joined once again, as per the usual, by my co-host, brother-in-arms, the Nero of Neoprene, the original Salt of the Street himself. Donovan Phillips, how are you today? I am excellent, sir. Thank you very much for having me. Absolutely. I'm working on my uh, my H. Foley style opening. That <laughs> dude gets me so hyped at the beginning of, of their show. Artie He's Garbage. good. He's very good. Well, what are we doing today? What are we talking about? What's the date? What's the time? All the things. Uh, yeah, today is July 15th, 2023. This is episode 152 of Salt of the streets Boom. <laughs> uh, of course this episode and everything after this all the parts and all the pieces are executively produced by zeke gata if you want to be an executive producer just like zeke you can you can subscribe at the top tier on our patreon which you can find at patreon.com slash salt of the streets you can find everything else including our own personal social media at salt of the street on twitter and at alpaca underscore donald on instagram and colin is a big bird off on both those things you can find all of that at salt of the streets dot com uh today for part one it's mostly let me ask you this thing that's how it's turned out we have some local stories it's all tyranny here it's all it's bad all tyranny. it's never <laughs> it's never good news it's, it's all, all bad tyranny. yeah um there's only good discussions hey to that's be... the title of the episode already it's Dude, all tyranny. it's all tyranny yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. um so in part two we're gonna be talking about a court case going on because i thought initially that it was a supreme court case but it's actually like district court something like that okay. um, it's a regular ass uh, court case yes yeah and so that's that has to do with the way the federal government involves itself with social media companies. There was an injunction, yes. yeah, an injunction granted there that saying that the federal government needed to cease their involvement with social media companies, and they promptly appealed. So we're going to be discussing that, the implications of that, why that's a big deal, of course, for freedom and liberty. And then we're going to be talking about the NDAA, the National Defense Authorization Act, which is something that's passed every year. I'm sure most people know about it, especially if you are a veteran or you're in the military now. And what that is is the budget for the DOD every year. So we're going to be talking about that and the issues that are going on with that right now. And then part three, we have a Ukraine update, of course. Lots of Ukraine stuff going on, different aspects. Mm -hmm. Cluster munitions, NATO memberships. Things Aren't those illegal, I yeah. thought? Oh, hey. Uh, things of the nature. And then part four, grab bag, of course, Colin. And then I, I have fatty. Yeah, I have two things for the grab bag, but <gasps> we can, we'll mix them in. Which I told nice. you already, um, but we'll mix them in other places so i'm just acting surprised for the people oh yeah 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 no, it's, uh, <laughs> it's gonna be a great show so i'm very excited it's very good uh but first and foremost um since we were all last together we had fourth of july aka the independence day how was your how was your fourth i was sick the whole time remember uh, um, oh so i remember I, yeah no i stayed home <laughs> um so the family, yeah, the family went out to Keyport to do the stuff that we usually do there. But I just stayed home. Chilling. Oh, the, there's a parade and stuff, right? Yeah, and there's like a little parade, and then at the Keyport house, there's always a big, a big family party there. Yeah, I guess they used to do their family reunion on the third at another family member's house in Paulsbo, and then because everyone was already in town, they would all get together for the fourth the following day. Because they got Man. people in like you know New Mexico and. Their families originally are from Wisconsin, so there's a bunch of people mm -hmm. from out there and, like, all that from, shit. What was the town that 
because you guys went there a few years uh, ago. Right? I did not go there. I went with to that was to Kevin's family in Michigan. Oh, okay. yeah, but that town was called Free Soil. Mm-hmm. That was a very yeah, the Free but, Soil state of Jones. Yeah, but the Wisconsin <laughs> family is from a very similar town. You know, just <laughs> you drive in a minute to get to the airport. <laughs> yeah, precisely, precisely. Their fa- her, like her great grandparents on that side are buried like in the cornfield of their families. So it's a it's a whole deal. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> what about so you? So I got distracted. Um, I ended up, I was just kind of hanging out. Went to Ransom Aaron's because it's 4th of July. Everything's still open. Yeah. Thank goodness because, you know, what a better time to go take care of your business. So Ransom Aaron's was really nice. It was fucking gorgeous out that day, which is not a usual thing for 4th of July around here. Usually we get kind of like overcast and rainy and just kind of crappy, but we've had such a sweet streak of weather lately uh stopped by the brewery hung out for a couple hours came back here and then uh started got all the drug or got the one dog that can actually still hear all drugged up so we wouldn't freak out too much since it's a fucking war zone out here that's what you were saying yeah and so once he was like super chill and i started to hear like the major fireworks going off they sounded like like they were right next door yeah i was like what okay so i went outside and checked and there's seven major camps that encircle my house and they're all they're coming from like the super super nice houses and then the community back behind us was also launching a giant ass display and so i just went inside grabbed a couple beers and and a cigar and sat out on top of my truck and just watched the fireworks for a couple hours man it was wild i like it and there was one there was like three finales that took place that i saw there was because somebody would would like go off on a finale and then like two minutes later another camp would and then two minutes later another camp would and then they're like we're not going to be one up and so they date another one (laughs) and then another one and then they slowly started to drop out until there was one final survivor and they were like midway up the hill and i could see them perfectly from my house so then i just they were the last one standing they were still popping off like every about every two to three minutes they'd send up like five or six massive mortar shells yeah it was a cool deal it was a cool deal yeah but i'm like just now starting to get back to normal we had a regular week this week which was rough considering the fourth july week it was was nice worked like a couple days and then it was like there was a party here there was a party there we were just hanging out all sorts of different places and I'm starting to finally feel like I'm back to normal again. It took it took an extra week, and I'm like, okay, no, I think I remember how to live like a regular life again. I'm it was so weird. Back to normal. <laughs> it was You're so weird. Hilarious. Uh, it was a fucking blast, though, man. And this the fucking summer weather that's been here lately, and just is not going away. I'm over it. You're over it already, I'm, I'm bro. It's way it's over July, it. brother. Yeah, no, I'm over it. The heat, I'm done with. The mm. heat is, I'm not here for the heat, bro. It's like been in the mid 80s more, than, more than a few times. Like it could be nice and sunny out, and I'm if it's chilling like yeah. 75, super happy with that, dude. I like a fucking a chill like 70. A know? chill 70. Like <laughs> I'm, I love that. I'm mm-hmm. in love with 70. I'm mm-hmm. a huge fan of that. I'm I'm big into it. Anything over that, I'm like, all right, it's a little too much. We're gonna be too, too much. much, dude. Yeah. Sun's out so hard right now. I'm going golfing tomorrow. Yeah, it's I'm excited to hear how you do. You know, You're excited to make fun of me for how bad I did. That's... No, I don't even <laughs> I don't even expect you to count. You know, no, I um, probably will not. Yeah, no, I, I'm excited to. Hear. Like you said, you used to golf all the time, right? 
Yeah, back in the day. Five in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah, we're it, a bunch of bitches up yeah, here, Deborah. It'd be like that here sometimes, you know. Mm-hmm. But it chills like around ninety five, you know, when it gets hot most days. And yeah. I just I'm just not here for I'm it. I'm not I'm not even saying it's so wildly hot. I just don't like it. Yeah. I'm not into it. Like I I'm personally not into it. I much I much preferred when we were kids <laughs> yeah. and it was it would get to 80 and we're like, damn, it's a fucking scorcher today, you know? Yeah, dude. I liked that. A All lot I'm more. saying is that we're way too goddamn close to Canada for yeah. it to be this hot. Because we've been the If last... you're down in Texas, it makes sense. Yeah. I, Canada's right there. I could be there three hours. The last few summers, we've had heat waves where it hits over 100, and that's that's too much. That's, that's way too, too much. too much. Not into it. Yeah. yeah, I remember we had a fucking scorcher last year. Yeah. Way over 100. It was like a black flag day. Everybody was like, yeah, don't really come to bark or whatever. Right. Hung out at the fucking beach. It was really nice. Yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't be doing that. I don't it's like that. <laughs> yeah. I don't like it. Shouldn't be doing that. Mm. Not into it. That's hilarious. No. Well, you want to dive right into the question time? Yes. You said right. you have a couple too, right? Let's so go. Yeah, okay. I think I've whittled it down to... One three-part question, <laughs> but depending on how into it, yeah, we'll, we'll mi- see. We'll mix them in. Yeah, we'll see. With that, let me ask you this. Okay, so I have three of them. Let's see where we want to start. Um, okay, this goes from a conversation that I was having with Jordan the other day. There are some people that live at the bottom of our hill that are neighbors, and one dude has a Joe Biden flag on his house, and the next guy has like three fuck joe biden flags and you know he has like a donald trump flag uh but if you've got the fuck jb flags you definitely got a trump flag in yeah there. he has a trump flag he has like a let's go brandon flag and then i think he also has a gadsden um and so you know is that the bottom of the hill yeah at the bottom Towards of the, the hill. split house yes okay yes so we were talking about how funny that diamond that dynamic was and then i told jordan uh that I was intrigued by people who still were supporting Joe Biden this far into the game, right? We're three years in, we're, we're seeing it. So yeah. I want to ask you, um, is there any argument that you can think of that the country is in a better place with Joe Biden as president going forward um, in the next four years, right? 2024 and on. Do you okay. think there's any argument that the country is in a better place with Joe Biden as president as opposed to Donald Trump, if those are the options? I think it's an objective no. <laughs> I think on in any level you can any level you can take a measurement, any place you can take a measurement, it's going to be a hard no. Yeah, it's going to be a hard no. Um, it's not going to stop his sycophants from you know lying to themselves and denying and saying everything's great. I mean, there it seems to be running polls every you know three to six months of like various you know how do you the breakdowns of where people in various political parties and associating with other political parties how they view the, the state of the nation everybody's nose diving except for like hardcore like i voted for biden and i will vote for him again yeah he's way up in in that category but he's the only one that's the only category where he's actually up and so in the, again i don't like any kind of polling or anything like that but those are the trends they're going to be showing on fucking you know in the corporate press that's rough business out there man I mean, we're inflation is still popping, so economically shitty. Uh, prices that go along with that prices are the highest they've ever been. Still, S- trying to buy a house is damn near impossible because they're we, still. We're in a fucking war in mm-hmm. Europe. 
that's new. Right. We're about, you know, we're like, we got tensions with fucking China invading Taiwan, and we have a president who says one thing, and then the the White House will have to, you know, change what he said. Like, that's not actually our stance. Correct him. The dude's yeah. falling down left and right. His family is in total disarray with a crackhead running around doing bumps of coke on the fucking White House you know, overlook someone, on Fourth July. Someone losing multiple bags of drugs at different times in the White House. Yeah, they found. I got a story that we'll talk um, in part two about um, when we're kind of just talking about Hunter Biden and shit like that. And that back in 2022, Secret Service found multiple bags of weed in the White House. It's like there's obviously a drug problem at the White House, right? And only during the Biden administration are standing on the world stage has fallen to the lowest it's ever been. Kevin. I mean, personal freedoms and liberties are at an all-time fucking low and continually trying to be, you know, shut down by the administration. So, yeah, on every objective level, it's worse off today, and it will be worse off if he wins again, which I still, you know, I, I place that bet and say he's not going to make it to actually run. Yeah. So we'll see. We still I got saw, a minute. We still got a hot minute. I, I could saw be the, right. I saw the pictures of him at the beach, and they look pretty rough. He just dragging and, around the chair, uh, and I haven't seen any of that. Just pictures of him, mm -hmm. you know, just as a human being. Oh, it just man. looks rough, and I'm not saying that Donald Trump at the beach would look like a ton better, you oh. know, because he also is going to look like he's in rough shape for a human being. Yeah. Can but, you imagine how pale that dude is, other than his head? But I think that he would look more stable. Mm -hmm. physically yeah, probably he, he could rather walk down the beach not looking like he's about to fall over yeah but yeah it's uncomfortable to watch biden walk anywhere yeah saw a video of him when he was over in the uk the hands up and stuff it's just a it's it's mr uh mr burns from the simpsons <laughs> that's really that's who is yes. the fucking president right now dude that's who that's is. so funny <laughs> really sits there and, yes, yes. <laughs> he's got his little mr smithers which is uh pete Buttigieg. yeah you know, it's good shit. Yeah, I told Jordan I didn't think that there was like a good, honest argument to make that we were in a better place now. You know, yeah. said so I can understand. I still think they would be wrong. I can understand where someone would be of an ideology where, on a social stance, they're like, "Well, our president doesn't hate gay people and blah blah whatever." You know, yeah. like I don't. I don't think I feel. The country doesn't feel any less divided now than it was when Donald Trump was president. So I don't know how much that matters, you know, in effect. Yeah. Um, but those people probably also ignore Donald Trump being the first president to openly support gay marriage when he was mm -hmm. running for office. So, oh yeah, no, he's he's he he helped usher in the age of transgenocide. Obviously, right? He kicked all the people out of the military. He, yeah, you know, he's a Nazi and will always be a Nazi. And that's, you know, it's a fascist racist nation if ever donald trump's in charge oh for sure so and if that's your ideology then a, then you can't help but say we're in a better place uh because we are a fascist racist racist nation i was thinking about oh kevin when biden goes out in public i find myself waiting for him to trip or fall <laughs> that's not exactly what you want as leader of the free world what is the heart about the heart the heart I, over the chant thing what is oh, I can, oh we can do emojis now boom, oh well, there you go all right Producer note. Um, <laughs> I can do it over here. Okay, so I was thinking about affirmative action. So we discussed that last week. As one does. Case. People are very upset about it. This mm -hmm. is going to happen. You know, uh, people aren't going to get into school. And there's been a wave of people that are saying, okay, 
All right. <laughs> so let's talk about Rewind the action for a second and then I'll ask a question. Because I've seen a lot of people that are uh, saying, like, I wouldn't have got into school if it wasn't for affirmative action. Okay. This confuses me to hear people say, because what that, I'm not trying to be a dick. What that says to me is you're saying you didn't meet the qualifications that are set out, but they had other parameters that they could use to allow you to get in. Okay. That's not their view of it, though. The way they see that is that they would have been held back due to systemic racism if like somebody they would have been just as qualified as the next person but because of their race or the color of their skin they wouldn't have gotten in without affirmative action but they weren't the most qualified as the next person or as qualified because they didn't meet the standards right like but the they standards don't see it are... that way that's not their argument crystal ball and <laughs> yeah no, and, and jasinski <laughs> i think it was jasinski yeah they had two people of color on that uh, were from opposing sides of this issue and they had a debate on breaking points about it and that was the only and best argument that that side would make that's that and that's like the only one i can ever hear go down you can't you can't factor in merits like you normally would think on like some kind of school administration uh, admissions they, they can't even comprehend that because the system itself is so systemically so systemically racist there's no room for any of that stuff there you could lie to yourself this is them talking you could lie to yourself and say that they're gonna just accept people based off the merit but really they've been racist since their inception at this point and so the it's the racism is so built into the system the only way to get around that is through affirmative action that's what the argument is yeah it's a dumb argument but we should watch that uh later after okay. the show or whatever. I don't know how long that is. Yeah, I think it's is, like 20-something minutes. Yeah, we so we'll watch we'll it when we're done. But I'm interested in watching that. Because I don't... Okay, so we, I think we talked about this... We've talked about affirmative action many times. So I mm -hmm. feel strong... Feel strongly confident. Where's the fucking mm -hmm. alpha brain? Uh, I, <laughs> I feel confident that I've expressed this before. I know I brought some somewhere on the table. There it is. I feel strongly that I've expressed this before. Uh, I think there's an argument to, to be made that at a certain point in time affirmative action was maybe was helpful right yeah. to to deal with some of the racism that did exist in a lot of parts of in of, specific sectors yeah you know what i mean right because right. it's also important to, to remember that this particular supreme court case on affirmative action only applied to college admissions yes this has nothing to do with like government hiring practices right. or anything like that right. so that stuff's still around and this kind of i think speaks to i know i said this the last time we talked about it last episode that it's worth at least testing taking this away to test is there racism that's going on here because mm -hmm. if the argument is just that it's baked in and we know it that's not that's not good enough for me. That doesn't wash. That's not a good enough it's, reason it's, as to why we should be doing it. No, because I'm on your side. <laughs> yeah, because you're telling me that it's baked in. I'm not going to... It's 2023. I'm not doing that anymore. Oh, yeah. You know, There was a time where I would have been like, hey, you're probably right. I'll mm -hmm. accept that and we'll move forward. It's real hard to prove a negative, isn't it? Yeah, not anymore. So... I think at the very least, you know, as a as a social test, it's yeah. worth taking it away to Word. see what the deal is. And the response from the colleges like you talked about last week where they're saying well we're not gonna take race into account anymore but the essay question is gonna be how has race affected your life or yeah. something of that variety if you want to talk about how racism has yeah. affected your life we'll know what's up if you're white what else can your answer be 
for them other than, well, I'm white. And so it made me evaluate my place in this world and my privilege and my blah, blah, blah. What other other acceptable answer is yeah. there going to be to a school like Stanford or Harvard, something yeah. like that? You cannot insert all the required no. keywords without going down that path. It doesn't matter if you... Tim Kennedy shared – he's always doing stuff like this. He shared a story a few weeks ago of a girl who was born in prison. Her mom was in prison. She was born there. And then she got a full-ride scholarship, scholarship to some Ivy League school, right? If you're that girl you, and you're white, she was, you can't be like – well, I, whatever. Race hasn't really affected my life because any more than my economic factor is because mm -hmm. I was born in a prison and now I've worked hard to do this. Yeah. And me being white has zero fucking to do with any of that. Like, that's not an acceptable answer. But what other greater hurdles could you overcome born in a fucking as, prison. A, as a youth than to be born in a prison and then try and get to an Ivy League school? The race was not my problem. It was the justice system. Yeah, that's a very interesting... <laughs> Yeah, I, I want to watch that clip. So the question that I had regarding this was, what do we learn from a change in the college admissions process and the results because of affirmative action, right? The results meaning the people mm -hmm. that get accepted into college. I think it'll... I know it's a big question. I, we won't really know what we learn until we see it play out, like you were talking about, right? Uh, it'll be interesting. We could probably make some hypotheses about what could happen. But, I mean, these institutions are so overrun with, like, rampant corruption in every aspect of the administration side of all these massive colleges. We talked um, about the money last week. Yeah, last episode. huge. And so I would be really interested to see essentially how they operate to maintain their current status quo as it is because they don't want to change it i don't think you're going to see a massive influx in like asians and whites going to colleges <laughs> yeah going to like these ivy league schools because they're they're still going to find ways to get whatever demographic makeup that they desire they're still going to find ways to achieve that goal because there's a million and one ways you could do it and and it'll be interesting to see how they do that or if they just let it ride and see what the fuck happens. I, I would doubt that very much, though. I would doubt that it's going to be a purely meritocratic system right? at, at any level. So we will see. I don't, I don't know if... I, I don't think I'd make a bet on that either way. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Because they, they don't really stand to lose much if they just let things go. Because then they could just say, well, the Supreme Court is responsible for this. This isn't us. Or they'll find <laughs> so a way to just... whites now, but we didn't do yeah. it. <laughs> exactly. And so I, I don't know. I, I could see that being a 50-50, which one of those two directions it'll go. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't make a bet on either one. I'm leaning more they'll maintain the status quo in whatever way they possibly can. But they could just be like, hand grenade, fuck it. Let's see what happens. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Maybe a fifty-one forty-nine. We'll go that way. So it seems to me, and I'm not well versed in this type of, you know, racism. So I'm not totally certain how they're viewing it. But it seems like if you're trying to keep everything equitable, indeed, then if the people being admitted into your college didn't fit the demographic, like if you didn't, if you give, if you have. 
20% of your applicants that are black and 30% that are Asian and 10% that are the lads and then 40% that are whites, right? The lads? Yeah. The the Latinos. Oh, okay. Got Um, it. Got it. So if you have anything different than those percentages that are being accepted into your school, then I would think you would look at that and say, there's some form of equitable problem here. So, but maybe I don't get totally how, how they're viewing it. Well, yeah, you know? that would be my thing is, are they going to go for even killed 10% of all the races across the board? Or would they go, it needs to be a, a an equal makeup of the population of the country. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So if it's like 13% this, 20% this, 45% that. So, because the equity argument goes both directions. It could be, it needs to be totally equal one for one. Or it needs to reflect demographic of the area or the country or whatever, the, right. however big the institution right. is. And they just kind of get to pick whatever one fits best yeah, for them. I wonder, so. <laughs> I wonder how that's I mean, being implemented. Yeah. That's, I want to know what their – so obviously they're not supposed to have them, nor are the police departments. But no. they, have a, they all have quotas. You know, mm-hmm. They all have a, a thing, whether it's written somewhere, a quota that they want to meet for – each particular race and i'm interested to know what that is you yeah know, what their personal quota is that's the white house or congress there you go somebody's over in dc today <laughs> yeah i'd be interested to see how it works out but these are these are questions with no answers yeah. for the moment and that's kind of where we're going to have to live for a while so, okay, well, the third so we'll one that see. I have, uh, speaking of the government, now that you've shown me this picture, this has all worked out very nicely. You're helping with these transitions very well. Uh, no, not everyone is seeking higher education, so why would it be the same as the U.S. population? Word. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I'm only thinking, I'm, I'm speaking strictly if you're looking at it through an equity view. Right? Yeah. If you're a leftist and you're trying to make up these quotas, yeah. what other equitable way would it, there be to go about it? Unless you're saying, well, we got to, like, plus five to excuse me each of these minority categories away from the white category because of these injustices and who gets the plus or minus is obviously the asians get a minus because there's too many too many accepted yeah based off of merit yeah okay so that one has to do with the government right um and i don't remember why i started thinking about this brian brian brought it up we were talking about all the cool all the cool stuff that brian does all the cool guys Um, do yeah and i'm not gonna go into detail about it but all the cool stuff that brian does Mm -hmm. so it made me think about part of what this podcast is about we um god forbid the asians work yeah god forbid um (laughs) to potentially to our own detriment in the state depending on whether or not this you know extremism committee gets passed or not we tend to um let me make sure that i explain say this the right way we satirically express anti-government sentiment to entertain our audience thank god for satire right i'm interested in without bragging and that's for context of the audience that we're not making a list of like these are the ways that we're really cool right Mm -hmm. but what are some of the ways and i'll go first so you can think about it that you in your life embody these anti-government sentiments right so i'll go first because i was thinking about one of the things that brian said and 
so I haven't registered my truck in like close to two years. And um, partially when it first happened, I was like, I just don't have the money right now. Like, I just mm-hmm. don't want to do it, you know. And now a long time has gone by and I've thought a lot of times about what would I say to a police officer when he's like, why the fuck haven't you registered your car in two years? My response is, because I've thought about it a ton, um, is that on the list of things that I have to pay for, paying more taxes to the government is just on the very bottom of the list. That's the very, very last thing that I'm concerned about doing for Mm -hmm. a vehicle that I already own that I'm paying somebody else to keep my vehicle anyway. I have a lot of other shit. I'm paying taxes in nine different ways oh, every yeah. single day yep. so to, and you're a homeowner now too so there's even yes, more there uh, uh, yes our gas tax is fucking me my property taxes are fucking me money is getting stolen out of my paycheck for care that i'm never going to see because i'm going to go to another state it's going to i'm I, money is being stolen from me on a daily basis yeah it is the last thing on my list to give you 120 dollars to to put a sticker on my car that you say tells me I can keep driving it on the road that I'm also paying for. Mm-hmm. So I just don't care. Um, so that's the first thing that I thought of. And I think like we, I also think a ton about the concealed carry thing. Like my permit is still valid. I think a ton about when this expires, what am I going to do? Am I really going to go and pay $50 to for nothing to change my life for the sheriff's department to send me a different piece of paper that they laminated that's going to replace this one? It doesn't Noth- fit in your wallet. Nothing really. else will change in my life. Nothing at all. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing will change. I don't have to I don't have to take a course even if something passes in between now and then. Oh, yeah. I'll be grandfathered in because I already have it. Yep. So literally nothing will change other than if I have an interaction with a police officer, they'll have an issue with the, with how I've conducted myself. That that is all. That's the only effect, effectual, effective change that happens. And I think if we, that's the point of the show to me, right? And I'll elaborate on that now. This is not how I planned it. The point of the show to me is we are trying to open people's eyes to the basest level of these interactions that we're having with individuals and with bodies of the government right these things they're asking you to do that they're telling you that are breaking law that are against the rules it's not okay to do this if you don't do if you don't follow this you don't pay this tax you can't do this thing Mm -hmm. there is no effective change nothing actually changes if you don't do this Mm -hmm. it's just money out of your pocket all you've just been coerced out of your own money out of your own labor so you can continue to conduct yourself in a way that you're already conducting yourself Mm -hmm. this Uh, this is how we know this is a problem it's kind of like a um various aspects and degrees of nonviolent civil disobedience yes right does that make sense what i said i know yeah. it was a little bit convoluted but no that's that's because what as you were describing i was like okay oh, yeah, that's the way i i would phrase it that's the way i think about it yes um and i think that's generally speaking i would agree with you that that's kind of the what the show has become at this point and that's like the purpose of the show at this point is to while we discuss the current goings on of the world, talk about like, because yeah, we talk about it when we open the show. We're an anti-government, pro-America show, and that's there is no better way to embody nonviolent civil disobedience in that way than to be against the government and and for the nation. You know what I mean? For the country. Yes. And there's so mm. many ways, so many aspects in life that we cannot escape the tyranny, but there's so many ways that we can that. Yes, every day, every person commits X number of felonies or whatever it is. And that's, that's, I don't know how real that is, 
but I know tons of people every day that will will do something technically illegal because that's the way they're living their lives. They're not they're not infringing <coughs> on anybody else's rights. They're not doing anything wrong. There might be a law in the books that says that's wrong. And if somebody really wanted to hem you up, they technically could because they have a monopoly on force. Right. But uh, as far as my life, um, one, I know for sure we don't really do it anymore because it's not really an issue anymore, but we did it for years, was all the pushback that we did during COVID. Yeah. Did not follow any of the local mandates about wearing masks here, going in the store. If I just, I just wouldn't service an establishment if they had these fucked up situations going on. Did I close my business? No. Did I work every day even though we were supposed to be closed? Right. I worked there. I continued to live my life as if it was fine as to the best of my ability. In the modern, con like COVID aside and like the stuff I do every day, other than, so like I think one of the big ones is having conversations with people, everyday folks that you know, your friends, your family, strangers at, at the fucking bar or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, be having conversations and everybody, everything is politics now. So at some point in most conversations, you're going to talk about some kind of issue that we would talk about here. Being able to give my input from like a real liberty-based standing, it always gets people thinking. Yeah, which is there's a plus right there. I'm I'm actively working against the ter the tyranny of the government every single day in that little way. Um, making choices with how I use my money, where I use it, to places that, uh, if they're super supportive of like the establishment government or they're super pro you know, lefty or whatever. There's a lot of uh, ideological flags and signs that yeah. they generally post because they have to virtue signal to indicate that in their world, they're one of the good guys. I don't give them any of my money. There's a lot of that around here. Yeah. There's a lot of that. Um, you know, <laughs> speed limits are suggestions. <laughs> yeah. I'll put it that way. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I guess I really never thought about it. I just kind of always do that. I do not like, authority yeah at all and i will do everything in my power to push back against that it in a way that i could still go about living my life in the normal manner um just you know i'm not going to give any money to law enforcement ever if i have the capacity to to not give them money i will not do that yeah if, if there's going to be a raise <clears throat> in taxes and it's going to go towards that i'm going to vote no every time you know that kind of shit i mean yeah, I'm trying to think. I told Jordan that I thought that her starting her business is going to be a really good opportunity for us to interact more with the government and find oh, yeah. more and more reasons why we don't fucking like them. Yeah. And she oh, also, yes, that will happen. Because we're married, we're going to own this business together, right? Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, fuck, like, if I'm going to have this much, if I'm going to be operating in this close proximity to the government, like, I might just get my FFL. Like, if I'm already going to be, like, doing this, they're mm -hmm. going to be watching me this close, I might as well just get a fucking FFL. Yeah. At least I can have my friends ship things to my yeah. house and give it to them myself. That's true. <laughs> Very true. Open up the door to some more shit that i can have too yeah mm -hmm. um another thing i thought about is i try to do a lot of depending on what it is if i'm gonna go buy something that's like a relatively decently priced item i'm going to do everything i can to pay cash for cash. it and find the smallest level of establishment that i can buy it from yeah um because in that way i mean because all the biggest you know all the big box stores and all that stuff they work hand in glove with the government for 
all the regulations that got them to where they are, and yeah. they, can, they give millions of the dollars that they make from your money that give them to those super PACs that will then yeah. give them to, you know. So do that. I like to, uh, whenever possible, I like to participate in, like, trade or barter. Barter. We well, do a ton which, of bartering. You know? Phillip's family does a, does a ton of bartering. It's a, it's a solid way to fucking do it. Yeah. I, I showed you that picture of uh, my brother sent me the other day of that case of fucking cider that he got. Yeah. Traded his time and labor for something he deemed was acceptable at that yeah. point. I'm like, that's that's a great way to give the middle finger to the man. You know, you could do more opaque things like um, you're not the first person to talk about not registering your vehicle for long periods of time. I've yeah. known a lot of people that have done that and been fine with it. Well, and at this point, honestly, the the cops got bigger shit going on. You know, they're not really pulling people over for stuff like that mm -hmm. right now because there's they just have other shit going on yeah you know? and it's yeah in this particular state especially yeah it's hard for them to do anything about most things you got to even be speeding hard for them to like really get after you mm -hmm. you know yeah and depending on what city you're in if you're going too fast they have to leave you alone anyway <laughs> so yeah. it's, they can't it's, they can't get in a high-speed chase yeah so it, it just depends yeah. on where you are this state is terrible it's yeah. a, <laughs> well, or that's kind of nice in a certain way yeah. if, you, if you really think about it but that bleeds down into like all the shit that happened like with my truck um, and I hear stories about people's fucking cars being broken into at a, I mean, crime is at a fucking, the highest level it's, it's been. Bad. It's super, super bad. I think I have a story in here about, um, Tacoma hitting, or no, the state having the highest murder rate. They had the highest murder rate in 22 that has, they, that we've ever had. And the, it continued to just go up. The carjackings too. And there's, uh, oh, I think I, I think we, we meant to talk about it a couple episodes ago and getting around to it cause we're doing all this type of shit in part one, but, um, yeah, they're the highest they've been like since 2019 on, and most people are attributing mm -hmm. it to that same thing I was talking about. That in like Seattle and stuff, they can't pursue people just because they are in a stolen vehicle. They have to have committed another, another crime. crime. Yeah, and so the cops like, I literally can't go and find a stolen vehicle just because it's stolen, even if I see it and know that it's a stolen vehicle and that's yep. the person who stole it, which is insanity. Like that's. What other things should you be doing besides reclaiming people's property that they have? Someone's property has been stolen from them. What else What else are That's you supposed like to be doing? One of the OG rights, bro. Yeah, you're not protecting somebody. You're on a street mm -hmm. corner. You're looking for someone who's done something wrong. That person yep. stole their property from somebody else. Return it. Get that fucking thing and return it to the person who it was stolen from. Yep. What else? What else is your job? Oh, I have a funny story about this. <clears throat> Brian. Brian's in the chat. The problem is we can't police ourselves because the government has a monopoly, 100%. Anytime I leave my truck for more than a few minutes, I pull my starter and fuel pump fuses. <laughs> Bro, I was talking to this dude yesterday. He's got this dope-ass fucking hot rod truck that he just got. It's, it's so cool. It doesn't even have fucking door handles. You hit the button on the key fob and the door pops wow. open so you can open it. It's what got about a, when your fob dies, bro? I... I We'll address that question next time I see Kevin. But it's dope as fuck. This, this truck is legit. But he's talking about installing a, a kill switch underneath the dash that goes to the ignition. And um, possibly, like, he, we're just fucking around with other systems where you could put it would be the easiest. Like, yeah. what, if you can just cut the power with a little kill switch, it would be super easy. 
just do that because then, yeah, you wouldn't have to pull out your starter and fuel pump fuses. Oh, when you get out, you can just hit that just and they that. won't know that it's there. Yeah, and then oh, if somebody okay. tries to do I that, gotcha. it literally just will not operate. will have no power to it. So that's you're not the first person to talk about that, Brian. God damn, yeah. dude. Yeah, that's some, some wild shit because that's how bad shit's gotten here. And you can't, I actually know someone, whether or not this is responsible is not the point. This is the story. I know someone whose vehicle was being stolen from them and they drew on that person. <laughs> that person got a gun charge. You cannot, in fact, draw on somebody just because they're stealing their your property. You're not allowed to do that. Yeah. I, what the fuck? Yeah, you get in trouble for that. You can't do that. <laughs> government tyranny yeah they have to be trying to hurt you yeah they can't just be taking your stuff you can't draw on somebody i think if you're in your house it's different mm -hmm. but it's because he was outside of his dwelling and he was at you his cannot vehicle. stop somebody by force if they're stealing your property i don't know the exact particulars i know that he caught a gun charge for doing just that <laughs> so i don't that's <laughs> yeah that's so fucked and he's going to lose his rights at that point. That was a couple Probably. years ago. Um, I would imagine. I think he just kept doing his thing, you know. But <laughs> most, most nonviolent civil disobedience. Most of my friends operate under the same, yeah. same way. Well, and know? this is not like because we talk a lot about the state, and we're in local segments, so we're yep. focusing on state. But this is happens in Texas. Um, you know, I'm a fan of the Drinking Bros. Yep. And over the past week or so. One of the hosts had their really nice. He's got a fucking Ford Raptor. That's a nice real truck. nice truck. Um, got stolen. Um, they're in Austin. That's driving. And he has a locating service with it through OnStar. Nice. But they will not divulge the location of your property if you are not in possession of it. What? It's a weird deal. I think if if the vehicle is stolen, they won't report on that because something to do with like liability or insurance type things that OnStar is like, yeah, we just won't get involved. They won't even tell the police? Nope. And so... Like, I can understand why they wouldn't tell you because they're like, we don't want to, uh, you know, I don't agree something. with it, but right. Yeah. I don't want to be, yeah, we want to be, we don't want to be inciting mm -hmm. vigilante justice, people trying to reclaim their own property and then getting killed. Like, yeah. I can understand the liability <sighs> argument of that, oh, but why gets... wouldn't you transfer that information to a police department who could then try and reclaim, again, reclaim that property mm -hmm. and get it back to its correct owner? Because they're not interested. But I don't know. Then what the full the details of, of that, that right? But um, these guys have a lot of contacts in pretty high-ranking, like, federal law enforcement levels, um, all the way down to local law enforcement people. They're real tight with law enforcement. And so through a retired um, agent that they all are friends with and stuff, um, they were able to locate where it was. I don't know exactly how they did that. Um, but this one guy, he went down, it was, the truck was down in San Antonio, Texas, which is, I guess, a few hours south of Austin. So he drove down there. His truck still had the same license plate, all that stuff being driven around by somebody that was, was not legally what able to fuck? possess that vehicle. And they're on the phone with the cops trying to get them to come pull this guy over and get this truck back. And they would not do it. They they said they would not do that unless it was at parked at some kind of establishment that was not at a at a residence. And so the guy followed him down to the border. 
he stopped and the truck went through the border and the truck disappeared Get into out Mexico. Of here. Word. So not even Texas law enforcement will do that. I mean, they had him oh, right there, bro. They him. had him right there. The guy, he's got a video on that he posted on Twitter. He's talking to the cops. He's following the truck. I'm right here. We can do this. They have zero incentive to, to look out for you at all. They're None. not protecting you. They're not serving you. They're no. not zero incentive, zero reason, zero anything yep. at all. They're, that's insanity. But, oh, Deborah says the, cast, the Texas Castle Truck and extends the vehicles. My four-year-old knows the two big rules, and our f police forces that are paid mm -hmm. for with your tax dollars won't even enforce them. And to be fair, I'm sure they're hemmed up legally from doing their job. Get my fucking truck back, you bitch. Uh, yeah, exactly. Although I don't hold that argument to me doesn't hold water. <clears throat> no, and if you're not going to do it, if you're not going to do it, then yeah. there shouldn't be any type of fucking penalty for me doing it. That's my fucking property. That's my truck. Mm -hmm. That's my shit. Yep. If you want to take my shit, I'm going to go and get it back. And if I'm, I shouldn't be getting in fucking trouble for it. <clears throat> yeah, because... No slap on the wrist, no Because law no enforcement nothing. refuses to do it. I just have to accept that it's gone. That's the way that goes. And when responsibility <laughs> is abdicated, opportunity presents itself. Yes. And I, I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to capitalize on that opportunity if you're going to abdicate that responsibility. I'm not going to just let that dude have my truck and potentially ferry people back and forth into Mexico with it. I'm not. Yeah, mm -hmm. get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a, just a fun little anecdote about stolen vehicles. Um, so I have a question for you. This yes. is a three-parter, right? So what is your biggest disconnect when it comes to these various three political groups i'm just going to ask them one at a time okay so what is your biggest disconnect with identifying with the progressive movement oof uh the progressive movement wants to this is an easy one <laughs> yeah wants to grow government in pretty much every capacity and mm -hmm. i think that's very not good that's a bad 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 idea um more government is going to lead to less freedom that's there's we talked about this already this goes is, hand in hand it's proven already so yeah. uh yeah no that's that's a bad move more government is not good okay um what's your biggest disconnect with the conservative movement with a conservative movement. And I'm using these big, broad umbrellas because I think that's the easiest way to describe these yeah. factions. I don't think the modern conservative movement really believes that people should be able to do what they want. I think they have a pretty narrow idea of what they think it, people should be doing. And if you're operating outside of that, then a lot of times they... They almost think there should be some form of penalty or punishment for doing that. They like um, big government just as much yeah, as the lefties do. Yeah, they're just a different application of big government in a slightly, in a more narrow field. Okay, so that makes sense. Okay, so same question, but uh, what's your business, biggest disconnect with the libertarian movement? <laughs> I love this. <laughs> um because it, it worked perfect because both of the, your first answers were about how the, to grow government. Yeah. So what's your biggest disconnect with the libertarian movement? <laughs> <laughs> that they're all just crazy? Or? The, no. The, the biggest disconnect I have with the modern libertarian movement is they, they don't – they seem confused. Um, they seem to be trying to advocate for operating – 
outside of the system as it exists currently while still trying to win a battle that they're also saying is impossible to win. So I don't get what the goal is, what they're trying to really get at. I don't think that it's effective. I don't mm -hmm. think the what they have going on is a winning strategy in any way at all. Okay. Okay. And that so then let's let's kind of pull back a little bit on a more ideological level. I think they ride the fence too much. I think they mm -hmm. either need to be in into the system and we're gonna do this and we're gonna Yeah whatever or or be like we need to completely separate and start over. But you, you they have they have competing factions and I went and I, I've ranted about you at work that one day about it that like they have people like Dave Smith that they're using as the like the figureheads, the people who are who are putting out the ideas that people in the Libertarian Party are running with. Mm -hmm. But that's not what the party in Congress looks like like the people who actually embody those ideals are in different parties they aren't actually in the libertarian party they're in the republican party yeah. because they recognize that this party can't win the way that it looks now oh yeah so if they believe in the shit that dave smith is saying then they need to that's what they need to go with they need to be tearing all of this down not trying to play the game and do all the mm -hmm. stuff they need to be convincing people that this is not the way to go and that this system is corrupt and it's going to steal things from them just like it has for the last since okay, its inception. Exactly. So um, that, I think, is the biggest issue is that they, they seem confused. I don't mm -hmm. think they know what they want to do. You know, I think they know what they believe and they know how they feel in their hearts, but they don't know how to mm -hmm. apply that to how the country is today. Yeah, I, I would generally echo that same sentiment because out, out of those three movements, right, I I identify with the progressive movement in certain kind of more libertarian-based ideas and, like, kind of everybody should just kind of do whatever they want, and that's fine. But their... The progressive movement stance on it is you'll do what we say or else versus the libertarian side would be like, no, you just do you as long as you're not infringing on my rights or someone else's rights. Right. That's fine. You go do whatever it is that you want to do. I don't give a fuck. I might think you're weird. I might think you're wrong, but, you know, more power to you. Let's go. And on the conservative side, again, I identify with a lot of the ideals, but I think it's the same problem that you have. Um, they want to enact those ideas through governmental force and authority. And I'm yes. not – that's why I dislike Ron DeSantis so much is because I'm, he is a dude that will – I guarantee you will grow the size of government if he becomes president. And, yeah, he might do some cool legislative things. Right. That's more laws in the books, bro. Precisely. That's, that's his, a bigger and bigger governmental situation. His deal is not, I'm going to convince you why the ideology that these groups are expressing is bad. I'm going to convince the politicians, yep. and then we're going to pass a law that's going to outlaw this ideology from being expressed in these places. Whether or not it's a good thing that, man, I don't even want to say that, because there shouldn't be a place in which free speech is limited and you can't express yourself unless there's a private establishment in which that place is deciding you can't yeah. say that shit here but when you're talking about government establishments which are in effect public establishments mm -hmm. they shouldn't be telling people how they can and can't discuss things right even man this is super sketchy um <laughs> but whether or not those things are good or bad the government shouldn't mm -hmm. be doing that. Yes. And that's that's precisely what Ron DeSantis is doing, is mm -hmm. using the government to ban certain ideologies that are being discussed in certain places. Yeah. So whether or not that's a good thing or not, that those things aren't being discussed there, it's um, 
Do not it. the role of the government to be limiting speech and expression and ideas. Mm-hmm. There you go. I'm I'm here for, I'm here for that. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of a lot of good sense. I think I'll end it there. Okay. I, I'll have lots more questions for later in the show, but they're more pointed for more categories. So, so I only have one local story, and okay. it's pretty quick. I don't have an article, but you can look it up very easily. There were excuse me, if you look up Eco Barriers T Mobile Park, um there were these they're called eco barriers, these big ass concrete blocks, yeah, right? Eco blocks. Yes, they're put outside whatever. They're construction zones, all kinds of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But there was a shitload of them were put outside of T Mobile Park, which is the baseball field. For the All Star Week. Yes. Yeah. They just so they just showed up before the All Star Week so that people couldn't be parking campers out there. Yeah. Right? I have when, a, I have a tweet about this actually. Excuse me, I'm sorry. When the government was asked about it, uh, the DOD or the DOT, I think, um, He's like, Greg Spots, his name is, mm-hmm. he's like, I don't know how they got here. We don't know how they showed up. And we are not in a hurry to move them because we didn't put them there. And so we are not likely to remove crew members from other projects just to bring them here to move these eco blocks. Okay. Like, but yeah. also, also, we don't know how we... So you I guys can all see, you can all see this picture. It's a crane that's putting them there. You can't carry them. No. Like you couldn't, you couldn't move it yourself. It's not like you can get your friends together and move fucking thirty eco blocks outside of T-Mobile Park because you don't want there to be RVs. Like as a personal vendetta, I personally don't want there to be RVs outside of T-Mobile Park, right? Yeah, that's how you get you, high crime. You have to have heavy machinery to place eco blocks anywhere, mm-hmm. and it's in T-Mobile Park. It's in downtown. It's in the middle of the city. So you can't just. Like it's a big operation to do that, but they don't know how the eco blocks got there. Well, you know, here they are being. So you installed. can see them. You know, no, notice that everything's unmarked. There's no, there's no company logos on anything. Um, the workers don't have any kind of company logos on them. They're like, we don't know. Lots of chains being put up. So they you can park cars there. Lots. Yep. So you can park cars in between the eco blocks, but you can't park an RV there. Interesting. Well, let's go back. And to the story. this is a spot the where story. there's usually an encampment. Yes, there's typically an encampment here. Yeah, usually, cause... how it goes, like in most other big cities, they kind of come through once a week, every other week, clear it out. Yeah, they move somewhere else. In a couple of days, they're they're setting back up in mm-hmm. the same spots. I would imagine this is a response from a call to action that was put out. Fuck um, baseball, fuck this mayor, and fuck this city. Yes. <laughs> Let's fuck that damn. Oh my god, this is effective. This is the way to go. Yep, and so Hilarious. they they were trying to do an rv park in at this area to push back against the city keep pushing them out and 1 a.m a little party thanks for that's so awesome parking anytime (laughs) thanks for being part of this let's celebrate getting one back over on the city 5 p.m all-star game yep so that it just kind of works perfectly if we Um, show up within 72 hours they can't really complain that we're there it says yep so Seattle EcoBlocks installed illegally on the street of Seattle will likely stay where they are unless those who place the barriers remove them. Yes. When asked uh, about removing the EcoBlocks, those concrete barriers that can weigh up to two tons from the Soto neighborhood, um, south of downtown, is that what that means, Soto? Uh, so. Seattle Department of Transportation south, Director. Uh, south of downtown overpass. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, which doesn't exist anymore, right? Oh, correct. Yeah. <laughs> 
uh, Greg Spots <laughs> said it was likely his staff would be removing them now because it's a critical time for construction on transfer. Or it was unlikely his staff would be removing them now because it's a critical time for construction or transportation projects. Just in terms of removing them, this is a prime construction season for us and our crews are focused on building safety improvements and mobility improvements. It will be unlikely we will take people off just to move eco blocks around. Spot said during a new conference, uh, a news conference on Friday in Seattle regarding the city's all-star game. So they just mysteriously showed up. Just showed up one day. Just dozens of eco blocks just showed up out there. Dude, city has no to, idea how it happened. No, because you have to order them. <laughs> yes. You have to order them from a company, yes. arrange for transportation to come out. <laughs> and be put then, on a truck. Yes. Taken out there mm -hmm. along with the crane that you're going to use and dudes to help run the crane yep. and then placed there. And chains run because a ton of them oh, have yeah. chains have, running between yeah. the loops. And that's... Uh, yeah, here's that picture of the chains running through there. Yes. So a ton of them have chains I mean, in between the loops to stop. Nobody knows how they got there. City has no idea. I'm sure. Well, there's a nice Amtrak warehouse by there, but they brought them in on a fucking... On, on a, a train. On a and train, just, and then just... Whoop, whoop. Yep. Oh, no. What happened? Oh, yeah, no. so I heard about this Thursday afternoon uh, on the radio on my way home. And I was like, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Get out of here, the city. Bruce Harrell, who's like, well, listen, we're going to clean up this homeless problem. He's like, yeah. also, I have no idea... Why you can't park an RV outside of there during the All-Star game. I don't have any idea what happened. Jesus. Yes. Uh, this is an interesting story I wanted to get your take on. I heard about this. Um, oh, my God. Is this the same woman? I think so. Oh, yes. God. Yeah, because you were the one that told me about this, yes. right? Yes. So a woman in Tacoma with tuberculosis will be forced to take medicine if she violates court orders. Oh, my God. So on yeah. June 23rd, a judge issued an order releasing a the woman from Pierce County Jail allowing her to isolate at home under uh, court supervision. So this woman's had tuberculosis. I think I, I don't remember whether I talked about this on my solo show or not. I know that mm -hmm. I meant to. This woman's had tuberculosis for a mad long time. And the state government's been trying to track her down. Like she's been a wanted person by the state for quite some time. Bro. And they finally were able to get her because she wouldn't quarantine. She wouldn't stay home. And Bro. so they started looking for her and they finally were able to catch her and they put her in her in a government mandated quarantine inside of the jail facility because they couldn't fucking get her to stay in her house so it's like she wasn't like in jail they put her in jail because they needed to try to isolate her once they found her he, uh, she i think that she did have a charge and that's why they were able to look for her um okay but i don't remember what the charge was this was weeks ago that i was First wow. order, yeah. Involuntary, yeah, because they can make an order for involuntary detention. Who has not detention. been criminally charged. Yeah. But I think that they're like, I think they're, they have something prepared. Oh, know? I'm sure. Yeah. See, there's some kind of public health line. I mean, they fucking right. find right. people out of business for continuing to work during COVID. So this case is the third in 20 years where the health department <laughs> has sought an order, a court order to detain someone who is potentially contagious and refusing to seek treatment for tuberculosis. So just... The Just third one in 20 years for TB alone. So, you have TB, a very communicative, very deadly disease. You cough up blood, you Because I looked it up, it does get, it's very, it's very uh, communicative. Like you said, mm -hmm. it's very easy to give to somebody else, and it can be super deadly when you have it. It can be. And that was, like, we talked about this a little bit during the COVID thing. Like, if somebody's got airborne Ebola, right? can you fucking hem them up? Like it seems, it seems to cross a few boundaries there. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's I don't know when you're talking about tuberculosis or Ebola, 
like you by going outside and spreading that shit to other people are indeed violating their rights. Right. I would imagine. Right. You know, we could talk about COVID all day and that's a different situation because people can die of flus and shit all the time. So where's, where's that? Where's the line in this? It's wicked gray. So I, it's, it's weird that I'm like, yeah, we're just fucking lock her up. I don't know. I also don't want that to happen. I just kind of wish this woman would figure it out. Like you, how you, how deadly is deadly enough that you need to be locked up if yeah. you have it? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. It's a, that's a big question, though, isn't it? Right. It's a big question, and it's, what's the? Yeah, we have. We need to put a threshold on the R naught of certain diseases yes. to, to decide <laughs> whether or not you need to be locked up if you have it and won't oh, get treated. I hate the fact that we know what an R naught is nowadays. Yeah. Um, we caught a new serial killer. Or really? Another serial killer. Um, yeah, this was a. This one's really an issue. King Fi has been very friendly to me this week. Um, an architect charged with killing three women in connection with long unsolved serial killings, right? Um, the string of unsolved killings on Long Island, known as the Gilgo Beach Murders, was... Oh, yeah, Gilgo Beach. I know that. Was the subject of the 2020 documentary film Lost Girls. Um, but in New York, Long Island architect was charged Friday with murder in the deaths of three of the 11 victims of a long, unsolved string of killings known as Gilgo Beach murders after detectives pursuing new leads um, say they matched DNA with from a pizza he ate at genetic material found on the woman's remains. So they were watching this dude. They were watching this dude. they picked up a piece of pizza that he ate. To get his fucking DNA off of it. Oh, my God. See, I don't know. Rex Hewerman? Rex Hewerman, who lived for decades across a bay from where the remains were found, is charged with killing Melissa Bartholomew, Megan Waterman, and Amber Costello. It's also considered the prime suspect in the death of a fourth woman whose body was bound and hidden in thick underbrush along a remote highway. So this, these murders happened here. Is that where Gilgo Beach is? I'm asking you because it's on King 5. It's got to be. Either that or they're just reporting on it. Interesting. Oh, Googling. Nation World. Yeah. yeah. The fuck? Gilgo Beach. I can spell beach. Yeah, it's in Long Island. Woo! Weird. That's a good... We used to race along this road at some point. Oh, I bet. Yeah. That's a long-ass highway. Oh, and it's wicked fucking straight. Right on yeah. the water, too? Yeah, street, street races, right? Oh, I bet it's gorgeous. Street. Yeah, it was fucking wild, dude. I used to work right here. That was my spot. Look at that. Spent a lot of time in that fucking building there. What is that tiny island? That is Fire Island. Really? Yes. And, uh, and it just goes all the way up. Um, it's like a sandbar. Yeah. That's really all it is. Yeah. With just a road on it and some buildings, huh? Yep. And lots and lots of lots of party people. Do regular people live there? Yeah, regular people. But, I mean, it's you got to have a lot of money. Yeah. And it's generally a very, very... Gay neighborhood. I'll okay. put it that way. I just meant I wasn't sure if it was like uh, like Indian Island, you know? It's like pretty much a military base. Oh, like, yeah. There's some other shit on Indian Island, I guess, but it's pretty much just the Indian Island military base yeah. that's on there. No, it's just regular-ass people. Okay. It's a, it's a really wow. nice spot, man. Mind you, you don't want to live there during hurricane season because most of the island just floods. It's problematic. <laughs> Very low-lying There's some area. dry bushes, dude. Oh, yeah, bro. It gets... Hot as fuck out there. Fire Island. But yeah, serial killers Jones getting Beach locked Island. up, bro. Yeah, Jones Beach. There's a nice venue right there for uh, theaters right on the water. 
Wow. And, uh, yeah, it's a pretty cool deal. We used to take uh, boats from the small boat station, go down that channel, and on certain concerts and stuff, go just hang out and, and listen and watch the concert. These are all little islands out here? These? Yeah, yeah, these are all little islands. Random unnamed shit yeah it's super shallow out there people yeah would, people would die in the back bay all the time they really? go out there at night and kids people drinking whatever and they'd be fucking flying in their super expensive boats and then not realize they come up on a sandbar and then <gasps> oh bro damn rough stuff and first time i ever saw a dead body oh that's horrible mm-hmm. two kids took their parents boat out in the middle of the night we're drinking and uh, this was on a high tide, and they tried to go underneath one of the bridges, uh, one of the low points. and uh, One of these bridges? Yeah, it was actually on the big Great South Bay Bridge. It was right out in front of the station, too, so it was pretty fucked up. But, yeah, they tried to cut it too close and just clipped themselves. That was a mess. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. it's a lot of, lot of search and rescue calls in that area. Right, bet. Yeah. Big shit. I didn't realize uh, that that's what that was. Mm -hmm. Like that these islands were here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. Most people don't even really even know Long Island exists. You hear about like the Hamptons. Yes. Because the Hamptons out there. That's over here. Yeah. Yeah, the Hamptons, East Hamptons, Bridge Hampton. You know, going out this way. That's where serious fucking money's at. Out here. Yeah. And then Montauk Point's another pretty popular yeah, destination. I've, I've heard that, that before. Yeah. I lived there What's for a lot of years. That's, New Shoreham? Yeah. Rich it's, people living out Block there, Island. too. Block called, Island? Yeah, it's called Block Island. There's a ferry that connects to Connecticut, goes down to Block Island. There's oh, uh, that's just a small the town airport. Called. Yeah, the, the main town in that one. But yeah, that's that's Block Island. Another real popular place for really rich people. Martha's Vineyard. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. To get you some, okay. Yep. All right. Now you're you're all geographically you yes. know, where we're at now. Yep. And I guess I just didn't. I never looked at any of this shit. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize they were all different islands. Oh yeah. Like I thought they were just different portions of. Mm -hmm. I, I mean. Yeah. The it, whole northeast area is just scattered with a bunch of them tiny little islands. Like the sound kind of. It's like similar, yeah. a different shape and stuff, obviously, but yeah. the same idea that it's just a fuckload of tiny islands. Yep. And it was back in the day when like. People would just fucking live on them, and that whole town right. popped up in these little islands. You wouldn't have that out here. Most of our islands are pretty, you know. I mean, like we have like Whidbey and Vashon yeah. and stuff like that. But, but the small ones, like yeah, you could probably put a house on one, but you'd have to clear all the trees off of it mm -hmm. and build a house in the middle of it. God, that'd be so sick. Most of those little islands have their beaches, and then they have still just a small forest right in the middle. Yep. <laughs> and that's, just, that's and what... just hang out. Sometimes there's deer or something out there if they walk yeah. across on a low tide, the and they're fuck? like, help me! <laughs> I'm, I'm stuck! Yeah. That's when you get those strains of, like, super incest animals that yes. have lived on this one island for, like, 150 generations, and they're all fucked up and mutated and shit. Very interesting stuff. But yeah, another serial killer that uh, has a Netflix show that's put away now. And these islands, you have to either boat or fly to? Yeah, there's ferries that go okay. to most of them. Um, that makes sense. Nantucket's real popular. Real, real popular, especially because that's 
where Cape Cod's just in the north of it. Yeah, because so. some, some of our islands, like Blake Island and shit, you have to like you have to take your own boat there. Yeah. Like there isn't a ferry that goes there. No. You can live there if you want, but there's you have to take your own boat. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, <laughs> right. We have a lot of stuff like that out here. That's yeah. what most of the tiny islands are. Yep. Government's like, if you want to build a house, that's fine, but I'm not going to help you get there. That's, <laughs> that's all you. You can live there if you want. I yes. wouldn't suggest it. <laughs> we're gonna charge you every tree you cut yeah, down. One of, the, one of the only times I would probably suggest listening to government. In that yeah. one. <laughs> like you don't want to live there, bro. You don't want unless you're oh, super self-sufficient. Be rough, and you a storm, can handle dude. your business. Those tiny islands, that'd be rough in a storm out here. Oh fuck yeah! And they get like over there. I mean, they get legit ass hurricanes that'll yeah. hit and just fuck up the entire island. Yeah, let's look at the sound really quick. So let's look at the sound real quick. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, just lots and lots of little islands. Yeah. It's all that shit. And then there's babies inside of there. Yes. That are not named or barked because... Like, like there you go. Yeah. Her on island. Ain't no road to get there, bro. Yeah. There's a, a single ferry. One ferry. And that's it, bro. Once you're on it, you're mm -hmm. on it. <laughs> well, and even like um, where Fort Flagler is and stuff on Marrowstone, it's just the one bridge. Like that's... You yep. have to go across Indian Island and then across the other small bridge to get onto Marrowstone. And so, yeah, you take that bridge onto Inn Island and then go down around here. And there's a and then one little tiny bridge. bridge. Yeah, there might be another one at the top, but. Mm, nope. Nope. That's it. That's yeah. just. There you go. That's, yeah. yeah, that's Fort Flagler. So that's it. That's the bottom of it. Yeah, you just. Yee yee. The one tiny island. Is that where you saw the whales that day? Yes. That yeah, was Dax on Fort Flagler. Were, yeah, we were. <clears throat> so they were coming through the sound here because <clears throat> we were out on on the edge yeah looking over one of the batteries so it might have been probably yeah yeah it might have been over here but very nice cool as hell dude bro we got a shit ton of orcas out here and i'm glad we're like the only place in the world where orcas hang out now that aren't like attacking boats yeah because that's have you seen the videos of like yes. the orcas fucking over in europe and shit they don't like what we're doing no man <laughs> they're starting to get angry yeah not fans of it no uh but yeah that's that's really all I got for locals, man. We're, I like keep, it. we're keeping it light this morning. I like you know? it. Homeless Ooh. people and lots of questions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> that is all that I have also. So I believe with that, we will call part one to an end. And we'll be back in just a few minutes for part two of Woo! episode 152 of Salt of the Streets. Of course, this segment, all the other segments are brought to you by Zeke, the executive producer. If you want to also be an executive producer of this show. Go to the Patreon, patreon.com slash salt of the streets and sign up there at the highest tier. We also have other tiers, other stuff like that. We put out a new article last month. We're going to start working on the new one this month. It's mm -hmm. going to be great. The end of the month, last day of the month. They come out calling us some other stuff that he's working on. We're already talking about things that we're going to have going on next year for the Patreon. Same deal. Let us know if there's things that you want to see. I have begun construction on the new studio. So, of course, we will do a full studio tour video and everything when it is done. Awesome. It's going to be great. Um, and as High progress, quality materials going in there, too. That's High that quality materials. Yeah. So, I've got that new masonry bin. So, we'll see about getting uh, some of that shit hung up. Yeah. And we'll be good to go. So, of course, you can go to saltofthestreets.com and find all of this, including our own personal social media. Like you can see at the bottom of the screen, I am at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at Alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. Colin is at Big Bird Offie on both of those things. Thank you guys very much, and we'll be back in just a few minutes. Bye. And we're back. Thank you very much for joining us, everybody. My name is Donovan. I'm Colin. We're happy to have you here. This is episode 152 of Salt of the Streets. This is part two. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the national segment. We got some big stuff going on. Uh, first, we're going to talk about a little, few more local things. We are 
in the final running for the best podcast in Kitsap County. Uh, that is the county that we live in, of course. Well, the part, the middle part of the county that we live in. Indeed. Uh, Central Kitsap, because that's a part of the section that we're involved in. So we're going to go over the voting for you guys today so that we can also make a little reel of this and, of course, put it on the internet to make our lives easier. hey So this voting goes for, I don't know, like another week or something like that. Until the 25th um, of July. Yeah, so we're trying to get... 23rd. Trying sure. to get this plaque. Trying to get this money. So let's go. It was very awesome to be nominated, first of all. That yes. was really cool. Thank you, everyone who wrote us in, got us on the ballot. That was a really nice surprise. So we're going to go through this real quick to show you how to support us in this endeavor, if you would so choose to. Yes. Um, so the link to get you to this page, actually, no, to actually get to the this page, which is the actual Central Kids app side, yep. is in the description on the episode. So feel free to follow that link. And uh, we'll do a quick little vote here for Donovan since he uh, hasn't voted yet today. And you can vote once per day until the 23rd. So just click the big start button. quite the beer. It is a Belgian triple yeah. from the 49th State Brewery up in Juneau, Alaska. We're still in yours, but we'll just go over the things because we're already here. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, so you'll it'll bring you to a thing. It'll ask you to click an option for whatever yeah. category it is, and then you can vote on it or skip it. Um, so we'll just we'll just skip there. Community volunteer, earth friendly businesses or organization. I like that one. Yeah. Um, and then just click Trace past Atkins. that. Yep. Uh, employer. employer. Uh, our employer is not on there, so I was not voting. Yeah. Uh, firefighter. If you know the name of your favorite firefighter, shout out to them. Local podcasts. That's it. The new category, That's and there we right are. There. Salt the streets. So you just click the button and then hit vote. And then you can either keep going or just do whatever. I mean, if you're from the area, make sure to give love to all these people. Who's your favorite police officer, Colin? Uh, that would be Caleb because <laughs> he is, you know, friendly to the soccer team. And yeah. It's Michaela's boyfriend, and so and we like Caleb. That would be probably the one. Yeah. I don't, I don't know Officer Brian, really, so I only hung out with him a few times. But he was cool. He was cool. He was cool. All right, are we done here? Youth volunteer. I was surprised I didn't know any of the youth volunteers. Also, I did the fucking food one, and there's like 90 things on there. There's a lot. But yeah, and then if you are from the area and you really want to dive into it, there's a whole bunch of other things that you can dive into. So we would greatly appreciate the love if you are willing to provide it. We'd take it. Yes. Because I want that fucking plaque. Yes. It would be sweet looking. It would be real sweet looking hanging up in the new studio. It could potentially open up some good opportunities for us. We don't know exactly what goes into this. Like I said, we didn't know. Someone else told us about it. Yeah. Either way, we're jazzed. Super jazzed. So. <laughs> what do they say? Oh, it's just an honor to be nominated. That's right. Just <laughs> an honor to be considered for this prestigious award. Prestigious. Of uh, the new category of the best podcast of kids I've counted. Yeah. So. I'll fucking take it. And I, I did a screenshot of all the other podcasts because I've never listened to any. I've never right. heard of any of them. So I'm curious to Let's look them check up really them out. quick. Pull up Spotify. Okay. I have we'll a screenshot of them too. Spotify. Oh, perfect. Because I have it Cause saved. I, I did the exact same thing. I was I'm like, curious. I really should look these up because I've never heard of these before. We should. All right. Ready when you are. Fire away, good sir. All right. Let me get to my screenshots. Mm-mm. There it is. Okay. The first one is called The Conduit. Conduit. The Conduit. Okay. A podcast. It'd be really funny if we actually knew somebody with it. With Lindsay uh, Warwick? 
The Conduit with Lindsay Warwick is a high vibrational podcast that explores all of us spiritual <coughs> beings having human experiences. She is a channel who helps people raise their vibration through empowerment, meditation, yoga, frequency work, shamanic healing, and all things high vibe. Not my cup of tea. No, but it sounds like something that Jordan would be into. Probably. Yeah. Um, does that say 333? Three, three, three? Does that mean the scroll down a little bit? Does that mean she's done 333 episodes? Is she banging as hard as we are? Monday, the 16th, the 9th, the 2nd. That sounds like a weekly. Wow. Well, every single one of them with various guests. Good for her. Fucking putting in work. About, you know, 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah, I wonder where she's based out of. Yeah. Somewhere in Central Kids app. Okay, so the next one is called Bremelore B. <laughs> I just love that. So which much. is probably, I wonder if it's <coughs> E L O R E. Yep. Bremelore. Okay. <clears throat> it's got to be like the stories of Bremerton or something like yeah, that. Yeah, one part local history, one part memoir with a dash of nostalgia. This is my love letter to Bremerton, Washington. Wow. 2022 Not, get the fuck out of here this guy hasn't put out an episode all year yeah i mean that's like a series type thing i mean at that point it was all yeah it was all done over the course this, of two years dude welcome to bremer low come on bremer bremer lore why is this guy even on the fucking thing i don't know if bro. they haven't done a thing in over a year it must be real popular a year it must be real popular if they win, I will literally, I will complain. Like, <laughs> this is complete horseshit. Uh, the next one is called Fiona Margo. F-I-O-N-A Margo. Yep. Podcast, maybe? Maybe. I'm not seeing it on Spotify. Well, if she's not on Spotify, that's a problem. Because that is problematic. It's not a hurdle to get on Spotify. No. Oh, you know what? I bet you it's this one. It's got her name, family photographer. Marketing podcast. Weekly marketing oh. tips for family photographers hosted by Fiona Margo. There you go. She's done. She just put out an episode five days ago. There you go. All right. At least she's current. Every every couple few weeks? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Weekly, every now and again. Very you know, specific. For all your, your marketing needs. Very specific. Photography marketing specifically. Mm -hmm. Pinterest for family photographers. Okay. There you go. Okay. Very nice. Photography's big around here. Mm -hmm. The next one is called the Fitness Full Circle. The Fitness Full Circle. Fitness Full Circle works to bring together all aspects of fitness from wealth fitness to health fitness risk fitness to physical fitness brett and kim talk about important things not so important things and have special guests who are masters in their own field of life fitness what life fitness bro monthly ish okay hour or so drop the anniversary February. episode Oof. that was lady a... lifters just keep swimming so six, oh, 17, 18, so 22 episodes. All right. In a very, you know, it's about a, a monthly release. It looks like there's a few some, sometimes here all and right. there, but all right, there you go. So for all of your 
fitness needs, literally all of them, yeah. whether it's financial fitness or your wealth, physical fitness. Yeah, wealth fitness to health fitness, risk fitness to physical fitness. So I don't even know what just that a, means. It's like a theme on a, on right. a word. Everything's fit. So, it's, yeah, it's probably like, you know, I don't know, basic life advice maybe. So, top episode, this Mother's Day inspired episode, Kim leads a panel of mothers from different backgrounds to share their stories of motherhood. There are child care hacks, 12 baby shower, two don'ts, or don'ts. Yeah, two don'ts. And lots more. Be sure not. Right, just don'ts. Baby shower don'ts. Two do's and two don'ts. (laughs) That's not. Yeah, be sure not to forget. Be sure not. To forget to take part. This is written poorly. It's just not. Be sure not to forget to take part in our audience poll question as well as your nomination for hometown. Hometown hero. Hometown hero. Also visit us on Fitness Full Circle Facebook. Or also (laughs) be sure to take part in our audience poll or don't forget. Be sure not to forget. Why is it written in such a way? Um... That's just, that seems, that's like some, I don't write that much stuff. That's really what that should be writing more. If you're going to do a thing where you talk, you should write more. There you go. Uh, The last one is called house call cleaning. House call cleaning. It's, uh oh. Is it house call one word or two? Nope, it's two words. Oh boy. Not on Spotify. Uh oh. Unless they change the name of it. But then, no, that's housework hits. Let's go to podcasts and shows. Clutterbug. House cleaning wisdom. Mm, not seeing it. Uh oh. Not seeing it on Spotify. It's not good. Like I said, Spotify's not a barrier. There you go. All right. Well, that's the segment where we talk shit about podcasts we've never heard of before. <laughs> so, <laughs> because they're our local competition. Fuck out of our faces. That's right. Oh, there was something else I was going to bring up real quick. Oh, the. Two do's and two don'ts. Yes. Like, that's a weird thing, right? It's like they're trying to make up a word for something that's not real. Um, I was, it was last night at the party, I think. But you know how you can you generally greet somebody or something like that based off the time of day. Good morning. Yes. Good afternoon. Good evening and good night. The quote, the Truman Show. Morning is kind of fucked because it goes all the way up. To 11.59, yeah. right? Because then you say, well, it's this afternoon, or it's this evening, or it's tonight. There's, like, chunks of time that make sense. But, like, morning is only morning for a minute. And then it's just, like, daytime? Because if all of the other words aren't literal words, but afternoon, it's it's there. Afternoon, after 12 o'clock. Because there's no before noon. Right. And I'm I'm sure somewhere in some, like, uh, you know... English manners book that's like, you know, after five o'clock, it's proper to say good evening and yeah. after this time. But if I was I thinking, like, like in the like, Farmer's Almanac, there might have some terminology yeah, in there. But I agree. Around 11 o'clock, I feel it's like appropriate almost to say good afternoon. Like, we're right, right around lunchtime. Yeah. It's not morning anymore, 11 o'clock. Because if someone wakes up at 11 o'clock, you're like, you slept in till fucking almost exactly. noon. Like, you don't say you slept in all morning. Yeah. You, you, it's past morning time now. It's 11 o'clock, bro. I it's, cut morning off at 9 o'clock. Yeah. Shifts don't even start at 11 o'clock. People no. don't start work at 11 o'clock. It doesn't no. work like that. It's the 9 to 5, right? At, as soon as you hit 9 o'clock, it's no longer morning. Even 10 o'clock is pretty questionable of morning time. Like, we're getting... Uh, yeah. That's... A, 
there almost needs to be a third designation of mid morning because we're we're past the the real beginning part yeah. you know yeah this is very true because in all to that same point when i get up at three o'clock is it is it really the morning time yet no, it's bro. last it's night. night it's bro. still nighttime yeah. that's not morning still time nighttime, bro but if i but when i see ann at fucking 4 20 when you know when i get there just good morning it's not morning time yet. It's, it's not, not time morning. for that. It's not time for you to be squawking at me before I've even clocked in. It's not time for that. What? Yeah. So oh. <laughs> I feel that. I, de- I feel that as someone who gets up in the as early as morning could possibly be. Yeah. I don't want it to be morning from 3 o'clock until 11.59. No. That's too long that for any sense. portion of the day to go on. No, I feel like you could justify morning being from, say, 4.30 to 9. Yeah. That's morning time. But because I also eat lunch around 10, you know? Yeah. So after 10, I'm going to give you a, a good afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> my, my afternoon has started. I am into the midday for sure at 10 o'clock. <laughs> oh, Jesus. But yeah, I'm, I think we need to come up with a, a new word yeah. that actually makes sense. It's not a two don't. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's not good. I don't good. like, I get. I know. I don't you want to talk. We've never written, that, so I don't want to talk. Like, never heard it, so I don't want to talk too much shit. Also, fuck you. I've been doing this for like four years now, and I feel comfortable <laughs> telling you if you're listening, if you chose to also explore the other podcast. I'm not going to listen to your podcast. I I read the description. That to me was enough. I was um, not interested in any of those. They're not no, in my no wheelhouse. But if you're going to be doing a thing where you're talking for extended periods of time, you should write and read more. You should make concerted efforts to write and read more because all three of those things go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. You can't be a good public speaker if you don't write and don't read. It does not work that way. You have to have other literary aspects involved in your life to be to excel at any one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's no. It should be no surprise to anybody that like radio hosts that you know AM radio hosts specifically talk talk radio podcasters YouTubers things like that they do a ton of reading because that's they talk about what they read generally speaking and most of them write books yeah they all go hand in hand it's the same communication skill set really right all three of them work hand in hand I read almost every day at the very least six days a week. Um, and I write on a weekly basis. That's that's a thing that be, you should be doing that more if you mm-hmm. want to talk for a living. Yeah. <clears throat> mm. I second that. I if like you this want beer people to listen to you talk because maybe they even don't want to do it for a living. You know. Oh yeah. There could be if this just be a thing they're doing on the side. Any of those people, mm-hmm. not just the to don'ts people. Well, yeah, because some you know you was it Jordan? I think recently that had that friend. That wanted to start like a mommy podcast or something like that. You know, there's a lot of these podcasts are so easy to start nowadays. This is the woman that I talk shit about, um, that I talk tons of shit about her, and then <laughs> Jordan enlightened me more. I was like, "All right, baby, I should have chilled." But I'm glad you're getting the fire this time. But I wasn't me. wrong because that woman is a teacher, mm. and she don't fucking do that podcast anymore. So I wasn't wrong. And I wasn't, going on. I wasn't necessarily right to be so upset about it mm-hmm. because I did inflame me, but it also just reinvigorated. I was like, I'm going to fucking podcast so hard. I'm going to podcast all over your face. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm so sick of this shit that people are doing. This fucking Bremelor thing. That's not, mm-hmm. 
this shouldn't be on the list. I appreciate the work that you did. Yeah. You haven't put out a podcast all year. You shouldn't be on the list for best local podcast because for 2023, you do, you're not on the list anymore. You don't yeah. do a podcast every year. I bet that series was great. I'm sure it was excellent. You worked very hard on it. I'm not disqualifying that work. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't be on the list for best podcast of 2023 because you haven't fucking put out an episode all year. Yeah. We put one out every other week and content qualified, every single day. Qualified for last year's probably. Yes. But not this year's. That no. would seem correct. No. You shouldn't be on the list. This doesn't mm. count. Disqualify Bremelord Podcast from Best of Kitsap <laughs> County. I fucking will not stand for this. Watch. They're going to win. You're like, what the <laughs> fuck? I will complain. I will complain. To the, this the is nonsense. Daily News. Yes, they haven't put on an episode in all the entirety of 2023. There's no way they should be on this list. I appreciate that people voted for them. Mm -hmm. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that. Fuck you guys. Give me that plaque, or I'm burning this fucking building to the ground. We're burning it to the ground. Yeah. Don't burn this building. down to the burn ground. Another dude. building. Down. Yeah. Not this one. Down to the ground. I like this one. I have. I mean, their here. building. <laughs> I mean, whatever the kids have Daily News is run out of. Yeah. If they have a building, down cool. to the ground, dude. Well, whoever that editor is, mm -hmm. down to the ground. Down to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Put him to the ground. Take my statement. We're going to have an issue. Okay. So <laughs> these free speech cases. You want to talk about Ray Epps first? Tell me about Ray Epps first. Oh, yeah. We can go either way. Yeah, you got um, it up. Let's talk about it. So, I got to find my articles first anyway. So tell okay. me about Ray Epps first. So there's been a lot of stories about Ray Epps in the news recently. Yes. Um, if anybody, we've been talking about Jan since, like, since it happened, obviously. That's Ray the man Epps, himself right That there. is the man himself. That is Ray Epps. And there's a, you know, we're not going to start with this article now that I think about it. We're going to do something. We're going to do an exercise, right? Um, I pulled up a New York Times article. Arizona man cited in conspiracy theory sues Fox News for defamation. So the big news is Ray Epps is Susan Fox News um, calling out, in particular, Tucker Carlson because of the things that he was talking about on Fox News at that time. But either way, you sue Fox News. But you'll go through here in this New York Times article. And let's just do a quick little search here for um, arrest. Okay, arrest Ray. Okay, so they're talking about arrest Ray Epps t-shirts. Um, we'll just say... Because the people at Jan 6 were saying that he was a Fed. Yes. And Fox News was asking the question... Um, he's talking about uh, filing criminal charges against him for his role in the Capitol attack. Um, okay, so this is lawsuit said Justice Department notified Mr. Epps that he was planning to file. They were planning to file criminal charges against him and his role related to the Capitol attack. So we have one article here that talks actually brings up the charge or the fact that the Justice Department notified him that they're. Going to going, him. they're planning on charging him. Get it together, Mr. Yeah. Epps. And they call it the Capitol attack, right? That was not the case with most mainstream outlets. Um, Rolling Stone, I knew, was a big one. Trump voter sues Fox News after Tucker Carlson lies, ruined his life. Um, the lawsuit alleges go away. Fuck you, Rolling Stone. The top left. There it is. Boom. <clears throat> lawsuit alleges the network. Uh, Particularly, its former star host, Tug Carlson, painted Epps as an undercover federal agent in order to push a conspiracy that the FBI, blah, blah, blah. In the aftermath of the events of January 6th, news search for scapegoat to blame on the other, <laughs> other than Donald Trump or the Republican Party, blah, blah, blah. I'm just trying to find if they talk about, what do they, what do they call, oh, yeah, here, supported that. Supporter that protested in or participated in the protests on January 6th. 
and encourage January 6th. Okay. March. The thing the is, they, yeah. And the whole through line here is in all of these articles where they once used to talk about the insurrection, participated yes. in a violent this, that, or the other thing. Can't even call it anything other than that no. because it was that. Because now it's, but they're, when they're talking about Ray Epps, most of these articles are not talking about, they're not bringing up the fact that the DOJ is looking to charge him. Right. And they're not calling it his a involvement fucking insurrection in, anymore. They're not saying that he's being charged for his involvement in the insurrection. They're yes. saying he's being charged for his involvement in the riot. Yep. At one point, did it turn from a riot to an insurrection? Or is a protest it, or right. a, you know, the, the words, Tim Pool did a whole segment on it the mm -hmm. other day, and I was like, that is so fucking interesting, just in itself. Participated in the protest on January 6th. And that's from NPR. This is the first time they've ever talked about it as a protest. It, it was either a violent insurrection or a riot. Right. And now we have multiple outlets just going right over that. Uh, let's pull up because it's affiliated with a different person. Yeah. Even even when people were being released from prison, like the uh, QAnon shaman, right? Yeah. They, oh, they CNN were, Business calls it the insurrection. There you there go. go. They were still saying, you know, he was involved in the insurrection. And now he's being released from prison. Yeah. Even though there's video of him walking around with police officers. Mm -hmm. uh, so, anyways, the real news here, yeah, Ray Epps to be criminally charged for events on January 6th. His attorney says. Um, an attorney for Ray Epps, man seen on video wearing a Trump hat during the January 6th riot, says that his client has been informed by federal law enforcement officials that they intend to charge him in connection with the events of that day. Interesting how they're not just getting a warrant and then, like, knocking his door in and then arresting him like they did with most of the other right. Jan 6 people. But this story was broken by Post Millennial. What was the delay? Like, what took so long for him to be charged as opposed to everybody else that's been a big locked question. up in prison for three years? The dude was on 60 Minutes. Right. I mean, we've, we've, we saw the video, man. This is the video of Ray Epps. Him saying they the should go into before. the Capitol, right? Yeah. Oh, shit, I have the... So who else inside... If, okay, so if what Donald Trump said incited that. the insurrection for people to go into the Capitol, then how does this not? We need to go into the Capitol! Into the Capitol! And then it's fed, 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 fed. Right. So that was the big video. And then Post Millennial was the first one to actually break the story down that in the court documents related to their... Uh, Epps's case against Fox News, way down in here on item 30... 94. Yeah, it was 94. Uh, finally, in May 2023, the Department of Justice notified Epps that it would seek to charge him criminally for the events of January 6, 2021. Two and a half years later, the relentless attacks by Fox News and Mr. Carlson and the resulting political pressure likely resulted in the criminal charges. So he's stating in his suit that it's because of Fox News and Tucker Carlson's defamation that's the only reason the DOJ, or that's one of the reasons the DOJ is coming at Epps now. And also underhandedly claiming that the DOJ is easily influenced by... Fox News and Tucker Carlson. Right. Or the political pressure therefrom, which... I don't know if you've looked around at all, but they kind of exist to be the corporate press punching bag at this point. Anything, right. I mean, they used to have an entire show designated a like a hate on Fox News show. That was uh, Brian Stelter. 
Right, because the the political pressure they would be talking about would be the Republicans having taken the head of all these different uh, committees, committees, right? Yeah. And that pressure is roundly shat on by all the Democrats that also support the actions of the DOJ in almost every facet. Yes. So I don't understand how you even begin to make that kind of alignment. Right. But they why wouldn't it be the statements <clears throat> that Ray Epps made and his potential actions on the day of January 6th that caused him to be charged as opposed to Tuck Carlson saying this guy was there? Why? Because he highlighted your actions as opposed to the people who didn't do anything. Yeah, it's I don't understand. See, it's a weird thing because, you know, for a fact, if you're going to sue Fox News. We, the the establishment's not going to really push back against that because right. that's the theme of the day right now. Go after Fox News. The argument is but, that journalists shouldn't be asking questions about why justice is being implemented inequally in different cases. That's, that's the argument that's being made by the Epps field. I, it seems like it. But the thing they got to know, like his lawyers got to know that if this actually gets goes through, they're going to be open for discovery. And Fox News is going to dig into fucking Ray Epps's life. And you know, goddamn sure, every the video of him like talking to somebody on the front lines of the barriers at the Capitol right before everybody mobbed in, where he was right in the front lines, and then never act, didn't actually walk in. They're going to ruin him. They're going to destroy his life. You're not going to win this case. First of all, you you're not going to win a, a defamation case. Period. Because. It's all asking questions type of things. And you know their I mean? entertainment that's already been established in the courts. Fox exactly. News is entertainment. So, like, oh, it's satire. Wasn't it crazy, the videos that we showed, though, and yeah. then hilarious what we said about it? So it does make me wonder, why are you doing this at this point? Are you Because obviously he knew he was going to be charged by the ju- the Justice Department you're asking before why, the suit. You're asking why is Epps suing Fox News? Why is he going to open himself up to something he's not going to win? Right. Like we've all seen the videos, bro. We know what we know what you did. You're not cleaning this thing. There's no, and you're not going to win a defamation suit. Period. So I don't understand what this whole thing is actually doing. He has to prove that it cost him money, and I don't. He's not even been locked up yet. So no. if he hasn't been locked up, then <clears throat> there isn't. A time argument of like I've missed work because of this, and mm-hmm. so I can't unless some, he's retired. And he's retired. Yeah. Okay, he's retired. They, so I was going to say took their RV and they just left once the heat started to come on. They just took off. Because I was going to say unless he's arguing like I had to quit my job because of the social pressure. But mm-hmm. if he's retired, not yeah, a lot of things. That's add up. the that's the modern threshold is is monetary loss it mm-hmm. has to have impacted your life and made you lose money for someone to be found guilty of defamation yeah and that's so i don't hard it's a hard hurdle to get past in any defamation case yeah much less one against an entertainment news network like fox right. news who already now there's a precedent now that they they're not straight news they're an entertainment platform they're an entertainment network type of thing i mean that's the precedent's been set right so there's been speculation on this about what would you do if you were a either an agent or a what do you call those like a um, a, a, a cooperating witness an or an informant or something like that where 
you turn all your buddies in. Now the heat's the the heat's on too much now, mm. so we're gonna have to charge you. But don't worry about it, right? Because this is gonna be a thing. You'll get charged. You'll get a you'll get a good sweetheart deal. You won't ever see the inside of a jail cell. You're not gonna go broke. And then we did our job because we charged you two and a half years later, right? And you're in the clear at that point. And I wonder. I wonder if this was the plan from the beginning, and they were just hoping that the heat on Jane Six as an event would have chilled yeah. by this time. And so when they did charge him, they were like, no one's even going to notice. It's going to be so mm -hmm. far after the oh, day yeah. that everyone will be in prison already. There will be nobody to still be talking about you. Yep. And be... most of the corporate press won't report on it. Right. Because they're just going to see they're going to see that you're suing Fox News and that's the story. We don't need to we're not going to dig into Rehab's life. And now because they have to report on it, they're just going to quietly change the verbiage and the rhetoric that they're using around the event to try if and, they mention it at all right which not most of them don't but to, to subconsciously lessen the impact he could have had on the day because we're going to use lighter language yes. it wasn't an insurrection it was a riot it was or a riot. it was a protest yeah protest you were present at right and then we're we're, we're not going to talk that the doj is going to charge you but we'll just say you were you were there so it's a very interesting thing, and Thank it is so. very interesting. It'll be very interesting to watch what happens, not only with his lawsuit, but also to see if he ever actually gets charged with anything meaningful about his incitement of violence, direct incitement of violence, the day before the protest and possibly a day of when he whispered to homie's right. ear right before charge the fucking barriers. Dude. Don't turn on your homies. Don't work with the federal government. Don't do it. There's. I thought about this the other day. We're going to talk about Sound of Freedom today. Yep. Um, I was thinking when I was listening, because the, what's the guy's, Timothy? Tim Ballard. Tim Ballard, because um, he was on TimCast IRL the other day. Yep. And great episode. Listening to his stories was fucking crazy, man. And I was like, you know what? If that's the only route to pursue, like, child traffickers, that's one of the few, like, mm governmental positions i would not i would not throw shade at you for like i'm gonna go join the feds because i'm gonna go crack down on international child trafficking right. i'd be like I, f I found one that i could be okay with and that's it I, I can't no shade for that fed boy yeah none at all <laughs> but the list is very short but yeah I, I did have to grapple with that yesterday and i was like man you know it would not conflict with my morals if that was a decision i made it was like if I right. if that was so important to me and I wanted to go do something about it, and the best way for me to do that would be to join up with whatever federal agency does this, I'm like, I could square that away with my moral right. scruples. That's a like that's not a uh, it's not a governmental crime. It's a crime against man. So it's one that's easier to. This should be stopped. Someone yeah. should be doing something about this. It's the same deal as someone if someone's on a, a string of murders. Yeah. Someone should stop this person from doing that. Yeah. This is a time in which someone should be allowed to yeah. step up to stop this from happening because it's not just that this is terrible. Mm -hmm. He's actively infringing on people's rights because he's taking their lives. Yeah. Same deal if someone is on a string of burglaries. Someone needs to stop this person from doing this because he's removing people's property from them. Yep. You're breaking this is, both rules. <clears throat> yeah. You're hurting and, people and taking their stuff. I think it... Um, I understand how it gets to be that way, but it, it, it makes the the 
job of police work uh, more difficult and moral th- occupation to take, you know, mm-hmm. because you can't necessarily become a police officer and immediately step into like a specialized force like that. Yeah. You know, you have to kind of work the beat and do regular shit for a couple of years and then like get on a special to, unit type of thing. Yeah. And you can't, there isn't as much room for that, uh, leniency on a moral grounds when you're just generally enforcing the law you just kind of have to do the job you know there is some discretion there but you also have to do your job that's that's what the job is is to stop people from breaking the law you know if you work for i work for you know like the child harm unit or whatever the sex Mm -hmm. crimes unit my job specifically to stop people and catch people who've raped or sexually assaulted other people Mm -hmm. that's all that i work on i work in the homicide unit i only catch people who've killed other people yeah that's i have very little like very little question about what you're doing you're literally just catching people who are killing other human beings yeah someone should be doing that that should be a person's job Mm -hmm. we should all collectively individually be okay with someone doing that for the community yeah and if we don't then i don't know that's a hairy situation but if you want to open up the door for everybody to be able to you know enforce their own morals like whatever it's a dangerous game to play (laughs) you know we we talk about it all the time here i get it i own it uh so freedom is inherently dangerous yeah i was thinking about a very similar thing uh yeah it got me. It got me on that one. I was like, "Yeah, nope, no issues with that, bro." Yeah, shout out. But we'll save the rest of the sound of freedom talk till a little later. Uh, sound of freedom. Yeah, because I want to hear about NDAA stuff. We got to talk about. I know yep. that. And then what was the other? You had brought up something. It's else this first? free speech thing. It's a social free media speech. stuff, right? Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> so it has to do with federal involvement. And the first article that I have is a New York Times article. So I'll send it to you. Let me know if it doesn't work. Okay. Um, if you ran out of articles or whatever the fuck, then I do not have a good article for that. Let's see, salty full boys. send, bro. Yep, full send. I had to find the salty voice chat. Oh, okay, it just jumped on me. There we go. The Times is. Oh, she's gonna fuck me, isn't she? Copy. I gotta open it up in the browser that likes us. Yeah. Thing. There we go. I have another one too. That one doesn't work. Boom. Oh, son of a bitch. Why no, is that's not okay. doing that? All right. We'll go with the backup. Yeah. Sometimes it, it actually remembers me and will actually stay logged in. Otherwise, I got to go back in and re log in under the. Well, and this might be better actually because I want to talk a little bit about the verbiage that they use when they're discussing this particular decision because I think that it's. It's telling if you pay attention to it, mm-hmm. you know, if you're not just reading the article, if you're listening to what they say. Yeah. <clears throat> and I wrote down some of the verbiage. This is an NPR article that's actually from South Carolina Public Radio, which oh. is just their NPR affiliate. Mm-hmm. So might get a little bit of mixed. So I wrote down some particular verbiage when I was listening to Up First, which mm-hmm. is the NPR national show. They used the same verbiage oh. in this story. Which is very interesting. Yeah, so we can read the the quote that I wrote down, and then we can also read um, 
from this. Mm-hmm. U.S. is so, barred from combating disinformation on social media. Here's what it means. Yes. So let me find this card really quick. Sorry. And then we can... Dax got a hold of these and they're <laughs> all out of order. They were in order at some point. They were in order. And then, uh, yeah, I came into the kitchen yesterday and I obviously forgot they were out of order. That's hilarious. But I came into the kitchen yesterday and they were on the floor. And I said, oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. Yeah. What happened? Oh, bud. Man, did I tell you about my egg story? Yes, I did. dogs. Okay. Yes. Yeah. The dogs just destroyed all the fresh eggs. I was super bummed. Oh. Christ, I'm really sorry, guys. I forgot that this happened. <laughs> it's probably because it's just an everyday occurrence in your life. Yeah. There's just child chaos all the time. Mm. Well, I'll go ahead and start yeah, reading a little bit. Interesting how they, in big, bold letters, they put updated July 5th. Um, so the government's ability to fight disinformation online has suffered a legal setback that experts say will have a chilling effect on communications between federal agencies and social media companies. Just that whole, that first sentence right there, I'm very uncomfortable with. And that's that's the same language. I'm trying to find mm-hmm. the quote, but that's the same language, is that NPR was concerned about the chilling effect that it would have on the cooperation between the federal government. Could upend years of work to improve coordination between the government and, and tech giants to tackle... Um, the shit um, to tackle well, like disinformation and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, recent election interference and public health messaging. Um, and so, so that's from the. This is actually from Washington Post. So oh, okay. my bad, but. Um, but still, the memo's gone out. Yes, obviously, yeah. and it's it's even worse that it's the Washington Post and NPR. Yes. Not just two different NPR affiliates. Yes, work to upend the years of coordination between the federal government and tech giants. That's fucking... Yeah, it's, it's the same thing. Social media companies and the federal agencies. Yes. That's the exact... And the ch- the chilling effect, bro. It's going to have chilling a chilling effect, effect. on communications between federal agencies and social media companies. So before we can even continue, we can ask, what, what level of communication should the federal government be having with social media companies? I know the answer. It should be relatively little. It should be um, like, if you don't pay the IRS whatever taxes you owe or something like should that. should be very little. There shouldn't be much that the yep. federal government needs to communicate with, with social media companies about. No. Unless there is a, some form of legitimate concern about whatever, attack or something that's happening yeah. that has some form of national security, legitimate national security concerns, not Department of National Security, National Security Concerns. (laughs) (laughs) Department of Homeland Security, National Security Concerns, like actual real ones. Disinformation is a a serious, it's a serious thing that we have to to deal with here. Uh, A Tuesday ruling by a federal district court judge in Louisiana could have (gasps) far-reaching consequences for the government's ability to work with Facebook and other social media giants to address false and misleading claims about COVID, vaccines, voting, and other issues that could undermine public health and erode confidence in election results. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's talk, let's break it down just a little bit. So let's talk just for a second about erode confidence in election results. If the only thing that bolsters your elections is people's confidence in the fact that they're legitimate, there's a problem here. We should know that they're secure. We should know, not just feel confident. There shouldn't be a question about whether or not they're secure. Why is there a question in the results? Why, why? Are posts on social media able to cause such an issue in the body politic that we are concerned that a large enough portion of the nation won't accept the election? 
Why? Because free speech is dangerous. People can say things that will mislead somebody to voting the wrong way. Because there are problems with the election system. That's why. Because there are actual issues to be questioned. Yes. Not just that there's conspiracy theorists out there that are saying you can't trust this. Because people don't trust it. Yes. That's why. Language shouldn't be a problem. It shouldn't. If the election system is sound, it shouldn't be a problem that I tell someone I don't fucking believe in this. That shouldn't be a problem. The only way to defeat misinformation, wrong thought, is to convince someone that they're wrong. That's the only way. We shouldn't be removing language from anywhere because that shouldn't be enough to undermine the confidence in the government if you're doing the right fucking thing. <laughs> yes. It's only if you're doing the wrong shit that me telling someone they're doing the wrong shit should be enough to cause a problem. So why? If everything is on the same thing you tell me, if I'm not doing anything wrong, why am I concerned about what the cops are doing? Why am I concerned about the mm -hmm. laws? If you aren't doing anything wrong, why are you concerned about me questioning you? Why? When someone questions my morality, when someone questions my honesty, mm -hmm. I don't care. I don't concern myself with it because I know I don't lie. I don't lie about anything. You can question my integrity all you want. Mm -hmm. Anybody that I know will vouch for me. I don't have to worry about it. So why are you concerned? Because you have things to question. Yes. Because you're fucking deceiving people. Because the election system... I'm not saying... For YouTube, for everybody, I'm not saying 2020 was wrong. I'm not saying the election was false. I'm <laughs> yeah. not saying Joe Biden... Joe Biden is the president. This is for YouTube. I'm For everybody, right? Because it's the truth. Just like Roseanne said. This is the truth. <laughs> this is the truth. Right? <laughs> okay. That being said, there is obviously issues with the system, and that is why speech against it is enough to cause a problem. That's why they have to quell it. That's why they have to work with these companies to remove that speech, because mm -hmm. they can't open up the door for questions to be had, because there are questions that should be asked. Well, and that they, is why. And the, technically, they can't, they have no control over it either. Um, yeah, Brian, like, they finally found the Gilgo Beach Killer and grew up uh, surfing at Gilgo. Boom! Look at that, bro. Look at you. I didn't know you were a Long Island boy. I might have. You might have told me that. I don't know. I don't know. But, I didn't uh, know that. But, yeah, the, their major concern with why they want to quell disinformation and blah, 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 and do all these things is because they don't actually have control of it, and they want control over yes. it. If they actually had federalized, centralized control over every state and local election, even just the federal elections, we'll say, they wouldn't be doing this necessarily, or they would have an excuse to do it. Right. But, but because they aren't in control of the system, because constitutionally it's not supposed to be set up that way for a multitude of reasons, they have to find other ways to try to go about it because – they can't even say that we control this and so it's safe and secure and all this. So they they will always have an argument if they want to make it that like, well, you know, we have to do all these other things because we, we don't control elections. So we need to try to control the environment in which elections are taking place in. Right. And so they go after it's when they they started coming up with these words dismiss malinformation all the different things right and then how dangerous it is because it'll alter people's minds and their way of thinking and then that'll sow distrust in the system which like you said if the system worked and there were no loopholes or holes or because you we see the videos all the time at election time i mean it's volunteers and it's just a flood of paperwork and boxes, and it's it's a chaotic fucking mess. Yes. It is a miracle that it works, even to the degree that it does, considering there's over 300 million people in the country at this point. 
So it just lends credence for them to become more and more involved on the margins where they technically can get away from stuff like that. This is all this is all just them bitching because they don't have control over the system. Yes. Yeah, we'll get into that in a little bit because um, that's all part of the same story. Um, so it could have far-reaching consequences for the government's ability to work with Facebook and other social media giants to address false and misleading claims about COVID vaccines and voting. So <clears throat> unless someone has, there's a federal lawsuit going on, the federal government shouldn't have anything to do any any addressing people's false or misleading claims unless those claims mm-hmm. are involved in a federal lawsuit the federal government should have no involvement in that at all they nope. don't have any business doing that they shouldn't because this is a regulation of free speech i should be allowed to question i am allowed to question whatever i want no one is able to tell me or you or anybody else what we can or cannot ask questions about or say that's the you can you can within the bounds of free speech you can openly lie to a mass amount of people. Yes. We should know because the politicians do it every fucking second of every day. Yes. And that same rule applies to us and flat earthers. They're totally free to try to convince as many fucking people as they want that the earth is fucking flat. Yes. That's fine. If social media companies want to set up their own rules for things you can and can't say on that platform, that's on them. It's a private business. I don't necessarily mm-hmm. agree with it. We've talked about that a lot for the, some yeah. of the bigger companies. It's, it's, an, it's an issue, but that is up to them. The, the coordination with the federal government is an inherent problem because it opens the door for growing to further things. We yes. saw issues already with these things that are labeled here. We should, with COVID vaccines, voting, all these things, we should be able to question all these stuff. There are questions that need to be asked and need to be discussed. Yes. So the idea that they in and of themselves could be quelled is a problem. The, the issue is further when we begin to consider the, the, the way this could grow. The other things that could be funneled into this now that the door has been opened. Mm-hmm. That's the the bigger, larger concern of the freedom and liberty implications of there are other facets that this could be used to control that are outside of just the things they're claiming are an issue now. Well, yeah. we really need to, t- to hamper down on COVID and on the elections. That That's yeah. all. Those are the only things because for public health and, and for faith in the elections and for faith in the government, that's why we need to handle these things. They're going to make up excuses for any mm-hmm. other aspect. They're funneling things into public health all the time. That's oh, yeah. that's just the same thing they're doing with, with guns. It's a public health emergency. This mm-hmm. is the number one cause of death for children is firearms deaths. It's a public health emergency. Firearms is a public health emergency. It's a gundemic, baby. They're going to do the exact same thing. They will apply the same concept to that when they can funnel it. I don't want to keep saying funnel. When they can shove it into a different category. Mm -hmm. And this is why it's so important for them to completely and utterly stay out of any private business, essentially. Because there's no level. We cannot understand the level of, I don't know the right word here. But if you're going to start working with the FBI, your Facebook, right? They come by, you're talking, whatever. Yeah, we're concerned about this. You've automatically changed the way Facebook is going to act now just by having a friendly conversation with your your friendly government agent. Yes. And there's no way to actually measure the level of change or influence or coercion that is going to be coming from that. The fact that there's a badged agent of the state coming to discuss something with you as a company, quote-unquote, and concerns with how you might be running the business yeah that's already a level of coercion officer presence it's the first step in the lethal fucking pyramid yeah officer presence is 
you've already started down that path. You've already started to change minds that way. You've influenced how this company is going to act just by showing up and shaking hands and talking, which is which is why it's so important for them to just to, to maintain as much space between the government and the tech giants as possible. They right. need to have zero conversations with each other at all because we don't know what the conversation is, first of all. And we don't know what's act- what's going to be the outcome from those conversations. And even if the concern from that company is not, well, maybe we'll be charged with something on a federal level, it's still an agent of the federal government that it also controls the way their taxes are done, the regulations that are controlling them and how they do their business. These things could be changed or even just enforced at any mm-hmm. given time. There are only so many OSHA agents to to inspect every business around the country yeah they don't go to every business every single year they go to every business every couple of years when it rolls around and it works in their schedule so and this is actually something that's covered in in by the people like one of the ways that the federal government does coerce and just generally fuck with companies when they don't like what they're doing we're like Mm -hmm. well maybe we just need to inspect your business every year or every six months and it's going to be random we're not going to tell you when we show up we're only going to give you one day's notice instead of a week's notice and that's that's precisely what you're talking about is even if it isn't the federal the fbi agent that shows up there he is by virtue of the fact that he is an fbi agent he is in concert with any other federal agency that could come in contact with that company yep and there isn't because it's an interpersonal relationship there's no way like you said to measure that level of influence and there's no way to figure out what this particular agent says to somebody in the background who then goes over to the irs or over to osha and says this Mm -hmm. about this company there's no way to know any of those things because of on top of everything that you said because i don't want to go over it again the level of secrecy that is involved in the federal government Mm -hmm. the don't know what they're talking about the inherent opaque nature of their behavior that we have discussed particularly most recently in regards to Donald Trump and his documents when they're saying things that people when we're deciding what people do and don't need to see that's precisely what we're talking about yeah. that there's a level there the multiple levels of things you do and do not need to see and those background communications are covered in that in that umbrella of secrecy mm-hmm. the JFK documents were recently up for release again Biden was very proud. He released a bunch of documents and yeah. then kept a bunch more. Right. <clears throat> reclassified a bunch more. For why? For fucking why? For why? Because the feds killed JFK. Because there's something to hide. Yes. And to kind of narrow this down to like your backyard type of style, this is very, very prevalent in the world of restaurants, bars, anything that yes. serves food. A health department worker can just show the fuck up at any random point and Anytime. go, I don't like this at all. This is technically a violation. I'm shutting you down. Yeah. There's all sorts of different examples you can find. I heard a story yesterday from um, the taco dude, um, and he was telling me about a, a, a food truck, another food truck guy that he knows. We have a we have an association of food trucks of Washington now, by the way. I like it. There's a whole big thing that they're because they're, they're trying to fight back against so, stupid government regulation, which the is new super teamsters. cool. I'm fucking here for it. Yeah. It's an association, not a union. <laughs> I was but uh, but yeah, he was he was telling a story about this uh, friend of his had a big old um, I forget what you call them the kind of rotisserie things that uh, they'll stack tons of meat and stuff on and then slice it off and, and yeah, it cooks yeah. on the outside and shit like a shawarma um, thing. Yeah, 
and a rotisserie or whatever. Yeah, the guy was um, busy doing prep shit, all that stuff, and it's rotating, and he knows it's starting to burn on the outside. So he's like, "All right, well, let me just shut this off real quick, so I can finish cutting this up, and then I'll go fix this." He shuts it off, goes back. Health department worker walks in, goes, "Why is this shut off? This can't be shut off. How long has it been shut off?" Just takes it, throws it away. Because the health department worker says, I can't tell how long this has been sitting here. I have to assume it's been sitting here for over four hours. hours so I'm going to throw it away right now. Cost this dude like $1,000 worth right. of product. And, and now, we can't, doing... now we can't even make that anymore because it takes too long to prep and, and, and right. make. This whole fucking day. day is shat on now. And that's, that's just a can happen at any moment in time. Bars... All the things, man. All all these crazy ass regulations that they've done to essentially create jobs for themselves, right? Gives them a reason to get involved in the the private sector. It's, there's no difference here between what happens to that dude in the food truck <laughs> compared to a social media company. Just by the tint of that happening that one time, that dude, the, he's going to change his whole operation from this point out because he can't ever take that chance again that something's going to happen. Right. The level of coercion and influence has been done. The damage is done already just with that one interaction. Cost him some money that day, ruin his entire day, be fine. You could write it off. You can make it up. You'll be fine in the, in the back end probably. But now he's always going to be looking over his shoulder because – He's waiting for that that agent of the state to come in and fucking ruin his day. Look for something to take him down. And it's it is quite literally some weird Gestapo style stuff where they just take your product and throw it away. They, I mean, it's it's a, a small step above throwing it on the ground in front mm -hmm. of you and stepping on it and be like, yeah. you can't fucking do business here. And it's yeah. it's not because of the color of your skin. It's not because of whatever. It's because yeah. I'm an agent of the state and I yeah. can do what I want. And, and the like, FBI going to go meet with Facebook. If they do not have, if they don't try to play ball a little bit, if they push back, whatever, you do not know what's going to, what hell they might come down on you with the right. next day. Because it could be anything from a certain way that you're conducting business to, like I said, the OSHA regulations to whatever, oh, yeah. oh, sanitation regulations yep. to, because the, the, there are tens of thousands of federal regulations and laws that are on the books that govern everything that you do from the level of tint that you have in your car to how high the mm -hmm. railing is in, on the stairs in your building yeah. to whether or not you have a ramp or not to uh, anything, anything mm -hmm. that you can think of. And that's what you're talking about earlier. There's millions of regulations the, and laws. The statistic that people break an average of 10 laws, that that, that yeah. is true because of that level of regulation. Because yeah. if you're going to whatever i'm not even going to create an example but like that is true because of that level of regulation that happens there and yep. it's it's unquestionably over regulation yeah. that leads to the ability of the state or opens the door for the ability of the state to enforce it at whim yeah. in ways that will benefit them and harm the people that are not willing to play ball or yep. do what they want or coerce them into acting the way they want yes. and it's to for like a specific example with a social media company they can just some agency in the alphabet soup that works out of D.C. could come up with some regulation that they can just – nobody has to vote on it. Nobody's got to pass. They yes. just write it in, and it becomes de facto law. They go have a conversation with Facebook. They don't like something. Facebook's not going to play ball. Tell them to get bent. Get the fuck out. They, they call their boss, blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, there's a new regulation that Facebook doesn't even know about. They show back up. Boom some fucking FCC bullshit or whatever. I mean, there's a billion different agencies that will that have access to any 
corner of life that you could possibly think about. And so they will, they will automatically do that. So just by showing the fuck up, you've already caused the cascade effect of, of problems that you could have. Yeah. If you're the government, you've just possibly coerced a business, and there's no way to prove that you didn't do it just by showing the fuck up. Yes. Or sending an email. If, it, if it's got a fucking at FBI.gov in that email, bro, you don't want to be getting that. No, Nobody wants to get that fucking email, even if you're the crazy-ass pedophile who ran Trust and Safety at Facebook for a long time. Right. Or Twitter. Uh, what was it? I can't remember his name. Mm. But, yeah. And, and this is why when Facebook, Amazon, whatever, when they, whenever they get called up for, like, a congressional uh, hearing, they sit there and they beg and plead for regulation. Yes. Because they're like, no, we want to play ball with you guys. Zuckerberg Just tell us how to do it. Yes. Regulate me harder, Daddy. Yeah, exactly. Every time. So we don't want to do this. We don't know what to do. You guys aren't happy with what we're doing. Just tell us what to do, and we'll do yeah. it. Just tell us. And this know? is just an extension of that. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're not going to pass any regs, but we'll send the FBI, some FBI people down there to just, you know, maintain communications. Yes. So I believe just a day or two after this ruling or this, yeah, this ruling was announced, there was an injunction that was granted on on these grounds, on this particular the case. the Fifth Circuit Court of yes, Appeals in Nolens. says that the Biden administration needs to stop and cease its interaction between social media companies um, during this time in order to regulate these things. We can actually read it a little bit. Um, so let's go. What section? What does the judge's ruling say? There we go. Doty issued a temporary injunction blocking agencies, including the Departments of Justice, Health and Human Services, and State and Centers of Disease Control Prevention, and FBI, and many individual government officials, which, let's stop for a second. That's All so those, many already. It also says, and many individual government officials from doing things like notifying platforms about specific posts that may be against their own rules or asking for information about content moderation efforts. Shout out to the Twitter files. Look at how many different agencies are coordinating with the federal, with different companies look at that that's department of justice health and human services state department centers for disease control and prevention and the fbi plus a number of individuals individual government officials and i guarantee you they're all the same individuals that were revealed in the twitter files from the communications that they're having and i'm sure they have a plethora of more that are the regulars that talk to facebook and the regulars that talk to fucking instagram or meta whatever the fuck (laughs) if anything they're saving the government money now because they just consolidate all these fucking companies That's under right. Facebook. The ruling provides exceptions for the government to inform social media companies about posts involving criminal activity, national security threats, and foreign interference in elections. There are also a couple of pretty broad exceptions exercising permissible, pretty broad exceptions. I don't like when, like... A news outlet uses such yes. generalized bullshit fucking language? Yes. Yeah. I really don't like that. That's a thing I I would question writing in one of our articles. Yeah. I don't like using... I keep it relatively chill because it's still a lot of times I'm writing a piece that I'm thinking about. Mm-hmm. So I'm still I'm still thinking. I don't have it all yeah. fleshed out yet, so I don't want to be too particular about my language. And usually I'll couch whatever I say with the with, with something like that. I'll preface with like I'm still thinking about this, so I'm still I'm fleshing it out. You know, so give me a little bit of grace yeah. in whatever I'm saying here. Don't tie me down to it. You know? Yeah. It's also why this, I write my when I write my pieces, it's it's a very like personal, informal yes thing yes just because that's 
I'm thinking about things while I'm writing them, yes. generally. Yeah. I will still use... I'm not a fucking news network no. that's supposed to deliver Precisely. you facts. Yes, and even I, like, I will still go out of my way to use larger and more varied words than I do in my everyday life. If I'm not going to talk like I write, I'll, I'll write on a, on a higher level than that. That's Rise our above, baby. Right. Rise above. That's our fucking Patreon, dude. Get yeah. the fuck out of here. I hate this shit. <laughs> Oh. Exercising permissible public government speech, promoting government policies or views on matters of public concern is permitted. Let me read that again. Permissible public government speech, promoting go- – that's so many Ps. Mm-hmm. Promoting government policies or views on matters of public concern is permitted, as is interacting with social media companies about posts that are not protected free speech, which is like threatening people, calls for harm, that type of mm-hmm. – that nature of stuff. It's very. Uh, that's a short list. Permissible public government, government speech. speech promoting government policies, <clears throat> so they can. Again, though, I don't know why <clears throat> any individual government actor would want to communicate privately with Facebook about permissible public government speech, promoting government programs or policies or something like that. If you're, if like, hey, we want to, we are the the agency that focuses on homelessness or whatever we are going to ask facebook to we're going to pay facebook to run ads promoting our government program and type thing that would be a permitted way for them to communicate i suppose that's what it seems like to me. yeah or or views on matters of public concern that i don't like at all because the government doesn't have a fucking opinion nor should they ever have an opinion about anything what's a public concern or not because Social media companies also decided that, you know, maybe the Hunter Biden laptop story wasn't really a public concern because yeah. the government said that it was Russian disinformation. You know who can determine whether or not it's a view or a matter of public concern? The public. An in, yeah, an individual in the public. Yeah. That's who. Not the government. <clears throat> I don't like that. No. I don't like that because he still gave him like a path. You can yeah. still fuck around a little bit. No. Divorce yourself entirely from the private sector. Leave these people alone. Besides, you've already done the damage. They already know what you want anyways. That first set, like, is understandable of criminal activity, national security threats, which even that in and of itself is too broad. Um, And foreign interference in elections, which is bullshit because they've been saying that for some time now and then they're like ah but it was fine it was you safe know. and secure bro yeah because Safest when they talk securist so again when they talk about russia gate and this russian isn't you know uh interference in the election mm-hmm. it was them paying for facebook ads and that's what they are saying the yeah. election was we did talk about we've noted many 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 times that they did in fact uh uh get into i was trying to find the word that i was looking for get into access voting machines mm-hmm. there is no evidence that anything was changed no results were changed yeah. by that access but the russian government or their troll farms did access some of those machines yeah. the very same machines that four years later the federal government is like no no no. these are all legit they're, all fine. they're totally fine no one they're could ever fine. possibly access them even no matter what uh the HBO documentary says yeah it doesn't matter don't worry about those things Mm-mm. The fact that the HBO documentary is still there, still fucking on Max, you can still go fucking watch it yep. right now, where they're saying, no, some of the 2020 machines, you can hack them if you wanted Bro. to. You could do it. No one would know, and you could no do one, it. You definitely could. Let's show you how to do it. Yep. And also, side note, fuck HBO. <coughs> I'm not okay with them changing their shit to Max. To Max? Fuck you guys. I you don't did know what this. they're doing. They're stupid. They're the... as stupid as the government. <laughs> 
<laughs> the injunction bans interactions such as meetings with social media companies for the purpose of urging, encouraging, pressuring, or inducing in any manner the removal, deletion, suppression, or reduction of content containing protected free speech posted on social media platforms. Well, that's good. Well, this is a problem, though, right? Because you, it means it was happening before. This is the this is defining intent. This is defining the intent of what they're doing. Right. You could still go there, and you can fuck around. You just you can't opaquely talk about these things that you want. You can't urge them. You can't encourage or pressure. You can't do any of that stuff. But you can still go talk to them. It's fine. You could you could go there, and, and we're not even. I will say that's I called wanna, creating a loophole. Is I want to preface with this because right because it's not being conspiratorial. Like what we're talking about, right? This is not. No. This is how the government works. This is how loopholes work. This is how people don't pay shit on their taxes. This precisely yes. because this people win lawsuits, right? You could go there because there are pretty broad exceptions, permissible public government speech promoting government policies or matters of public concern. So you can go there with another matter of public concern. Mm -hmm. That's the purpose of you going there is I want to discuss this public concern, uh, whatever, so-and-so in Ukraine, arguments about cluster munitions, whatever the deal is. This yeah. is public concern. It's public concern. While I'm here. I saw something else that I want to talk to you about. This isn't why I came here, but while I'm here for this thing, I want mm -hmm. to talk to you about this. I want yeah. to make sure this goes I on the notes see here. All this, uh, we're concerned yep. about this, too. I want to make sure this gets transcribed. This yeah. is not why I came here, but I remembered someone mentioned this to me yesterday when I was down at Quantico. They had mentioned that they saw this thing on there. That seems like public concern, too. Right. I mean, especially, I mean, it's happening on right. the social media. So. Now, not only is it... It's it's noted. It's legally documented because every company is taking notes. They have someone there who's taking notes all the meetings they're going to so that if the federal government needs it, if they need it in a lawsuit and something in the future, they have notes about what happened in the meeting, things people said. Bigger companies will have someone writing down shit, transcribing the actual mm -hmm. meeting itself if it's not audio recorded. That's a thing that happens for things precisely as this. Yes. So the feds can say, no, I even said there in the meeting. This is why I came here. Mm -hmm. I came here to talk about this, but I remembered when this came up That's right. that I also wanted to address this. Mm -hmm. That's how they get around shit like this. Mm -hmm. And it's this is why precise speech is so important um, because this is this is how you create what we you know generally refer to as like legalese. Yeah. Right. You say a bunch of crazy ass stuff because you want these particular things to be illegal or in this particular case it's it's the government can't do these things everything outside of that though i didn't mention you, that's not it that's not in the court right that's not in the injunction so i'm not breaking the injunction i'm not breaking the law here i'm still we're just it's free speech it also blocks federal agencies from flagging specific posts that contain protected free speech encouraging social media companies to change their guidelines regarding such posts or making the companies to be on the lookout for such postings, which seems to refer directly to the Hunter yeah, Biden laptop story. For sure. Why does this matter? That this... and the, the flagging of specific posts <clears throat> are the um, backdoor conduits that were created and revealed in the Twitter files. Yes. Because um, if it happened at Twitter, it definitely happens at Facebook and Meta. And since there's a... Um... If they're going to continue to do, use the same route because there is like a web portal for them to do that, there will be documentation if they continue that same practice after this injunction has been put in place. Yep. I mean, theoretically. Um, <coughs> why does this matter? This ruling severely curtails the federal government's ability to interact with social media companies about what appears on their platforms. There, there shouldn't be 
we got into. I'm only. I'm just going to reiterate. Yeah. There shouldn't be that much need for interaction between the federal government and social media companies about what's on their platform, unless there are things that fit in those categories that they're already permissible, right? Criminal activity, national security. Unless it fits into those categories, why else do they need to interact about it? Mm -hmm. If there isn't something that's breaking the law, what other reason does a federal government need to interact with social media companies about what appears on their platforms? Why? Because if it's not breaking the law, then social media companies get to make their own rules. Mm -hmm. That's what Section 230 says. That's what all this stuff says. If they're just publishing content and it's not breaking the law, then they have no concerns. Yep. So if 230 hasn't changed, which last time I heard it hasn't, yep. what else? To take it up. What other reasons do the federal government need to be interacting with a social media company? There are none. There There's, should be none. No, they only have one reason, and that's to alter their way they do business. The injunction is written very broadly, potentially banning the Biden administration from even talking publicly publicly about what moderation of social media content could look like. That's not what I got from it. Nor but. have they ever come out and even said that they were doing that, let alone begin to talk about this is what it might look like if we did such a thing. Yeah. <laughs> so who fucking who cares? They've never even once admitted that they did that. Mm -hmm. It's only Mark Zuckerberg coming out saying, yeah, the feds came to the building and they told us that we did that. I mean, yep. there are times where Chris Ray said, yeah, I mean, we, you know, we flagged, we told them that some shit was probably misinformation. They've never come out and said, we have, we have oh, spoken publicly about no. moderating social media content. Nope. They've never done that. The only way we actually know that they did it is because the Twitter files had fucking receipts with emails and screenshots of these emails that show yes. exactly that they were having direct and constant communication and what it was they were concerned about and while we only got a glimpse of inside twitter you know for a fact that every one of these companies um is going to have their own version of the same exact thing does the injunction specify which social media companies the government can't talk to about this content? Yes. yes. And then, see, and then it lists Facebook, Meta, Twitter, YouTube, Google, WhatsApp, Instagram, WeChat, TikTok, Cinewebo, QQ, Telegram, Snapchat. Don't even know that one. Kwaisu, QZone, Pinterest, Reddit, LinkedIn, Quora, Discord, Twitch, Tumblr, Mastodon, and like companies. Holy fuck. What they didn't say as, anything about... Oh, they did say Reddit. There we yeah. go. What counts as protected free speech? We all know what the fuck that means. We just went over it. Yeah. What else in the injunction? The ruling also prevents federal officials from working with third parties, including the Election Integrity Partnership, the Virality Project, and the Stanford in Internet Observatory, three academic research groups that track the spread of online information. Mm -hmm. Republicans have accused the Biden administration of attempting to outsource its alleged efforts to stifle speech to outside organizations and academics. Yep. That's precisely why the concern between the federal government and any outside corporation or project is a fucking concern. That's precisely why it's an issue mm -hmm. is because if the connections are already there, if they have people who used to work in the government and then go and work at like a Heritage Foundation and all this other bullshit, exactly what the concern is. When yep. you used to work at the FDA and then you go and you work at fucking Pfizer when you're done, that that's precisely what the concern is. Yeah, is that now you have an, an immediate inroads to that? Oh, that guy used to be, uh, you know, the head of the CDC for me, oh, and yeah. now he's fucking, you know, working over here at uh, Bayer. It's yeah, great, we're just homies, you man. Know? We yeah, got, we got connections everywhere now. That's precisely why this is a concern. This pipeline straight from government to private sector with no issue, no disconnection. Yep. 
paychecks are better. Yes. That's, that's the old revolving door that everybody talks yeah, about so It much. doesn't just make more money for those people. It also adds another layer of connection, another tendril from the federal government out to private industry. Where supposedly there's no coordination. They're like, nah, we do uh, our own uh, thing. Uh, you know? Yeah. About. That's so fucked up. That's yeah. why they just need to... St- Government needs to shut the fuck up. Stay in your lane, government. Yeah. Uh, and so the, the most important part of this is kind of down to the bottom. It says, what happens next? The Biden administration is appealing the ruling, and the case may ultimately make it to the Supreme Court. The White House has regularly criticized tech companies for not doing enough to combat false and misleading claims about public health and elections on social media. The that, current- wait, wait, that's a sentence. The White House has regularly criticized tech companies for not doing enough to combat false and misleading claims about public health and elections on social media. Yep. They've, the White House itself, a giant government entity, is already making public statements, and which then, just by de facto, influences the way that company's going to react. Right. Because that's their intent. We're telling you that yep. we don't think you're doing enough so that you'll hopefully step up and do yep. more. And that's how this – you were talking about the argument about regulation that comes mm-hmm. around is that the government is saying we want you to step up so we don't have to regulate you. And the private companies at this point for one reason or another you know, or a number of reasons are at the point where they're saying just regulate it. I don't mm-hmm. even want to fucking – I don't want to do it. I don't, I don't do it, I'm catching too much shit from the public who's telling me that I'm working with the government and I'm, you know, coming down to the free speech. I'd just rather you set out rules that I have to follow yep. so that I can tell, put my hands up and tell the public, I don't know, this is this is how I have to operate. Yep. I, have, I don't control this anymore. There's a law in place. There's rules. If I want to have this company, I have to run it this particular mm-hmm. way. They don't, they, don't want, they don't want the beef. They no. don't want to be the arbiters of what that that line should be of what's accepted and what's not because the line already exists and that's what they were trying quote unquote to operate on uh there's a level of truth to that depending on what the company is but (laughs) um you know ideally they were trying to stick to what is accepted free speech under the law and that's been affected in a very a myriad of ways Mm -hmm. by and by involvement by the federal government um the current conservative-leaning Supreme Court has ruled in favor of First Amendment rights over other considerations recently, including siding with a web designer who did not want to have to work with same-sex couples. Even before this ruling, social media companies had already been backing off policies about COVID-19 and election integrity as they have come under pressure from Republican politicians and conservative activists and the public, suggesting how politicized this topic has become and will continue to be. That is, th- those last two paragraphs are like super terrible. And they also left it to the very end. The fact, the fact that that a court has told the federal government you can't do this, mm-hmm. you're not allowed to involve yourself in free speech, and the federal government said, "Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait," but I can. Yes. I'm fairly certain of it. <laughs> that's that's the biggest issue. The federal government is not just stepping away and saying, "You're right." If the if the courts are telling me that I can't fucking fuck with free speech, that I'm crossing the line, maybe they're right. Said. No, no, no. I'm nah. guaranteed that you're not. I have people here in my office that's saying, we can do more. We can definitely this, do more. This is the problem. I've got a legal department that, that says otherwise. <laughs> it's that's crazy. so bad. Oh, but the real question is, as the power of these social media giants continues to grow and to, it continues to weed itself into deeper and deeper parts of I mean, all aspects of our lives. Do you think they're going to back off at all? No, man. Not even a little bit. There's no injunction 
on the planet that's going to stop the feds from trying to alter the public narrative to their benefit whenever they possibly can. And they're really, really, really fucking good at it because they can pretty much do whatever they want. And nobody, because you have an infinite amount of agencies, you have an infinite amount of power to create regulations, you have an infinite amount of power essentially to coerce the Congress to make laws. You'll just, you'll just find another way to do it. Yeah. So it's like, this is not really going to do anything. If it makes it up to the Supreme Court, you know what's going to happen? Joe Biden's going to be like, oh, well, shit. I guess we'll just do it anyways. We'll just justify it in a different manner. Right. It's, it's the same thing we, with the fucking Supreme Court case and the uh, student loan debt thing. Uh, precisely. They were precisely. like, yeah, it was like a week after the Supreme Court cut that thing down. They were like, well, actually, we did find a way to cut down a lot of people's shit. And I guarantee you, if a new administration comes into office, they're not going to back off this. No. They're going to keep this on. doesn't matter if it's a Republican or a Democrat. They're going to keep on this. Yep. And we'll, we'll be tracking it, and we'll oh, yeah. show you, oh, this is just another a uniparty example. Of yes. They want to control you. They don't care. It wasn't Joe Biden. It wasn't just the Democrats want control. The federal government wants control. Yep. And whoever's at the top is going to keep fucking pushing That's on. right. Because we're right. And so... <laughs> The other guy was wrong. We're right. We're going to do things the right way. Yes. We're going to pass the right laws. It's And it's all just a matter of perspective. Yes. Unless your only perspective is you need to stay the fuck out of our lives, government, and yes. go back into your corner. But every single one of them, Republican, Democrat alike, they're all coming after the same thing. They all just want to control your fucking life. That's it. I'm gonna, they want you to feed them tax dollars, even though they just bring as much as they want. And... They want to, they want to be able to dictate how you live your life, while you, while they suckle from your fucking monetary teat. Right. That's the two things that they want: your money, and <clears throat> to keep you, in where they want you to be, living your life the way they want you to live your life. And then you should just be happy with that. If they were a company, it would be the only company in the world that had a less than thirty percent approval rating and a ninety plus percent retention rate. Would the only one on the planet, and that—that's the reality. That's that's true. It's a ninety-plus or so percent retention rate on the mm -hmm. people that work there. If you think of everyone that works there, the amount of seats that change hands every cycle—it's—it's mm -hmm. it's really not very many. And that's not even bringing into the 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 I'm trying to find another word than deep state, but the bureaucratic state aspect. Which yes. is, once I got that government job, bro, I'm in it. I'm in it for the retirement. I'm hanging out. This is what we're doing. Very yes. few people will donate a decade of their life to it and then walk away and leave everything else on the table. Very few people do that. Uh, talking to homie last night, he's contemplating that. Getting real close to a 10-year mark, and he's just not interested. In oh, the officer of the law. No. Um, Steven. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's, yeah. he's just contemplating whether or not to stay in or not. You know what I mean? Because it's the same thing. It's like, do I just do, you know, if I stayed in uh, another year and a half from now, I'm out 20 years, I could cash in retirement. Retired. Boom. I could do that. I could have done that. They keep getting you too. And that's Michael. Yeah. That's my brother-in-law. It's the same deal. When no. I first met him, just dangles he was talking there. to me. He's like, yeah, I'll probably get out after this. I've watched, I've heard the man sign three different times since then. They fucking get you, dude. They get and you. And I don't, 
I don't blame him. I don't blame anybody, especially when they start waving fucking big checks in front of your face. If you're doing a specialized job that not that many people do, yeah. they start throwing real numbers at you. Yes, they do. Big numbers. They're like, listen, if you give us four more, we'll give you yeah. this, you know? Yeah, and that's, again, and that's on the military side. Yeah. And so you have contracts to work X amount of years at a time, all this. Standard bureaucrat working at the FBI. Right. No, no, they, they're hired on. Yes. It's up to them when they want to leave. And it's generally, they won't even force retirement until like 25 to 30 years. Then they yeah. start like, okay, you, you're, you're phased out now. We gotta, you gotta go. Usually that's because of age, you know, yeah. you're getting up there, you're in your late sixties or like, you're, yeah. you're just riding a desk now for 10 years. We can't yeah, have, we you can't have, him. we can't have, we need new blood. Yeah. Let's go. You're, you're, you're clogging up the advancement chain by hanging out for 30 years, but that's, they don't actually care whether or not you know because they know they they're like it's like uh the best uh what's that their old phrase uh it's a crap game but it's the only game in town yeah if you want the absolute security of you know job security retirement all sorts of different benefits you go work for the government especially it's the easiest thing to do especially the department of defense and like like in the military oh, yeah. because it's uh, along with that big check they're going to give you like also will give you a raise and you're not going to ever not get paid mm -hmm. because anytime the nda comes up they start waving around fucking raises for our troops and yep. everybody gets you know apparently loves america again for 10 minutes and gets a, a hard on and they're like you're right for america we need to put aside our differences and you know add five percent to the budget and not ask questions and walk away yeah so yeah, that, that massive increase in the DOD budget, you get a fraction of a percent of that in your paycheck. Does that make you feel awesome? Yep. Fucking America, baby, let's go. Everybody knows somebody in the military, and mm -hmm. so when people on either side, whoever's not in power, right, whoever isn't controlling, or whoever is controlling and needs the opposite party to vote for the NDAA, they start coming out and they start appealing to your emotions and saying, your neighbors, your brothers and sisters who work for the armed forces aren't going to get their raise. They're not going to be able to pay their mortgage because we can't give them the raise that they so deserve because of the the sacrifice they make for this country. That's yep. what they start doing. Every fucking year, that's what they do. Fucking Hawkeye or Eye Patch <laughs> McCain comes out. Hawkeye McCain. There's a character in One Piece called Hawkeye Mihawk. That's, that's what got me. Oh. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so I passed when Kane comes out. Same deal. Any any veteran oh, yeah. out there, love Marcus's troll to death. He's going to do the same thing. Love him to death. He will do the exact same thing. Yep. If we don't pass this, they're not going to get their raises, and they deserve them, and they need them. They do. I'm here for it. That isn't a reason yep. to just add X percent to the budget and not question where the money is going to go yeah. because the fucking audit that we already went over earlier this year comes back and they can't tell you where over half of the money goes. No, that isn't a good reason to just mark it off and say yes. It's just because you. You hate America. That's what it's really about. You just hate America. And it's the same tactic every single time they try to do something. Every time they try to pull one over on the American public, they always have one little one little issue. It's like, well, I'm just trying to think of an example. Uh, Inflation Reduction Act. You don't you don't want to bring down inflation, right? You don't want to. You, we have to pass this, otherwise, inflation is going to kill everybody. I, you know, you're gonna, we're gonna have massive. People are gonna lose their homes. Blah blah. Doesn't have anything to do with inflation, except the title. But that's the selling point. If you don't approve this, then you want to hurt American citizens because right. you want inflation to not go down. Fuck you. So they say, well, we Obamacare was the same thing. I mean, yeah. everything. It's always something that they they find one little thing that may or may not even be true to right. what the the bill or the act or you know the ndaa whether or not 
what they say is going to happen is true or not. They'll still ride with it. Right. And they will fucking, they'll get up there and have an I am Spartacus moment up on a congressional hearing. And then everybody goes, oh, well, I guess this is, we have to do this. We got to man up and be Americans. We got to step up to the, to the challenges of our time and pass these things. And then 99.999% of all the money that's being allocated is just going to get fucking thrown away somewhere. And then you may or may not actually see a satisfactory change in whatever that one little thing that they're lying to you about particularly the raise for the troops that's always a big one yeah it's always a big one don't ask where the rest of that money's going to go how much of that shit's going to go to fucking you know black funds that just get used by the cia to go kill kids overseas somewhere or just traffic people around the united states because that's just what we do nowadays but there's no there's no good way about it no <sighs> so speaking of nda yes did you did it? Uh, do we see how much money they're looking at this year? Uh, no, no, I don't have the total money. I just have kind of the background of the fighting around the NDAA. Okay, but I'm sure you can look it up. It's I'll Google. I'll, yeah, I'll get the Googs going. Google it, Jay Moo. Uh, 2023 NDAA. Oh, the first thing that comes up when you Google it is pay raise. Yep, of course it is, and Google's. Definitely not in communication with the feds either. So oh, no. they're not going to make that the first thing to populate when you start typing it in, right? Uh, we'll just do amount. Let's see what happens here. Oh, there we go. There we go. This is for, oh, this is from last year's. So last year's was right eight hundred and sixteen point seven billion. So this is going to be oh, look at that total of eight hundred fifty-seven point nine billion in fiscal year twenty twenty-three. So to get them troop raises, we need to increase the NDA budget by eleven billion dollars. Yep, eleven point two billion dollars. Is that going to go to the troops? Oh, you know, I, you know, that's that's their raise, right? The eleven point two billion. Tax sure. into this is also three hundred million dollars being sent to Ukraine, um, in which there were two amendments that were put up by Marjorie Taylor Greene and by. What's his face uh, in Florida? Matt Gates. Matt Gates. Both uh, regarding slick hair funding for Ukraine that got shot down. People, are, you guys are fascist. You don't support you know democracy because you want to end funding for Ukraine. And <laughs> um, you know, far be it for me to defend Matt Gates, but when he's saying, "Listen, I just want to have a discussion about where the money is going before we keep fucking sending it over there," and people are saying, "You're a piece of shit." Yeah, that seems like a pretty bold fucking stance, and I don't mean Matt Gates. No, you know? I don't, like, <laughs> no, I don't not mean his, Matt. Not Gates. him asking a question about where the no, money's dude, going. It's when we don't know. You know, when I think it was with a CBS documentary that was talking about how many of the weapons weren't making it to the front lines. The Ukrainian government is like, hey, hey you got to put a stop to that yeah. shit. You can't be reporting like that over here. You can't be saying that type of stuff mm -hmm. because, you know, you just can't say it. Because the only good reason yeah. is because we can't, for the same reason as all this other shit that we talked about, we can't have you opening questions as to where this stuff is going. Yo, loose lips sink ships, bro. Yes. Can't have that. There was a whole thing. I should have brought it up when we were talking about the social media thing. And I didn't think I might be able to find an article for it real quick. But uh, there was <coughs> a, Ukraini a corrupt Ukrainian intelligence service that was infiltrated by the Ruskies, the Russians, that were working with the federal government and the social media platforms to cut down on all the anti-Ukrainian speech on the platforms. Of course. And you're going, bro, the feds helped the Russian government 
shut down free speech of Americans vis-a-vis Ukraine. That's rough, bud. That's rough. I saw an article, I think it was from the New York Times this morning because I got it on my phone. So it was either New York Times or Washington Post that was about how Nazi imagery in the Ukraine forces is, you know, becoming an issue. Yeah, with yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. Is it a fucking problem now that there's all yes. this and just happens to be all this Nazi <sighs> imagery floating like... around Ukraine? Isn't that oh, fucking weird? I have a tweet about that. It was, oh my God. <clears throat> I'm going to try to find it real quick. Yeah, it's pretty um, great. <clears throat> yeah, it's in my fucking Twitter bookmark somewhere. No, nah, it's buried. But yeah, it was a, it was a comparison from like a year or two difference, and it was from like the New York Times that wrote that article <clears throat> or whatever. And it's yeah, it was the first one was, um, essentially like Nazi imagery and Ukrainian soldiers is a conspiracy theory and blah blah. blah. And then the next Ooh. one was like, their verbiage on the title was so good. It was like, um, Ukraine's problem with Nazi symbolism in the military, and I was like. <laughs> Oh no, oh, guys! What are we doing? We all know, bro. We all know. It's right there on their patches. It's a bad look. Yes. So I'm sure Biden is very much in support of this new NDAA. So this article is from the 13th. So it's from Thursday. The House will meet again Thursday to continue debate on hundreds of amendments that could be included in the annual defense authorization bill, set in stage for what could be a days-long fight to vote on the must-pass legislation. Okay, so, well, no, keep reading, because we'll talk about numbers here in a second. Committee members first met on Tuesday afternoon to begin their markup of the National Defense Authorization Act, uh, proving only 300 of the more than 1,500 proposed amendments to advance the floor for votes. The committee later reconvened late Wednesday night to advance hundreds of other amendments that target Department of Defense policies on abortion, climate change, and transgender issues. Measures that could derail Democratic support for the NDA as a whole. Uh, that's been one of the big issues is the abortion policy, like, excuse me, whether or not people should be getting Plan B through the federal government. Um, you know, if you are, if you're in the armed forces and like stuff like that. Yeah. Um, GOP leaders are seeking to pass the bill early as Friday, hoping to get the defense measured through the Senate for consideration before Congress adjourns for its August recess. However, also, also, they just came back. Yeah. They've been here for two weeks. Now there's going to be an August recess. Yep. They're still... That's it. I'm going to leave you with that. That's it. <laughs> That's they were it. just gone. They just got back, and now there's an August These recess. These people work real hard. So let's just think about this for a second, right? So they're, they're trying to approve the NDAA by the August recess, right? Yep. So we're probably a couple weeks, you know? We're halfway through the month. There's, they have... Over days. 1,500 proposed amendments to go through Yeah, in two weeks. They Well, they've done, uh, they did 300 the first day, and then they said several hundred more. So they did, they approved only 300 amendments, and they have 1,500 more? No, no, yeah, no. no they of had the 1,500 total. They did 300 one day, and then advanced hundreds of others amendments that target Department of Defense policies. So How many of those 300 amendments were actually examined and debated in full to decide whether they were valid enough to oh. be thrown into this thing. This is garbage. Yeah. This is pure fucking garbage. This is a 100% failure of how the government is supposed to work, how the, how the Congress is supposed to work. None of this shit should be happening. Nobody's looking at these things. This amendment comes from so-and-so. We're going to read it out <sighs> loud real quick. Everybody votes done. It's it's one of them. What do they call the votathons or right? Votoramas. Votoramas. That is the 
that is like the most I know I don't have any love for democracy or you know our democratic republic system of governance but you're just blatantly not even making an, a, a veiled attempt to make sure that like anybody's actually looking at these things this is, oh this is so and so's amendment yeah yeah he's on our team we'll vote for it and then it's just a numbers game and this is not the way any of this shit's supposed to work and all it really does is fuck you and your rights at the end of the day yeah it steals money right out of your pocket for whatever fucking pet project they all have going on so over 1500 possible pet projects not to include maybe we should have some debate on the validity of the existing ndaa we don't need to get into that you know that whole thing that let us go to war for over 20 years without ever actually going to war that whole thing right i'm sure all that's still in there when we go to war with ukraine you know in ukraine are we are we gonna are we gonna actually declare war Against Russia? No, no. We'll just have people fighting and dying over there. It'll be part of the NDAA. It'll right. be approved in there. One disagreement that could derail <clears throat> talks over the NDAA is recently implemented Pentagon policy that allows service members to take up to three weeks of leave to travel out of state to receive an abortion and other non-covered reproductive health care services. The policy also states that the DOD will reimburse members for any expenses related to that travel. So that's been one of the big issues yeah that's a big one uh representative ronnie jackson introduced an amendment i think he used to be trump's doctor Ooh, ronnie jackson introduced ronnie jackson. an amendment to overturn that policy garnering the support of nearly 50 republican co-sponsors gop leaders have indicated it's likely the amendment will make it to the floor for a vote as several rank and file republicans have accused the biden administration of using the defense department to advance its own agenda no president biden and secretary which is exactly what we talked about earlier mm-hmm President Biden and Secretary Austin are knowingly breaking this a quote, knowingly breaking the law with their illegal policy of using taxpayer dollars to fund and provide access to abortions in military, because if this is federal money, it should be subject to the Hyde Amendment, which is goes into every bill that says that no federal dollars can be used on abortion services. Mm-hmm. Um Jackson told the Washington Examiner the Biden administration is jeopardizing our military's readiness by forcing this illegal abortion policy down the throats of the American people. <laughs> down the throats. <laughs> jeopardizing our military's readiness by forcing this illegal. Come on. Like, there's an argument to be made. This is not it. Yeah. Um, Congressman Chip Roy and I are proud to work alongside Senator Tuberville. That's what I've heard a lot about is Tommy Tuberville mm-hmm. in our efforts to hold the Department of Defense accountable and end this illegal policy. The Jackson-Roy Amendment is about enforcing the laws that are on the books, so it would be disappointing to see Democrats choose their radical left agenda over the readiness and modernization of our military. He's like weaving a decent argument in and out of a real shit one. Yeah. You know? He's got to hit his ideological talking points, too. Right. Like, if you were just saying this stuff about holding them to the law that as it sits, that's a a decent argument. Stop talking. Totally fine. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Unless oh. you're showing numbers that, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, 10% of the force is gone at a time to go and get abortions somewhere yeah. out of state, then what level of... Yeah, because you would technically ask, if if you're going to ask the question, well, then why why just not just take leave and not, not tell them? Yeah. Because you have to. And if you lie about that and you say you have a complication or something like that, right? you ain't going to be in the service much longer. And guess what else they're not going to pay for? That whole situation, all so, the for the preceding care, yeah. yeah, all that good stuff. So that's why that's it's a big issue. It's because if they allow that to happen, 
and the military is going to cover the cost, you have to tell them where you're going and what right. you'll be doing there. I mean, it's it's called going being a wall. If you go somewhere that you didn't tell them you're going to go. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, even when you're on leave, bro. Yes. Even if you have leave, if you yeah. go somewhere you didn't tell them you're going, you're a wall. Yep. Got it, man. And then that's just within the bounds of the continental United States. If you're going to go overseas somewhere, you have you have intelligence briefings before right. and after. <clears throat> and you have to give them a detailed timeline on where the fuck you're going to be, what you're going to be getting into. Even if you I remember when Trenton, Trenton just worked in the shipyard, and when he went to Saudi Arabia, he had like a week of briefings leading up to him leaving yep. of just public policy, conduct, things you can do, things you can't do, mm-hmm. shit you shouldn't say, shit you should say, this is a place you shouldn't go, place you should go, all, everything. Yep. Basic of language, you know, all that type of shit. If you get into trouble, this is who you can call. This is all that stuff. Yep. If you go to jail, you're fucked. We can't help you. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> all, all that type of stuff. Don't get in trouble. Yeah, if the Saudis lock you up, you are fucked. Bro. Yeah, you don't want to be in that situation. <laughs> He sent me some pictures of meals and stuff that he ate when he was over there. It was pretty incredible. Stuff, lobster tails and stuff like that. Uh, oh, my God. Opulence galore over there. Yeah. There's two classes over there. The the up and up and the in the gutter. Yeah. Whew. And most of them are imported from outside of Saudi. That's right. That's where usually that stuff comes from. There's a number of poison pill policy writers that would be deeply troubling to the House Democratic Caucus. Democratic Caucus Chairman Pete Aguilar... Democratic California said on Wednesday, I think one deeply prom- problematic writer for the House Democratic Caucus would be the Tommy Tuberville type of language restricting women from receiving leave in order to receive health care. That one is deeply problematic, and if it was included, I think it would be close to a red line, as I think we are willing to discuss. <clears throat> yeah, because... This guy's a pussy. I think it would be as close to a red line as I think we're willing to discuss. It's not over the line, but we'll discuss it because it's not over the line. Yeah. And he couched it in saying receiving health care. Right. Which is, that's, we can talk about health care. We can't talk about abortions. Right. We're not going to do that because abortion is health care. So we're going to talk about health care. And as long as they change that language a little bit, which they won't, because fucking Tommy, the engine that could Tuberville, will not sacrifice that language because that's the part that he's ideologically supposed to have in there. Right. Because that's what his camp, you know, he's a very anti-abortion guy. And that's what he's he's going to, he won't bend on that language. If they just call it health care, he knows exactly, he's just going to give them what they want. So right. he's not going to bend on that. So this sets up, uh, we can be done reading the article. This sets up, because this just goes over exactly what I'm going to say. It sets up what they call a math problem, right? Mm-hmm. That if the Democrats don't vote, there's already some Republicans who have said they're just not going to vote for it because of shit that's already in there that they couldn't get taken out. The Ukraine money, a lot of that type of stuff. There's somebody who, a few people said around, I'm just not even, I'm not voting for any amendments. I'm not voting for this as a whole. I'm out the I'm game. I'm not touching it. Yeah. Um, the poison pills are in place. Yes. So I have a couple of different points here that we can go over. On a very base political level, this shows you that no one really cares about the raises for the troops or the money or anything like that because nope. they're talking about abortions. They're talking about traveling. They're talking about pills. They're talking about all this other shit. They don't actually care about the things that they're going to use against you and against everybody else to try and get this voted for. They don't really care about that. So <coughs> all of that is a lie. Um, 
like every other piece of legislation that needs to be renewed, it's used as a tool against whatever party happens to need votes at the time. That's yep. that's all that it is, right? And there's a ton of other legislation like this that has a one-year sunset clause that it just ha- it needs to be renewed every single year. And it's the same deal with the budget. Anybody who's in office, whoever's yep. in, in control, we need votes. And they're saying, we're going to not vote for this budget until you do this. We just went through this yeah. two months ago, you yeah. know? Yeah, and this is something that I you could probably argue the case that when it comes to the modern day Congress, this is just what they do. There's no act that is is taken up and passed or voted on, or there's no laws that are enacted that aren't governmental virtue signals to their own party. Every single thing that that is put up to a vote, and it's it's so calculated. By the time it actually makes it to the floor for any kind of voting, it's already passed the smell test for the rest of the parties at that point the oh, yeah. the the unit party has decided this is something that is acceptable enough that uh, it, it hits your talking points and hits our talking points it'll work it'll be a nice show for everybody we can sit there and argue and at the end of the day it doesn't really matter what we passed or didn't pass we'll get a win if we pass it because it's our bill and you'll get a win if you pass yes. it if it's your bill but at the end of the day <coughs> We're all gaining votes out here because then we get to sit there and pick our pet issue that is the ideological issue that our party wants to push at that time to make the issue. And then we're going to talk about that. Right. We're going to beat it to death. And then we're going to secure our votes and you're going to secure your votes. Everybody wins at that point. It's just a numbers game, like you said. But I would argue it's probably that way for pretty much anything that yes. actually makes its way to the floor. Probably yes. for decades at this point if not longer because anything that comes out like you said comes through committee first yeah there's already 20 people who have decided that it's okay to hit the floor first and who are the people on the committee the mm-hmm. ones handpicked by the leaders of each party that yes. they know what their role is they know what their lane is in that committee yes so on a slightly deeper level consider the amount of money that is spent in the dod every single year the nda functions the exact same way the thing holding up the ever important raise for soldiers is abortion policy it's not the addition it's not the additional of the billions of dollars being sent to ukraine right every single year um that everyone is supposedly upset about it's there are very few people that are holding this up on some form of legitimate moral standpoint and as much as i don't like them that's people like marjorie taylor green mm-hmm. thomas massey uh rand paul like these are people who who are making some form of moral point not just a policy point about like I said abortion policy shit like that like yeah. that's this is it's it shows you they don't they don't care about this no. there is a select few that are actually reading this or giving any type of thought about what is coming from this yes. right on the level that no one else is going to talk to you about where, where does the money go right we've talked it's, just, it's right there it goes to <clears throat> the it goes to the department of defense department of energy we've talked many times about the audits that went through mm-hmm. and uh, the money that goes missing and all this type of stuff right there's that great john stewart clip out there him talking to the assistant uh director of the dod about yes it. there is a story that i covered and didn't cover in my solo show because it happened in During the, the forbidden times. segment right that times. was about drag shows that happen on military bases that are funded with dod dollars and it's just this year that the department of defense is like uh we are taking another look at this and deciding <laughs> whether or not this is you know a, a smart use of 
Department of Defense funds, right? So you're ta- regardless of any of the other complications, even if it's just adults who are going to them, yeah. it is your tax dollars that are paying for drag shows on fucking military bases. Mm-hmm. This is where the money goes. When they pass it every year, and what it was eight sixteen last year or whatever, they're whatever they're adding to it yeah. this year. They don't care. It's just an addition. It's just more money they're tacking onto it. They don't care where it goes. They're not even nope. asking fucking questions where it goes. No. <clears throat> because when the audit hits and they tell you we can't account for only about half of this, that's as far as it goes. Oh, yeah. We don't start a committee to investigate where does the other half of the money go? Where's the other 55% of the dollars that you couldn't account for? Where did it go? Let's try and hire some form of forensic accounting team that can maybe look into the numbers and find out where some of the fucking money went. Yeah. Right? Can you imagine a fucking army? It would take an army of. And it uh, would like, take years. It would take years so and long. years and years and then to just do one year. Yeah, and then you've investigated one year from a time when it's too late to address. But it would give you an idea of the level of corruption that goes into that department. Yeah, just that one department. And that. Oh man. And then then we have to do a self audit on the forensic the forensic accounting department that was created as a new agency to do this, and then they, and then there'd be a bunch of corruption there too. Because that's just the way these things go. So for over half of it, we don't know. And some of the stuff that we do know is this: the, the bullshit drag shows and these nonsense events that further a narrative that is in no way beneficial to the longevity of the armed forces. Mm-hmm. Nor does it continue to the uphold the... We'll, we'll go nationalistic for a second. Hey-o. Nor does it continue to uphold the tradition and culture that made the U.S. armed forces the greatest fighting force the world has ever seen. In no world are drag shows what made us the best. No. If you ask one of the fucking nine people that are still alive that fought in World War II, hey, is a drag show? Is that what we should be doing? They say, no, no, no. Show me some fucking real tits, some real ladies, some mm-hmm. bush. That's what I want to see, and then I'll go fight in the fucking war. <laughs> then I'll storm the beaches again. Yeah. Okay? Get the fuck out of here. This is not making the military better or more inclusive. I don't care. We don't need drag shows taxpayer-funded to make the military more inclusive. This well, is not the way forward. Because in, like, in a reality check version, right, like the the money that paid for the drag shows on these military bases, right, layer upon layer upon layer of allocation, spending, blah, blah, yes. blah, and it finally works its way down to like a local bases morale Right. Or morale. Morale coordinator. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever and then they is. decide whatever it is they want to do. And then, hey, we had attendance. It was fire. Yeah. Justified. Check. Right. Done. That's literally. That's all that it takes. Yeah. That's all it takes. And back in, yeah, you reminded me of like the old school, like USO shows and stuff like yes. that. They still happen all the time. Like right. big ass fucking concert, you know, big old, uh, uh, what do you. Comedy shows and all that type of stuff. All the stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I think. Christina P's gone over and yeah, done yeah. some US shows. And airplane US hangers shows. Yeah. and all that type of stuff. Yeah. Like that. On carriers, that shit still happens. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff, like, at the end of the day, <coughs> that money is, like, technically accounted for. But how much of it really is? Storm, Storm the, the Bushes 2024. 2024. Let's go. Because, you know, he's a fan, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming back, bro. I've, I've heard, I've heard talk that, uh, uh, the the shrubbery is 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 back in a, in a lot of people's <laughs> desires. It's, it's a weird thing. I, I don't know. I missed I missed the boat on that one. I guess it is what it is. You know, I grew up in the nineties, but okay, shit was different back then. I think it changed that us for life. <clears throat> there's been as like um, 
you know, all the Tim Ballard stuff has gained in prominence, there's been like a subconscious push from girls away from like the total ball. Oh, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. that they're like the appearance, you I'm know, want right. to show that they're so, even mm-hmm. if it's not <clears throat> a full push, there's something, you know, like I think I've only had maybe one or two girlfriends that was like, no, I prefer like straight up. You know, and they, all the other ones oh, like natural. there's a yeah. All the other ones were like there's a something. You, yeah, know? you know, no, hey, that's why Manscape exists. All yeah, right, there's you know? a there's a pizza slice. There's a there's a something. I'm, an, you I'm know? a I'm a fan of aviation. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you know, I've like, seen I like some to land very, on, on runways. <laughs> seen some very creative shapes um, in in your life. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. The internet's a wild place. Yeah, I mean in my personal <laughs> life. Yeah, but I don't because oh, I, I don't think I'd have to really think about it. But mm-hmm. I think that like you know, there's your next comedy bit. <laughs> Goes right along with your standard repertoire that you have set yeah. for yourself. Yeah, I don't know that I paid that much attention to like to that in the films. You know? Oh yeah, I don't really. You think in the finer points, like definitely you notice if there's like if there is some or not. But I mean, once there is some, I'm not like yeah. inspecting how it's groomed. No. You I'm know, just, it, you know whether or not just you're walking into there. like a Vietnam jungle situation, right. Or not, right? It's, and I think that's really the only thing yeah. that I would take because that's a fucking red flag right to. there. Because you're not taking care of yourself, bro. Yeah, come on now, it's dangerous. Know. A lot of girls are like, not, I don't know. It's you know, teach their own, but like non-shaved legs and armpits and stuff. I'm just not into it. Like, yeah. I, it's yeah. just not for me. I don't I judge a, you, but it's just not for me. Yeah, I know a couple of dudes and their girlfriends and stuff are like, yeah, don't shave their legs, don't shave their armpits. I just yeah. not into it. Like, That's fine. Ron White on first date the other day. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, you know, if you go out on a date with a chick and, she, you know, if you find out, like, there's some arm hit, armpit hair down there. Do you have a problem with that? And he's like, no, nah, I don't really care about that. Yeah. It's like, no, nah, dude, if I'm into you, I'm into you. And I'm definitely not of the variety of, like, you need to be clean shaven all the time. No. But there's a difference between, like, an armpit that just has not been shaved for a few days and, like, this you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's a thing that I'm gonna notice, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna. Do like, you ever trim yours? I definitely your, trim underarm yeah. hair. If I don't trim, then it will start to poke out oh, the yeah. front. Yeah, that's in, not that's not a good yeah. look. So I'll hit it just just yeah. low. That's like know? having fucking pussy willows coming out of your ears or your right. nose. Nobody yeah. likes that. So I'll just hit it low. You know that works. Throw yeah, a it's nice still, little guard on it. Still there does the good. job. Yeah. yeah. That's, I, I just know. want to make sure you can see it. That's yeah. all. This needs to, <laughs> enough that you know that it's there. That's all. I know a bunch of dudes that started shaving their armpits. And they were like, oh, it's fucking great. I like it. I'm like, no, I'm not okay. into that. Not into it. But hey, again, no shade. Well, and I to feel like if I don't trim it, then I can start to smell myself more. And maybe that's just a personal thing. Like maybe well, it is subconscious. It's there to help breathe and shit. You know right. what I mean? So. so I think that I smell myself more if I don't trim my armpit hair. Yeah. So... Well, we're taking this side note because I felt like we were changing, changing topics a little bit. We're pretty much that's yeah. about all I got on, yeah. the, on NDA. the NDA is garbage. So, and then they're just going to spend all their money and they're going to say, "Don't you love the troops?" While well, they don't give a shit about the troops. Last point: the corruption and degeneracy that constitutes the military-industrial complex is perhaps the strongest example of the poisonous relation between industry and government that we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. That's that the works. last point that I have on the NDA. That works. That's good. Good bow on that one, I yeah. think. I don't know how I brought up Bush in that point, but I, I blame US, Brian. It was the USO tours. There we that's, go. Yes, yeah. there we go. Okay. It's, it's good. Brian's there was fault. a through line. It's always Brian's it's fault. It's Brian's fault. And that's, I thank you very much for that. Um, but yeah, as a side I note, let's have a side discussion here because I've been, I've, I'm in the strug right now. I'm in the strug 
trying to do a lot of new things with my life, all the stuff, you know, just changing, okay. you know, I got some new wardrobe stuff, you yep. know, it's very, a lot of, a lot of different things going on. But I got away from recently, I got away from like the aluminum infused antiperspirants. Yep. And that has become a fucking problem. It's a nightmare. Especially this time of year. Yeah. And so, like, I've tried a bunch of natural stuff, mm -hmm. and then I landed on some Dr. Squatch um, deodorant. Smells great. Goes on nice. It's, like, got a charcoal in it, so that helps, like, with the deodorizing thing. Okay. But I'm about to go buy some fucking, some white-ass speed stick again, just because, like, it's hot. You're sweating. Yes. And that works, <clears throat> unless you wear, like, a super baggy shirt or something like that. Yes. You, you're going to bleed through. Yes. And I'm not fucking into that situation. So I, I do not know how to solve this by yeah. not, because you don't, you have glands there. Yep. And then when you put on the antiperspirant, it's got aluminum oxidized, whatever. And that's it's what, that's some what bad clogs shit. them up. Yeah. yeah. And that clogs them up so you don't sweat. Right. But it's real nice not to have fucking sweaty pits, bro. Yes. So I've dealt it's with super fucking I've nice. dealt with this exact same issue. Um, and because most of the aluminum free deodorants are just deodorants and not antiperspirants. Yes. I cannot stand feeling sweaty like that. Me I cannot stand it. It's, I so, start to feel so conscious throughout the day. Yes. And then I'm sitting around like this all yes. day. And I'm like, it's not. It's and it's fucking hot and humid, bro. Yeah, you're you you be sweating during the day. So I use um, Arm and Hammer aluminum free deodorant, and it's also an antiperspirant. That's the Ooh. only one that I found that is a deodorant and an antiperspirant. Okay, and there's like a basic, and then there's also like a you know rosemary and thyme or whatever the fuck smell, like just basic stuff. Okay, um, but that's I could take that. That's the only one that I found that is both that also because I had another one. <clears throat> It was Harry's, I think, that worked fine, but it irritated the shit out of my armpits. It made Same. me super crazy itchy, so I had to stop using yeah. that. I fucking um, broke out, bro. It was yeah, not fun. Super. For bad. like a week, so, it was terrible. Yeah, but the Arm and oh. Hammer, no issues with it, because I was using Native deodorant for a while, and that smells really good. But same deal. I was sweating up a fucking storm. Is there a? Because I know Native. Yeah. Um, but I was I to like, understand it was mostly feminine products. Do they make male products too? I don't know. I use their skincare products like a face wash, and mm, that's <clears> good shit. Yeah, there's only there are very few things that I'm particular about, like the gender they're intended for. Because mm -hmm. um, really, it's just at that point, it just comes down to like the scent is usually yeah. What and does it. the one that I use is like a citrus and bergamot or some shit. So it's a very basic. It sounds you know, classy as fuck. Yeah, is what it's it does. not crazy feminine uh, and it's also just a face wash so you don't unless you're smelling my face you're oh, not bro. gonna notice it you yeah. know um fucking citrus and sage was like my candle scent for a yeah. long time i like that a lot the native deodorants they did have men's ones and that's okay. part of why i was fucking with those um but yeah the arm and hammer is the only one that i found mm -hmm. that's both that doesn't irritate my skin also bro stuff out there yeah it super sucks there. it's 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 almost more it's almost as difficult as finding a pair of U.S. manufactured shoes, dude. <laughs> it's almost That's, that hard. And when you find them, it's that I found like a good pair, but they're just you know they're 130 bucks yeah. or 60 bucks or whatever for like a high tops. Yeah, and you can't be trekking those things all day long every day because they'll wear out. The ones that I have, nowhere. Like yeah. I've worn them a ton, and they're in perfect shape. The bottom is still perfect. They're not flat. They're like. 
Yeah, they're perfect. Fuck, man. And it's been, you know, over a year that I've had them. And That's they're still... Made America quality, I guess. There they're you go. balling. Yeah, the bottoms are super legit. The the sole of the shoe, yeah, are super legit. Nice. So it's, it's it was made well. And that's why I'll buy more. But yeah, they're just goddamn expensive. Word. Well, do you want to open up Sound of Freedom Talk? Um, there's some other things I had, yes. but I think we should probably just hit that one yes. for sure. Because it's going to be a long co combo. And then I'm going to go pee real quick. Yes. And then I'll yeah. join you. We can we can switch. Um, so the sound of freedom, the sound of freedom. I don't have any notes on it because uh, it's just kind of a free discussion here, right? So I don't know if you guys have heard about the movie The Sound of Freedom yet. I just learned about this movie over when I was sick, which was over Fourth of July. So it's been two weeks uh, that I've known about the existence of this movie. I think maybe I saw posters or something for like ads for it, but didn't give it much thought. So then I started to hear see the articles, the pushback, the controversy around the sound of freedom, that it's QAnon adjacent and it's pushing these weird ideologies and, uh, you know, then stuff about like white saviors and it's upholding just these stories that we don't need anymore. And I was really confused by it. I didn't understand why people were upset. So I started to look into the movie itself. And then I learned that the movie is about a man named Tim Ballard, who I've known about for a long, long time, at least five years I've known about Tim Ballard, who is the head of a group called Operation Underground Freedom that works around the globe to break up and arrest child trafficking rings and the people who take part in them, as well as saving the children, helping them with aftercare, and then like helping them find homes and stuff. So before he did that, he worked for the Department of Homeland Security, and he was doing the exact same thing for those people, except regarding specifically American children and families and American crimes. So the, the, the pushback around the movie has been a lot of stuff, accusations of like QAnon conspiracy theories and mm -hmm. – um, Things that didn't make a ton of sense to me because I know for a fact from my own research, my own experiences, that Tim Ballard is legitimate. Operation Underground Freedom is legitimate. There, there, there's no concerns about that group or that man, their behavior, their conduct, any of that type of stuff. There's nope. only in some of the interviews that I've watched this week have I learned about accusations of conduct concerns about like they're not qualified to do these operations. Okay, but he worked for the Department of Homeland Security for 10 years, 10 plus years doing exactly this. Yeah. And how many kids has he saved? So I don't know he's in qualified. what world, especially when he's working with governments around the globe, how he's not qualified to be creating and conducting these operations. Um, I don't know uh, I, like what else would make someone qualified other than having the experience. Yeah, it's about um, the only thing that does qualify. Yeah, for, they don't right? give degrees in saving children. Like, it doesn't work no. that way. There's not a paper qualification you can get other than I've had this experience for 15 years and put that on a resume. Yeah. So that stuff doesn't make any sense to me. The QAnon conspiracy theories also don't make any sense to me. The Especially because the movie was made before QAnon was even created yes. before the concept even came about the movie and the operation that it that it covers were, were both years before QAnon yeah. even existed so when tim i saw an interview with tim ballard jim caviezel who plays tim ballard mm -hmm. um and jbp right jordan peterson jordan peterson pulls up 
the Wikipedia for Operation Underground Freedom. And he's like, Tim Ballard, I want to run through some of these accusations that you have on this Wikipedia because these are the ones that are noted in the public, and I want to hear what you have to say about this. So the one was the QAnon, and the accusation was that Tim Ballard refused to disavow QAnon. Tim Ballard says, well, first of all, it's not true because on the FAQs for our website and any of our other affiliate pages, it says that we disavow the QAnon conspiracy theories because mm -hmm. we don't promote that. It's like, I think maybe what they're talking about is when I have discussed things I have seen around the globe, specifically in third world countries, where we're seeing people taking part in like kind of witchcraft and kind of the dark magic kind of side of this type of stuff when they are drinking blood, when they are buying children and they are using them for, for sexual acts and they are using them in different um, uh, rituals and they are taking their genitals and they are hanging them over their doors because they believe that it's going to bring good fortune to their business. Yeah. It's like, I've said these things because I've seen them and I've documented them. Mm -hmm. Said so, so maybe that's what they're hearing and they're spinning that into the QAnon stuff where they're saying that celebrities in Hollywood are drinking baby's blood to try and stay alive forever. He's like, yeah. that that's not what I'm saying. I'm never saying that. I've never argued that. Mm -hmm. I have said things that I've seen in my personal life in fucking first person. Yeah. That like, like Haiti. Cause yeah, right. that, that I think that that operation was, when he was talking about that, because he mentioned that stuff on the Timcast interview, and I'm pretty sure, yeah, he was like doing an operation in Haiti at the yeah. time when he was like talking about, yeah, I saw all the shit, and, right? And and then when you look at the culture around there, you go, well, yeah, that, when that you're makes doing, sense. when when you get there's this, this is not the child sacrifice to the god the owl god Moloch at fucking no, no. the you know the what's it, the grove or whatever uh, that's called yeah, yeah. yes you know this is not that. At no. all. This is not adrenochrome. Bohemian Grove. Bohemian Grove. Thank you. Sean, got all the ammo men in here today. What's up? Hey, uh, Yeah. And so, like, when he's talking about this stuff, or when the when the corporate press is bringing it up and, like, yeah. donate, it's like there's a hair of truth about some of the factors that he's seen and experienced that happen to all, that, like, the QAnon people have more or less adopted as part of their doctrine and right. ideology as well. It's like, we're not the same here, dude. We're not the same. No. In regards to Tim Ballard and his his Operation Underground Freedom in general, they're, as he said in, on Timcast, because it's a movie, there are some things that are, like, dramatized, that are changed yeah. because it's a movie, that mm -hmm. they're, they, don't, they won't look good done exactly the way that it happened yeah. in real life. They play better, changed around a little bit, characters different. Mm -hmm. but, but the story itself was... There's, there Fuck. is in no world any level of conspiracy wrapped around Operation Underground Freedom no. or Tim Ballard. The things that he's been doing are real. They have been documented for over a decade. Mm -hmm. And there, there is no question about them. There nope. is no legitimate, logical critique of the things that they're doing. There's no technical critiques of what they're doing unless you're a different operator who's saying, I might have done it differently. Yeah. But those, that's a, that's a, a policy difference. Yeah. There, there is no world in which these things are not real and a movie about Tim Ballard's life and operations is furthering a conspiracy theory about rings of child trafficking and human trafficking that are verifiably real in every facet of this country and the world mm -hmm. by by the government's own statistics the united states is the number one consumer of child sex abuse imagery in the world by and, like 
not by a little bit, not a small margin. No. And we're we're the num- one of the number one exporters for human trafficking in the world. We're mm-hmm. one of the number one consumers for human trafficking in the world. These that's all real. Oh yeah, all of those things are real. Epstein there's, and Ghislaine Maxwell were real. There's no She's level in fucking of conspiracy. jail right now for this. The only the only level of conspiracy it comes from the government side, when when the Biden administration has all these unaccompanied minors come over and they lose contact with like 86,000 of them and have no idea where they're going, a vast majority of them are going into some kind of slavery somewhere, yes. whether it's it's labor, sexual, or whatever. They're going Organ into trade. Some, yes, because, yeah, they get used up and then they harvest the organs. Yes. And this is verifiably true, Yes, 100%. And the government's losing children. We've covered that before. Yes. We've covered even just local stuff, human trafficking that's been broken up in our own town. One time, one mm-hmm. instance that we we covered that was like a big, it was like it was like twelve or fifteen people because it was one shop. Yeah, that's why it was a notable story. That happens here all the time. Mm-hmm. Human trafficking is terrible here. Yes, we have huge airports. We have seaports. It's a terrible, mm-hmm. terrible place for that. Yeah, and I just I do not get like the pushback from the corporate press. No. It's, it's, you know, it's like somebody kind of like stained it with that, the sh- like the shadow of QAnon, and they're just going to go with that. Or they're just actively fighting for the support of child trafficking. I don't. I'm going to find one of these articles. I that just we can do read. not get it, man. I just do not get it. Um, but as part of uh, his appearance on Timcast, um, he debuted the new organization that he just started called the spear fund and this is a place that it will essentially continue the various works that he's been doing but one of the problems in trying to fight child trafficking in particular is that most of the the agencies involved and all the ngos that are involved are all separate individual entities that don't necessarily communicate very well with each other or work well with each other because there's no real through tie-in. And this, the Spear Fund, is his attempt to kind of help bring these things together. And so he, you know, to they're the obviously... the tip of the spear? Yeah. And that's, that's the whole thing. And so they're asking for donations and, you know, all that kind of good stuff. So you can go to thespearfund.org. Not the Spear Foundation. Yeah. That's should a whole go away thing. from this. Oh, I should. Oh, my bad. Thank you. I know this won't help the yeah. stream. Yeah, no. Yeah, there you <laughs> Just go. to show you where <laughs> it like, is. Hey, well. But yeah, so you can uh, you can definitely check that kind of thing out. But yeah, yeah I just I don't get the pushback from the media, man, because so, it was it was blatant and it was everywhere. Yeah, and it was there was no deep thought into it. it was, this is the new conspiracy movie that's gonna you know supporters of QAnon really like, or anybody who likes a good movie. Because apparently it's it's real strong. Chad was just texting me about it again earlier, and because he went and saw it last night, my brother, with his fiance, and he said it was it was an amazing movie. Not a dry eye in the house. It was just a really powerful, powerful, strong movie. Everybody I've that I've talked to or heard that has gone to see it has been changed somehow. Yeah, and. That appears to be the purpose of the movie, which I think is that's perfectly in line with creating art anyways. So I just but, pulled two of these articles. I sent them to you. The first one is from Forbes and the other one is from The Guardian. I have not read either of these, so we can kind of go through them and see what's up. We'll start with the Forbes one. 
Um, it is called The Adrenochrome Conspiracy Theory Pushed by Sound of Freedom Star Explained. Because <laughs> um, Jim Caviezel is pretty into cutting down of child trafficking. I don't know fucking shit about Jim Caviezel. You know. I know. I, I learned that he was that he played Jesus, He's Jesus in The Passion of the Christ, and then I yeah. understood how... Uh, what's his fucking name? The director of that movie. Mel Gibson. Yeah, Mel Gibson. I'll get it was Morgan Freeman. That's obviously mm-hmm. not it. How Mel Gibson was wrapped into the whole thing. It's mm-hmm. like now I understand, right? Because these people are tied together. Yep. Did I tell you that I watched The Passion of the Christ yesterday at work? No. Yes. So I watched The Passion of the Christ oh. yesterday at work. Never seen it before. That movie is fucking brutal. That movie is a rough. <laughs> that buddy. movie is brutal. 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 Yeah, so, it's it's fucking dark, man. So I watched the Patch of the Christ. It's just like two, <laughs> it's two hours of Jim Caviezel just getting whipped and Dude. tortured, man. Like it's and all a, in Aramaic. Yes, <laughs> yeah, bro. So it's rough. Okay, so let's read some of this. Okay. So I also before we, I'm not trying to preface it too much because I'm not going to come down on anybody for anything that they've said. But I don't know fucking shit about Jim Caviezel. I don't know if he's all up in QAnon's asshole. He's I don't know anything quiet. about that. And I don't, yeah, I that's, think I so much mm-hmm. so he played Jesus Christ, and then I didn't fucking know who he oh, was. Yeah. Well, because what was that uh, when there's that famous line when Mel Gibson when Mel Gibson got a hold of Jim Caviezel to ask him like to play this movie? He says, so do you want to ruin your career? <laughs> I got a movie for you. Yeah, and it, he's been in other shit, right? Yeah, Just but quietly. only he's because my understanding <clears throat> with with Jim Caviezel is. He is very, very outspoken about the trafficking that happens within Hollywood. Okay. And the grooming that happens within Hollywood. As as many stars are. Same with Mel Gibson. Yeah. He's, and that's why they're both labeled and ostracized and pushed out because they're looking in their own backyard and going, this shit's, because Mel Gibson's from Australia. Yeah. And when he first moved up here and started acting and living in Hollywood, he's like, these people are fucked. Right. And he, he talks about some wild shit. And I don't know if it's true or not, but well, even Macaulay Culkin, dude, some shit he said on mm-hmm. Rogan, like some other interviews. Yeah, there's a many it's specifically dark, child dude. actors that have said not good shit, even on the milder side. And I'm not trying mm-hmm. to downplay her experience, but in that uh, Janet McCurdy book that I wrote, just mm-hmm. some of the 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 unquestionably and bizarrely inappropriate behavior that is supported. By producers and directors mm-hmm. of enormous movie and television studios in yeah. Hollywood. The entire There's, Hollywood establishment. There isn't a way that that happens. All the Me Too stuff. There isn't a way that that happens without a systematic approach to that. Mm-hmm. That's the only way that that can happen on that type of level. Yep. And that was addressed for a moment with Harvey Weinstein and everything. And then as soon as kids start coming out, they're like, no, 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 no. Don't worry about that. That's all QAnon stuff. Yep. We're not trying to drink your blood. Like, oh, yeah. I didn't say that. I said this guy tried to fuck me and then asked me to go on camera and fucking hang out with my friends like yeah that's these things matter even if it's not to adrenochrome and killing babies like yeah. this shit that you're looking over because you're attributing it to QAnon matters mm-hmm. this, this is real it's verifiable people's accounts of of their experiences yes. matter and for us to go from me too and believe all women to mm-hmm. fucking shut that kid down is a really it's a big jump very bizarre transition to make, yes. especially when it's from ch- women to children. You know, yeah. it's we're talking about kids now, adults who were children who are expressing their experiences, and we're telling them that they don't know what they're talking about. Yes, and they misinterpreted it because they're children. Like, 
this there's no world in which this is the way to handle someone's no. experience no. <clears throat> that's verified because someone is now no longer the head of a studio or a director somewhere because they're a fucking piece of shit. Yes. And it's <clears throat> and it's funny because it's really there the media is really, really they got really, really lucky with QAnon. Because before QAnon came out, you remember we did that whole show, we did a massive segment on fucking Pizzagate. Yes. We watched all those documentaries and all that yes. stuff. Yes. That, that is the same shit. Right. Pizzagate and QAnon right. are the same thing. It's just once Trump came around, Q came up. And then all I of a sudden, had... there we go. Now it's just QAnon. And everybody right. knows it now because... But it's it's the same. The conspiracy goes back to the same place. Right. That's where they start to oh fucking satanic this, satanic that, and demonic, and you know all that language. And it's all because remember watching that fucking documentary about yeah. like the satanists and all that shit. It all leads back to the same origin story. The right. the origin of the adrenochrome thing that led the dude to go down and shoot up that fucking pizzeria years and years and years ago. Yeah. And now we have QAnon in its stead, but. I just started at that when we did that. I had just started to learn about QAnon, and I was starting to like follow Twitters and stuff when they had the huge mm -hmm. push where they cut everything out, and I was like, "No, I was just tapping in." Yeah, bro. I knew it. I knew a Q guy. He was a Q guy for a minute, yeah. waiting waiting for Q's next drop. And luckily, he he found his way out of that. That's good. Yeah, no, Chad used to be deep in, in the Q-drops, man. Those people were liars. He loved the Q-drops. Uh, okay, yes. so the adrenochrome conspiracy, a bizarre theory with anti-Semitic roots. What? See, again, this is not how you write an article unless you're trying to convince somebody that you right. are right. I'm about to make an assertion, and I need to preface it with language so that you'll agree with me. Because I've also never heard that. Like, I've not heard me the anti-Semitic portions. Of, and I'm pretty well-versed in the adrenochrome thing at this point. Mm -hmm. I've, I've, well, I mean, Jim Caviezel did play Jesus. And right. It, you know, there was somebody killed him. The Jews did have him killed by Pontius Pilate. You're right about that. <laughs> Posits that Satan worshiping global and Hollywood elites run a massive child trafficking ring to drain their blood and harvest the chemical adrenochrome to stay young and has been embraced by subscribers of the QAnon and Pizzagate conspiracy movements, including key people affiliated with the recent hit movie, The Sound of Freedom. Okay, so there is a hair of truth in what they're saying before they completely dismiss it, right? Yeah. The, the ring... We'll just say, you know, not the Satan worshiping, but we'll say global and Hollywood elites that run a massive child trafficking ring. That's true. Right. That is 100% true. That's verified. Yes. That which is, is true. That's exactly why we don't have the Epstein client list. Right. Because it's everybody and it's all the major players in Hollywood, in government, and other massive major institutions. R. Kelly's in prison because he fucked around too hard. But it's part of the same shit. Yep. Like. You don't marry a child no, in Aaliyah and not be a part of some really weird shit, you know? Uh, yeah. Um, so we'll skip past all these main points. We'll read the actual article. That's so fucked. That is so yeah. fucked. So don't I wrote about this article, article, but we're going to pull out all the key points, put it in after our fucking insertion statement to make you, make sure you know what you we want you to feel. Yeah. And then we'll give you the key points to back that up. But don't bother reading the rest of the article. Yeah. Uh, key background. Adrenochrome entered modern popular culture with Hunter S. Thompson's 1971 novel Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. It's a 1998 film adaption, both of which contain a scene depicting adrenochrome as a psychedelic extraction from humans. A clip of the adrenochrome extraction scene has garnered more than 3 million views on YouTube, with some comments leaking the scene to the adrenochrome conspiracy theory. 
Like other modern conspiracy theories, the adrenochrome blood harvesting theory has proliferated on social media. Some of the earliest known posts about the adrenochrome theory date back to 2013 on 4chan, the controversial social platform that also served as the birthplace of the QAnon movement. Some posts and videos shared on 4chan claiming to serve as evidence of the adrenochrome theory were explicitly anti-Semitic, invoking the blood harvesting as a Jewish ritual. Okay. As the Pizzagate conspiracy theory, which falsely alleged the Clintons and other Democrats used a pizzeria in Washington, D.C. as a location for child sex trafficking, picked up steam in 2015 and 2016. The QNO movement emerged in 2017. These theories adopted the adrenochrome theory on 4chan, Wired reported. Adrenochrome theories continue to run rampant on social media. Um, including a bizarre claim that the children's film Monsters, Inc., in which the monsters yeah. attract screams from children for energy, is an allegory for adrenochrome harvesting. That's, really? Yeah, you never heard that? No. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, I'll tell you what, what though, they say. When I, because Dax loves Monsters, Inc., so I've watched the movie nine I love that movie. gajillion times. Mm -hmm. I have considered how interesting the concept is. Like, who the fuck thought of that? Like a world of monsters where we we use screams as energy for it's weird. The whole deal is weird. for the whole but, city. Yeah, I don't know. Or it's an allegory on Hollywood pedophiles. Right. Like somebody was like, "I'm going to turn this into a kids' movie." Yeah, which fits with the <laughs> narrative they have of like Disney kind of being the outlet for them showing the hand. You mm -hmm. know, so that's I see how that could fit in with that um, news peg. Internet searches for adrenochrome are trending upwards as of the first week of July, reaching the highest level of interest on Google since 2020, according to Google Trends. So, yeah, some recent notable proponents of the adrenochrome theory include former government agent Tim Ballard, which is not true, and Jim Caviezel, both of whom are linked to the box office hit The Sound of Freedom. You mean because it's about Tim Ballard and Jim Caviezel is the star? Yeah. Through Angel Studios, the film's distributor deny, oh, though Angel Studios denies any connection to conspiracy theories or politics, both Ballard and Caviezel have defended the adrenochrome harvesting theory in recent interviews. Which I, is interesting because I just told you that in an interview that I yeah. watched, he explained how that's not true. Yep. Ballard, the founder of anti-child sex trafficking organization Operation Underground Railroad, who is portrayed by Caviezel in the film, claimed in an interview with conservative commentator Jordan Peterson last week that a dream chrome harvesting theory is real and taking place in part. Okay, so I literally just told you, I just explained to you, I, I never read this article. I just explained to you exactly what he said. We can even watch it. I mean, I just explained to you that he said the only thing I can think that they're talking about is when I've talked about things I've seen and documented mm -hmm. in which people do buy children, use them either in sex rituals or remove their genitalia and drink their blood because they think that will bring them good fortune. Mm -hmm. That's what he said. Never in one way did he say they really are doing it to try and keep themselves young, just like in Hollywood. He even said, which they tie to the Hollywood conspiracy theory, which I don't support. So in the same thing they just referenced, I've just told you what he said. Mm -hmm. You can go and watch it for yourself. I think it's interesting that, uh, where'd they go? They bring up a an interview on the Charlie Kirk show <clears throat> July 11th stating that the compound is extracted after torturing little children and i would i don't trust these people already because they've already verifiably lied to me multiple times before i got to this point so i don't necessarily trust that they would do that he does talk a lot about like the harvesting of organs after the kids are used up and i would certainly imagine that they will harvest the child's blood as well because that's actually a very common practice if 
in like the more upper class things is to essentially infusions. Yeah, you, you get infuse, younger blood yes. infused in you, and which does have like it's got regenerative better, properties. Yes, this this for is sure. a thing that happens in fucking America, yeah. dude. And there's there's like because um, you hear about it with certain families, like with the younger kids and the and their parents and yes. stuff like that. We'll we'll do that kind of things when they have matching blood types, and then yeah, you're not. You're not hurting anything by extracting, you know, a quart of blood or whatever, and then putting it into an older person. All that really does is just help boost their recovery process. You know, their their, you know, it revitalizes your blood system at that point because as you get older, everything kind of dies off and fails and starts All to go down. All your cells are shittier. Yeah. Everything sucks more because your body yeah. is worse at making it because so, it's been doing it for fucking 60 years. Yeah, and I would imagine just from the interviews that I've heard with him, not the Charlie Kirk interview, that he's probably talking about something like that. And in the harvesting yeah. of the organs and I'll stuff like that. I'll watch that this week, and I'll talk about it on stories yeah. or something. I've I've never watched Charlie Kirk show. I'll watch that one with time. Jim Caviezel. Um, I don't I don't have any inherent problems with Charlie Kirk. I think his clips are good, but I think that's the problem. Like, he's a good clip guy because he's a good like clickbait type of guy. Mm -hmm. You know, wrapping him in strong points like fucking like Crowder used to be with all the like that type of shit. You know. Um, oh, bro, you'd be real proud of me. I haven't listened to Crowder in a hot minute. I watched some stuff you do with Mr. Guns and Gear. I was like, this is too basic for me. I don't need this. I need um, to step up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and I think he was making way too many jokes. Just every time Guns and Gear started saying something, make a joke about it, make a joke about it. So shut the fuck up. Yeah. Shut the fuck up and let the man do his thing. He doesn't know how to shut up. Uh, crucial quote, adrenochrome, which has no rejuvenating effects. So adrenochrome is a real thing. Yes. Okay. Yeah, has it comes from the uh, adrenal gland. The pineal gland. gland it, or the, it's... No, pineal gland, that's the fake thing? No, the pineal, pineal gland, gland is real. real, but it doesn't come from there. That's the DMT. DMT oh, okay. is, is excreted <clears throat> by the pineal gland mostly okay. when you're sleeping. I, okay. There's some things that say, like, that's the kind gland. of dreaming thing. But, okay. yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the adrenal gland. So it is real, okay, which has no rejuvenating effects and very questionably psychedelic properties, which have long faded into obscurity, had not been rejuvenated by the QAnon twaddle. McGill University Office for Science and Society Director Joe Schwartz wrote, adding that claims that live humans must, that live humans must be used for adrenochrome extraction are false, as the compound can be synthesized by researchers for research purposes. But we all know that the synthesis is not as good as the real stuff. No, it never, never is. is. Never is. Surprising fact. I can't wait to hear what this says. Mm -hmm. Some conspiracy theorists spread the false claim that Russian President Vladimir Putin destroyed adrenochrome plants in Ukraine and intercepted <laughs> shipments of adrenochrome heading toward the United States amid the Russian-Ukraine war. The falsehoods were posted on Real Raw News, which claims to be a satirical outlet, though Politico, PolitiFact, which debunked its claims about Putin, noted the author regularly defends his stories as truth, and the false claims were spread quickly on social media. How is that a surprising fact? Oh, hey, this uh, right. one this one claim that some people make is not real. Is the fact that people said that? I, it's because everything else you said you said was false. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't I can't personally test for what Jim Caviezel said in the Charlie Kirk interview. I before even reading this outlined for you what Tim Ballard said in the JVP interview because yes. I fucking watched it. So I heard what he said. I saw him say it. This is a lie. This is verifiably a lie. Check. He never defended adrenochrome in the JVP interview. He in fact debunked it entirely. Mm -hmm. So 
this Forbes article did in fact lie to you. I don't, like I said, I don't know about the Jim Caviezel thing. Like you said, I don't necessarily trust it because they already lied about what Tim Ballard said. They probably didn't even listen to the interview and said, I heard this is what he said and no. I'm going to write it in here. No. Connor Murray, hang it up, bud. So that guy's a liar. This is from The Guardian now. Um, the Sound of Freedom, the QAnon adjacent thriller seducing America. It's QAnon adjacent. Yep. Type the word Sound of Freedom into Twitter. Decent people who wish to live good, happy lives should know uncircumstances actually do this. And the search will yield dozens of triumphant reports crowing about improbable victory of a film by that title over the likes of Indiana Jones at the box office this week. Well, first of all, your fourth fucking, your fifth stupid Indiana Jones movie is, of course, not going to do great because we're all franchised. We're all franchise fatigued with our 80-year-old actors. Oh, this is really good. That's not, strictly speaking, accurate. Indiana Jones on the Dial of Destiny had already been out for five days, the first three of which out-earned Sound of Freedom's opening day take. So the first three days out-earned the first day of Sound of Freedom. Mm -hmm. But mm. it's not necessarily less successful than Sound of Freedom. And Sound of Freedom was in very limited theaters its first time. And they've been gaining more and more theaters the longer this movie came out. Because it came out on July 4th. Yeah. And it was in very select theaters. And they, they've they made so much... They've already made four times what it costs to make the movie at this point. And it's only going to go up as this movie gets more popular. And more and more theaters start carrying it and picking it up to make fucking money from it. Oh, my God. This is though It's a terrible article. Uh, but for a fleeting... Oh, my God. For a fleeting <laughs> moment... This past 4th of July, while the intended audience of Indy's latest outing was presumably spending time with their families and friends at barbecues. So because they were too busy outside and didn't show up, right, the audience wasn't captured. Yeah. Um, an unoccupied fandom rallied by the star Jim Caviezel. Unoccupied fandom, even though it's the number one movie. Yeah. Unoccupied fandom <laughs> rallied by the star Jim Caviezel claimed the day with a 14.2 gross versus Dial of Destiny's 11.7. No matter that these figures require selective, almost willfully misleading framing to allow for the David and Goliath narrative trumpeted by supporters, as the copious tweets accusing Disney of being in cahoots with a global cabal of high-powered pedophiles make clear that the truth doesn't have too much purchase around these parts. <laughs> oh, this is why I love The Guardian, to be honest. However... One chooses, however one chooses to slice it, Sound of Freedom has over-delivered on expectations in dollars and cents, a feat of profitability uncommon for a comparatively low-budget production without a major Hollywood-led promotional campaign. Judging by the robust round of applause that concluded the fully-seated screening I attended on Wednesday evening, and this in the liberal Sodom of Manhattan, Whoa. it would seem that the folks of the two-year-old Angel Studios have tapped into substantial and eagerly marshaled viewership. Following that money leads back to a more unsavory network of as astroturfed. A, oh Jesus Christ, astroturfed boosterism among the far right fringe, a constellation of paranoids now attempting to spin a cause celebre out of a movie with vaguely simpatico leanings. This person is such a piece of shit. Yes, I can't dude. stand it. Oh my god. <clears throat> that is like I need to make this sound really up my own ass i need the thesaurus let's go the uninitiated may not pick up on the red yarn and corkboard subtext pinned onto a mostly straightforward extraction mission in south america pretty much taken with a faint whiff of something noxious in the air those tuned into the eardrum perforating frequency of QAnon, however have heeded the clarion call that leads right to the multiplex 
Caviezel stars as Special Agent Tim Ballard, a Homeland oh. Security investigations operative who really did work for the state busting up child trafficking rings for more than a decade. Or so he claims. The DHS can neither confirm nor deny the real Ballard's employment history because he still works for the government, you dumb piece of shit. Bro. Because he still has security clearance, you fuck. Well, yeah, and he has knowledge of ongoing operations. Even if he did not literally have to fa have the face of Christ, Ballard would still exude an angelic aura as he gently hoists dirty-faced moppets out of peril with the gravely uttered catchphrase, God's children are not for sale. Dude. Dude. This is... I'm so glad we pulled this up. This is a whole nother level of This fuckery. is the worst article I've read in a very long yes. time. In Sound of Freedom, he leads... Okay, it's a fucking movie. It's a movie. Of course they're going to say... Okay, the, the movie-like thing that Tim Ballard's wife really did say isn't even in the movie. No. Because it's not believable. When she says, I won't allow you to what, to... To jeopardize yeah, my salvation so by not doing this? Yes. That's only a thing you write in a movie, and his wife really said it in real life. They didn't put it in the movie. No. The thing that they did write for a movie, God's children are not for sale. Which is a great fucking line a great in a movie. Line. Of course no one fucking said that, you dumb piece of shit. Do you know what else? Do you know what else no one ever really said? I just learned this, World War II. You know what else no one ever really said? Rangers lead the way. No one ever said that. Oh. That's That's not... That particular phrase was never spoken on D-Day. There are many different accounts of something similar that a, that a commander did say, right? Mm -hmm. That's like, we need you to lead the way. I looked to the Rangers to lead the way. We're going to need you to lead the way. That did happen. But this this thing that's built up behind the story of Rangers to lead the way, I'm not shitting on them, right? Nate's mm -hmm. a Ranger. That's, it's, it's fitting for their outfit now. Very fitting, Word. right? Totally accurate. This guy, I, I shit on him for a day at home because he shits on the Rangers because they use it as their catchphrase. Like, Ambrose? But, but it's not totally accurate because the 116th was actually there before they made it there. Shut the fuck up, bitch. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Do they lead the way now? Do they go with the fucking Marines? Shut the fuck up, bitch. The Rangers lead the way. Get the fuck out of my face. Bro. Point being... Things so, that sound good in movies don't always happen in real life. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have to synthesize a culmination of events into some one event yep. that will look best on film that encapsulates the day. Yeah. Or right? somebody says something that's really fucking awesome, and then you go, we can we can coin that into a phrase. It's, this is how the movies work. Yeah. You dumb piece of shit. <laughs> in The Sound of Freedom, he leads a unit to Columbia and eventually goes rogue on a single-minded quest to locate single-minded. I'm going to save a child who's being subjected to sex trafficking, but it's single-minded. I only care oh, about yeah. myself when I'm doing this. Yep. Right? Not about the child that I'm saving. Mm -mm. I only care about myself. To locate and liberate the still-missing sister of a boy he managed to save from sex slavery. The defenseless siblings are drawn into the nefarious clutches of their abductors in the stomach-turning open sequence, when clinically, which clinically walks us through the steps by which a glamorous and implicitly trustworthy woman poses as a modeling scout to round up the most apple-cheeked prospects and separate them from their parents. In a montage that plays like a Jean Benet Ramsey fan cam, she stokes out horror by primping the youngsters with red lipstick and suggestively mussing up hair. So something that really fucking happens plays like a girl who was actually taken and murdered somewhere. Isn't that weird? Oh, geez. This guy has so much disdain. He's got problems. And yet a coating of plausible deniability covers a film that takes care to be the most anodyne version of itself, all while giving those in the know just enough to latch onto. If, you, if you're tapped in, then we're dog-whistling to you. Yes. We're dog-whistling to QAnon with a story of something that really fucking happened. 
The traffickers are anonymous foreigners mentioned as rebels, so we should name actual criminals who are in prison. Probably I'm not. I'm not like I'm actively against it, but it's not. These people then receive stardom. It's the same reason that we don't let murderers publish books while they're in prison mm -hmm. because we don't want you to get money off of the crime that you just that you perpetrated. Yeah. Same There's, reason we don't like to show mass shooters faces and names. It's the same fucking thing. Mm -hmm. oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> in an unspecified region, regional conflict with no connection to the alleged Clinton crime family, though a title card at the end points back to the America as a hub for the $150 billion business of exploitation. Cause that's real. Sorry. You can ask the government. They'll tell you we're the number one spot. We're the number one consumer of child exploitation material and trafficking. In an unspecified regional conflict with no connection to alleged criminal, then why even mention that? The religious dimension seldom extends beyond a God-fearing undertone, most perceptible in archetypes like the reformed sinner to righteous path. Character actor of Supreme Bill Camp classes up the joint as Vampiro, a former narco who gives up his <laughs> prof prolific lifestyle after fornicating with a 14-year-old while in a cocaine haze. And Tim Ballard said that he didn't actually fuck a 14-year-old, like that his deal was different, that yeah. his that guy's like real wife life sold his daughter or something. Yeah. The trafficking follows no motivation more elaborate than servicing of rich predators. Why? Okay, okay, all right. When you live in a third world country and you've never seen more than $20 ever in your life, but someone is going to say, I'll give you $100 a week if you bring me children. You're not going to do it? What more motivation do you need when you're a single male with no children, no wife, no connection to humanity other than you need to eat and someone offers to feed you? What other motivation do you need? Mm -hmm. If you don't have fucking food, someone offers to give you money to bring me children. I don't, you don't, you don't need to know where they're going. You don't need to know what's going to happen. Just bring the kids here. That's yep. all. Just bring kids. That's all. This is on top of being disgustingly written. Yeah. Has a veil of so much fucking first world privilege added on to it that I can't conceive a world in which someone would just take money to sell lives. Yeah. Because it's, it does, it never happens that way, right? Because people are, so, you, you have to have a more nefarious purpose than money to, to do something terrible. It needs to be, it needs to be grounded in conspiracy. You needs to be grounded, in, more than that, because I, it, it has to be more than that. I, you have to assume, this guy has to think, I don't know what else it could be that would draw people, this mm -hmm. woman. Betsy Which Reed. makes it even worse, yes. that she can't fathom a world in which someone would want to do something horrific for, it, it has to be more than money. Yeah. You what? What else could it be? What a, because, because people are just inherently evil. There's a core inside of you that makes you uniquely capable of doing something terrible as opposed to somebody else. Yes. Because Bay Reed has never been in a situation in which she has been subjected to be forced to do something terrible to somebody else. Nope. Never. Nope. And this is this is a prime example of your white privilege showing. If there, she sweetheart. knew what it was like to actually suffer or be in some form of compromised circumstance in which she had felt as that she didn't have a choice, then maybe she could comprehend in which someone would be forced to make that decision. Maybe. This is one of the worst things I have ever written, and I can't believe this woman gets paid to fucking write things on the internet. Lots of money, I'm sure. She's the editor of the US Guardian. 
I like this. Uh, Brian's like, holy fuck, please stop reading this. this I want to be done. I don't want to read it anymore. <laughs> We're it's, done with it. That's as much as I need to read. <laughs> this woman is a horrific piece of garbage. <clears throat> and I hope that she loses her job and her livelihood. Yeah. And I have no qualms about saying that at all. I just don't understand how somebody could make a movie highlighting the problem of sex trafficking. Betty reads the article. This was written by a man named Charles Bermesco. Charles Bermesco. Everything I just said about Betty Reed applies to Charles Bermesco. Yes. What a piece of shit. What a piece of shit. But yeah, how can you just sit there? It's it's a fucking movie, man. It's a movie that highlights something that's terrible in the world that is definitely fucking happening. At, or so he claims. at the highest levels that it has been happening before. More more slavery exists today than ever once before. And that's since the, since the time of the transatlantic slave trade. Way more slaves exist in the world today, and most of them are child sex slaves. I, it, what is wrong with making a movie that highlights this based off of true stories and true events? feels like it should be inspiring, hopeful, and a reality check for people. And nothing about this ties any... He's the one with the fucking corkboard and the red yarn out there trying to draw c- conclusions from shit that doesn't matter. I've never heard... Anybody that's gone to see this movie and, and is talking to me about it hasn't brought up anything like that whatsoever. It's all just been like, dude, this shit's so fucked up. This is this is wild. Good for him. Fucking pieces of shit, man. They just have to try to couch this thing and... And it's just because Jim Caviezel, they got a beef with Jim Caviezel? It's really bad. These Zeisterist strains of scaremongering are absent in the text itself, but they lurk in the shadows around a film outwardly non-insane enough to lure in the persuadable. The disappointingly unjuicy Sound of Freedom pretends to be a real movie, like a pregnancy crisis center masquerading as a bona fide health clinic. Our hero, Ballard, by the way, went on to found the paramilitary rescue squad, Operation Underground Railroad, a group criticized as arrogant, unethical, and illegal by the authorities. But then they would say that they're in on it, too. This goes all the way to the top. Well, I will say that the trafficking of children. Go watch Sound of Freedom. Yes. There you go. (laughs) No, tell me. Trafficking of Freedom. I didn't mean to interrupt you. The trafficking of children literally does go all the way to the top yes the but it but the the current situation with child trafficking and the u.s government's involvement in it or the epstein maxwell case with all that trafficking going on has nothing to do with the trafficking that is showcased in sound of freedom no this is it was about specific operations that took place in Colombia. That was it. This is the story of one operation, and that was it. Who gives a fuck about Jim Caviezel? Who gives a fuck about Jim Caviezel? Nobody. He has he has nothing to do with this. No. This is it's not even an He's art an actor, from the bro. artist type of situation. Who gives a fuck about Jim Caviezel? It's not about him. He played a dude in a movie. This is about fucking Tim Ballard mm-hmm. and the shit that he's doing. Operation Ground Room, that's fucking real. That's what this is about. That's that is precisely what this is about. Fuck Jim Caviezel. I don't give a shit about Jim Caviezel. I don't give a fuck Please. about Jim Caviezel. Anything that he says, 
I don't care. It's not about him. He's an actor. No one should be fucking talking about Jim Caviezel. He doesn't matter. Yes. And I guarantee if he saw this, he would say, you're right. I don't matter. Jesus matters. That's so, what he would say. I, yeah. Fuck Jim Caviezel. I don't, I don't care. I don't care what he says. I don't care what he thinks about QAnon or any of that other no. shit. The stuff that Tim Ballard is talking about is fucking real. Yep. These people talking about Tim Ballard are lying. I don't care what they say about Jim Caviezel. It's, <laughs> I have no connection to Tim Ballard or any of the things, foundations that he started. I care. I cared before I had children, and I care especially now that what he's doing is real. It's an actual fucking issue, and it terrifies me. I don't allow my child out of my sight in a store because I'm terrified someone will snatch them out of opportunity. I don't leave them in the car with the doors unlocked because I'm scared that someone will steal them Mm -hmm. because it fucking happens. Because people's children get stolen all of the time, and they don't see them again. That's a real thing. If you're trying to downplay that, even if you're trying to... To spin it away from some global cabal of whatever, children get stolen. That's that's the baseline of it. Children get stolen all of the time. Every fucking day, children get stolen. That's what matters. I don't care what you're talking about, where they go. And they get stolen. They should be with their parents. Yes. They should be with people who love them. Not people who want to use them for sex trafficking, any of that shit. Mm-hmm. Children are getting stolen. That matters. I forgot. He's uh, also God in damn, The Thin dude. Red Line. Plays Private Wit. What's that about? Uh, 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 war movie. It's a World War II movie uh, based in Japan, I believe. It's a fucking rough movie, dude. Star-studded cast. Sean Penn. Yeah. Uh, Adrian Brody, Jim Caviezel, Ben Chaplin, George Clooney. Damn. John Cusack, Woody Harrelson. Most of all those people die, too, which is... It's, just, it's a fucking rough it's a movie, true story. dude. story? Or just a... Adaptation of James Jones' autobiography, 1962 novel. At the very yeah. least, based on a true story. Yeah, based on, for... Uh, Guadalcanal. Ooh, goddamn. It's a fucking... It's, it's a movie and a half, bro. It's a long trek, too. And there's a lot of screaming. A lot of dying. Sean already knew it was up. Yeah, dude. Oh, there it is. Yeah, that shit's... That shit's fire. I forgot he was dude, in that movie. Guadalcanal was some fucking real fighting, dude. <sighs> bro. Yeah. Darkness. All right, well, from the dark, let's have a little fun before we end this segment with the plane girl. Oh, the plane lady. okay. All right. Because you wanted to talk about the I plane I do lady. want to talk about the woman on the plane. So we will... It's a brief grab bag. This is Don's grab bag was The Sound of Freedom and this woman on the plane. Oh, you know, we could do... Yeah, we could wrap this up, but we could hold the, the plane lady till the grab Start, bag. Yeah, that's fine with let's me. Let's do that. These yeah. are, I just call them because they're not, they don't fit into the traditional right. segment. So I call them my grab bag <laughs> topics because that's what I was calling it. So, Perfect. Okay. So, yeah, with that, we we're going to take a brief break. We'll be back in just a few minutes for part three. We're going to talk mostly Ukraine. I think that's pretty much it. It's just different Ukraine topics. Pretty much. Um, yeah. So, and then we'll spin it to grab bag. So, part three will be a little bit shorter than part two. Grab bag is always great. And then, Sean, I'm only saying this because I know that you mentioned to me that you're watching them. We're also doing a review preview after today. So, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do a review for d-day because it's d-day we all kind of get it there's no i don't have we all kind of get it what i mean is i don't have any fresh takes on d-day because it is what it is this this book is a a historical account of what happened on that day so what we're going to be doing is a review of by the people i was really unsure for a long time how i wanted to do it i was thinking like maybe a written response because i thought that it might be longer but i decided that a conversational review preview between colin and i is going to be the best way to tackle this I'm and then excited. we will be previewing the june july august book which is the revolutionary samuel adams so after today excuse me after this episode we'll be doing this review preview and 
you'll have that probably next week or the, yep. or the week after. So I'm going to mention that because I Sean told me one of the last shooting outings that he he was watching the review previews. He's like, bro, so, where's my review preview? Yes, yeah, let's he go. does enjoy them, so you'll have one here soon. We'll be back in just Money. a few minutes for part three. You've been watching part two, episode 152. My name is Donovan. I'm Colin. We're happy to have everyone here. Thank you very much for supporting us. Make sure that you like, share this, subscribe, tell everyone about it. Go to the Patreon. Subscribe to the Patreon. Patreon.com slash salt of the streets. Tell us if there's anything else that you want to see there. All these segments and the shows are executively produced by Zeke. He's at the highest tier. If you also want to be an executive producer, highest tier. It's all you got to do. Everything else, including our social media, can be found at saltofthestreets.com. I am at salt of the street on Twitter and at alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. Colin is a big Badafi on both of those things. Thank you very much. We'll be back in a few minutes. Bye. And we're back. Thank you very much for joining us, everybody. My name is Donovan. I'm Colin. This is part three of episode 152 of Salt of the Streets podcast. We are thrilled to have you all here. Of course, you can find this and all of our other episodes at youtube.com slash salt of the streets, along with our Patreon, patreon.com slash salt of the streets. And you can find all this at salt of the streets.com, including our own personal social media. I'm at salt of the street on Twitter and at alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. And Colin is a big bird offie on both of those things. This segment and all of the other segments and shows are brought to you executively by Zeke Gata. If you want to go there, if you want to also executively produce this show, you can go and just subscribe to the top tier of our patreon make sure that you like subscribe and share this show does that mean if we have an executive producer does that mean like we have an executive suite like we have a we have a group of executives now that, that run this show when there's more than bro. one yes but for now we got we got a boss to answer to yeah. bro we got the exec we got to look up to he's the executive executive the shot caller out here yeah <laughs> so I was going to make a C-suite thing, and I was like, oh, wait, no, that doesn't really work with yep. executives. This is part three. We are going to be talking about Ukraine stuff, mostly, different aspects of it, cluster munitions, mm -hmm. uh, NATO memberships, things like that. Yep. We are going to start here. Uh, what is it? The 13th. So two days ago, same day as whatever other thing that we just read that happened on the 13th. I don't remember what it was, but it was like that was on Thursday. Um, yeah. Joe Biden announced, and I have the White House thing as well, ordering the select reserve and certain members of the individual ready reserve of the armed forces to active duty. Uh, this is the White House fact sheet that we will read this and kind of talk about it afterwards. By the authority vested in me as president by the Constitution and the laws of the United States of America, including, I'm not going to read all that. Um, the sections. Yeah, I hereby determine that it is necessary to augment the active armed force of the United States for the effective conduct of Operation Atlantic Resolve in and around the United States European Command's area of responsibility. Do we know how many soldiers are currently in United States European Command? No, but we can look them up. A shitload. In furtherance of this operation, under the stated authority, I hereby authorize the Secretary of Defense and the Secretary of Homeland Security with respect to the Coast Guard when it is not operating as a service of the Navy, under their prospective jurisdictions, to order to active duty any units and any individual members not assigned to a unit organized to serve as a unit of the Select Reserve or any member in the Individual Ready Reserve mobilization category and designated as essential under regulations prescribed by the Secretary concerned not to exceed 3,000 total members at any one time of whom not more than 450 may be members of any of the individual ready reserve as they deem necessary and to terminate the service of those units and members ordered to active duty. So what that means is that they are taking 3,000 people 
uh, effectively from the selected reserve and the individual ready reserve. And I don't know the difference between the two, but I assume and hope that you do. Yeah, and IRR they... is, let's say, because real simple, if you sign up for four years, yes, you actually signed up for eight. Right. There's no such thing as a military contract that's less than eight years. Right. So you do your four active, and then you can choose to go into the active reserve or you go to IRR, which is... You go live your civilian life, but you're the first one to be called up on the list when the president decides to Pre, call up. Pre-draft, post-deployment of all of the other dudes. Yes. And so let's see here. We have the Wikipedia input for the United States. And the States ready reserves is when you show up once a month and you do PT and you do all that shit. Yeah. Right. That's but the you homies. Can, but you could still have a regular life all the other time. Zeke. For Zeke the most is, part. Yeah, Zeke. Yeah, yeah. 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 Just no, you know, indulging and, in, you know substances that you're right. not supposed to get into but if, if you're in the irr you irr you can exec producer yeah uh, let's see here so one of the 11 unified commands bah, bah, bah. and they're saying Germany. they're going to take those people um that are because he kind of specified any member in the individual ready reserve or mobilization category and designated as essential so not those people so anyone in the ready reserve who isn't part of a currently organized unit so anybody who's kind of in waiting or in lieu mm -hmm. those people are being called up to active duty and put in this force that can be sent over to supplement european command mm -hmm. that's what's being done yes and brian you are asking the right question why the fuck are they activating any irrs yes at all because there's no shortage of ready reserves at no. all. There's no shortage. I would imagine that there's probably a specific rate or job that is probably going to be in pretty high demand. And there's probably not very many people that are doing it. And so if there are any of those guys that have recently gotten out, they'll probably call on them to come back to service to go over there. So it depends on exactly what they're doing when they're over there, what type of shit they're setting up. If That's, they're yeah. doing, like if they're laying infrastructure, then it could be more type of CB type of stuff. But yeah. if they're also doing technological infrastructure, then you could be see more technicians and engineers that go over there yeah. to set up whatever, communicate, whatever the fuck they're doing. I have no idea. Who knows? We shouldn't be doing shit over there, but no. that's fine. No. I don't know why... This, this is just not a good situation. And this is just a few days after there was the NATO summit mm -hmm. in which they discussed Ukrainian membership. They denied membership right now. They removed one of the requirements, which is a readiness plan for the country that is preparing to enter NATO. So the only barrier now is just NATO saying yes. It's just a final vote okaying Ukraine's membership into NATO. Yeah. And But at the same time, they also whatever solidified you know defense compacts that we have with ukraine yeah. they're like we got your back though yeah we gave Zelensky a nice little attaboy on that one yeah but operation atlantic resolve refers to the military activity in response to russia operations in ukraine mainly yes. um the war in donbass yeah 2014 and so i looked this up on the dod website because the dod has a specific website for operation atlantic resolve okay. that's no longer being updated and then they have like i said the database where you can they will show you any article that they have which is you know press releases anything that has a tag of operation Atlantic whatever, mm -hmm. uh, Atlantic Resolve, and those go back to 2014, referencing training missions they're doing to support Georgia. 
Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Georgia, if anyone remembers, is now under Russian control. Yes. Uh, that's no longer <laughs> an independent nation doing anything by its own. Also, Crimea, that's mentioned as well, which is also under Russian control. Yeah. So. Subs, helo, pilots, they're super low on qualified pilots. That would make sense then. Because they have been talking. To, well, they've that been talking about the training and stuff as well. So, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't put past them to just look for some grunts to call up too you know yeah you never know. we're just like trying to draw some some correlations together possibly also but. just take a second i was watching abc news this morning as i was making breakfast and they had a oh, little brave soul. oh i watched a couple episodes of one piece and i was like maybe i should do some show stuff while sitting here. <laughs> so i turned abc news for a few minutes on youtube and there was an interview with vladimir Zelensky and not vladimir like the president calls him uh, oh, okay. you know whatever his fucking name is and no you said it right it, biden said that at the nato summit called him vladimir the reporter the woman asked him do you think that you guys can continue the war if you don't get the f-16s vladimir Zelensky says well when the war started we didn't have western weapons or training and we did just fine okay Suck my dick for a second because you definitely had fucking Russian or American weapons and training. Get yeah. the fuck out of my face. Yeah, they tried we, to impeach the president over get it. Get out of my face with this shit. Get out of here. That was the you big did joke. it all by yourself. Yeah. This isn't 7076, motherfucker. You did not do that by your damn self. Get out of my face with that shit. We've been over there since 2014. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, yeah. We got you in that office, you son of a bitch. Yep. Yeah, we... I mean, you remember there was the big contention of when Trump got into office, he was going to start providing lethal aid to Ukraine when that was Obama's big selling point was, no, we're going to give him non-lethal, you know, equipment yeah. and yeah, stuff like face. that. Yeah. And so, and then when all of a sudden there was an attempt to maybe hold on to some of that stuff that was congressionally approved, all that, he got impeached over it. Dude. So don't tell me. Get out of my face. You had the shit to start with. Oh, I had no, You've had it yeah. for a minute. No Western weapons or training, you know, when the war started. Nah, bro, so we got this. If we did it then. We can definitely keep doing it now. We were, yeah. We were, yep. we were killing it, man. Fuck out of here. We don't need you. But also, I need those planes and those tanks and more guns, yep. please, and all the ammo. Just give us all the things. In fact, why don't you send some soldiers, too? You, oh, let me, should, let me send you this page for Atlantic Resolve because it's super done up. You know, mm -hmm. because when it happened, they were obviously trying to promote it. Like, they're like, this is a really good thing that we're doing. Um, but they don't care about it anymore. <laughs> now Look at it. Look at how, Ooh, yeah. Fancy. If you go down, they have pictures that are, you know, super cool. And they're like, look at all the stuff that we're doing. Excuse me for the Ukrainians. These training exercises. Jeez, bro. Yep. For all this stuff. <laughs> supplies some videos dang yeah so like i said they're not updating this anymore but at one point in time they were so hard on this that they're like we got a whole web page dedicated just to atlantic resolve it's probably the best Scrolling. looking website i've ever seen come out of the u.s government to be honest and they're not even updating photo anymore. essays Jeez. yep well i actually i was going to bring this up too let me switch it over because I just think it's really interesting that the DOD has its own, like, news service. Because yep. that's where that was. It was under dod.gov slash news. Yeah. And this is the Defense Department. So this is defense.gov slash news. And they have, a, they have an article that DOD News wrote and yep. released, which is super fucking weird when you ask me. Military journalists writing shit for the DOD website. Yeah, that's interesting. 
That, that just smells like propaganda to me, mm. buddy. I don't know about that. No, don't say that. <laughs> we love propaganda. We would never do that. <laughs> RFK said that I have an article from Fox News. RFK claims Biden troop mobilization is prepped for ground war with Russia. Um, well, 3,000 President, extra troops ain't going to really change that much. President Biden just called up 3,000 reservists to augment U.S. troops in Europe as part of Operation Atlantic Resolve. Kennedy tweeted on Friday, I want people to understand what this troop mobilization is about. He continued, it's about prepping for a ground war with Russia. <sighs> At least he's got the right tact. I'll give him that. Yeah. For a dude who had his son go over there and fight in the Foreign Legion as a machine gunner, he's pretty anti-war still. Yeah. Yeah, I, I will say that. I'm, I'm pretty down with that. Joe Biden's son died in war, and he still wants to go over there. <laughs> we all forgot that he died over in Iraq Do you guys or remember, Afghanistan. You remember or when, he, when he said that, yeah. that he had a son who died in war? He always says that, which yeah. is the fucked up thing. He won't stop saying it. My son died in war. Uh, he died over in Iraq. No, he didn't, bitch. He died of brain cancer back here. At home. But hey, whatever, it's fine. Supposedly from the shitters, right? You know, the toxic burn ban or whatever something the fuck like that. that was. The burn pits. The burn pits. The somethings. The, the jarhead pits. Whatever. I'm not shitting on him, but he didn't die in war. Anyway. No, we'll shit on his so dad all day, though. The next thing that we're going to talk about, cluster munitions. Um, so, I have the same article. That's so funny. Nice. Um, this week, it was announced that America, United States, is going to start sending cluster munitions over to Ukraine. Uh, there are a few different points on this. First of all, we're one of like three countries that are not signed on to this international agreement that cluster munitions are not cool. Mm -hmm. A couple of the others, Ukraine and Russia. Um, hey, look at that. It's interesting if we will remember that, let's see, I think I have it written down somewhere, the timeline for how this worked out. Because... Mm. Um, in April of 2022, when Russia was reportedly using cluster munitions in Ukraine, we were openly disavowing this. We're saying mm -hmm. this is a war crime. It's illegal. Yes. You shouldn't be doing this. And now Yes, because we have so much room to talk about war yeah, crimes, right? Now it's July of 2023, and we're sending cluster munitions to Ukraine, not acknowledging the human rights concerns about it, right? Nope. Saying now, well, these are good because they're only like a, you know a two percent dud rate of the munitions when they're somewhere reported between two and twenty percent dud rate mm -hmm. with the munitions that are inside of the cluster munitions. Which is the um, that's the big issue for cluster munitions is yes. that when because it's a single round that'll break apart into multiple other explosives, bunch of little grenades or whatever yeah. inside of it, and then what happens is those things get scattered about and a portion of them do not fire off yes and but they're still live and they're still active ready to be exploded at any point people walking around lose limbs get killed one of the of easiest pieces of direct evidence that we have is in southeast asia um yes. where yeah, i mean in laos and cambodia all these places that we oh. destroyed trying to fight the Viet Cong, and we littered shitty fucking soviet era you know munitions over there all um, over the place. that uh, people are still dying all the time mm -hmm. over there another parallel would be in the middle east where there are all of these unspent uranium munitions and all this type of shit that we've used in munitions for um for tracers and stuff like that mm -hmm. and are left there children stumble upon them people come upon them they either explode or they're just pieces of fucking uranium that children are playing with and they get it's cancer depleted. in 20 years it's yeah fine. so that's i said unspent 
depleted. I'm sorry. Um, depleted uranium rounds. Yeah, they're so safe. It, it is spent. They're it's safe depleted. and effective, yeah. bro. Yeah. So <laughs> these, these are things that we have done in the lifetime of our parents because mm-hmm. Vietnam War, we, there are still many, many, many people that served in the Vietnam War that fought over there that came home. Um, there are still many young adults that served in the Middle East in the global war on terror that were around those those uh, depleted uranium munitions that were used there that are now of concern that are kind of hush hushed. We just don't really talk about it. You yeah. know, these things are still happening. Oh, we yeah. don't have a problem with them because they're worth. They get to the point. They're a means to an end that we are okay with. Yeah. Um, There's a really good episode of oh, what was Bourdain's last show that he did on CNN. Um, oh, it's, I'm drawing a blank on it right now. But he went over to Vietnam and did a whole thing on that. And there was a whole segment that he did on the issue with like unexploded ordnance in Vietnam, just with it, just in the country of Vietnam. Yes. Either that or it was Laos, but because um, we we never actually did any fuckery in Laos. No, right, not officially. But, that was but, all during the Nixon era. Yeah, and there's there's NGOs that go over there and do nothing but detect and remove unexploded ordnance mines and stuff and like that. they estimate that they've done like a fraction of a percent oh yeah it's they're every fucking where there's still places in some of those countries that you go to and you're on a road and they'll tell you don't fucking step off the road because yes. it's just a minefield there's just yep. there's just shit everywhere and we don't know where it's at and if you step on it you're just going to explode yeah a lot and, of farmers yep. will hit them with their equipment as they're plowing boom. their field and shit boom yep game over yeah yeah, and so we're going to do that to Ukraine, which, again, is a very farm, like the soil over there is yeah. so rich for farming that this is where the fighting is taking place. This is where these munitions are going to be. And I, I couldn't find an article that I didn't have to pay money for, mm-hmm. but last week, as early, I even want to say maybe 10 days ago, I started seeing articles that were, the headlines were to the effect of why we should leave it up to Ukraine to deal with unspent munitions. And they're talking about the cluster munitions. They're mm-hmm. talking about why we should leave it up to them to decide if they're okay with these munitions littering the ground over yeah, there. because they live there. We should leave it up to them. It's up to them to decide these things. And now the cluster munitions are okay. Because I saw them before these were okayed by the government. Those, mm-hmm. These articles started to come out. Oh, yeah. I, and I found them, but I had to pay for them. So I couldn't bring one up that we could read. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I did find articles with headlines akin to that that are, you know, it's up to them. It's, if they want to have these things rolling around their country, that's on them, and we shouldn't be doing it, right? I'm another, sorry. I thought they were a war crime. Another aspect of this, before I move on, because I have a little bit more context, um, is we're doing this partially because we don't have other munitions to send. We've agreed to send all of these missiles, and we don't have any more missiles sent, so we have to send cluster munitions. That's what we got. That's all that we have left. Ooh. That's all that we have left point. to send over there is cluster munitions. We've heard the generals and the admirals talking about how low stocks <coughs> are for months now, so well, it certainly all, wouldn't surprise me. All the stuff that we sent them first were things that we don't make anymore. So mm-hmm. all these defense companies who said it's going to take us nine months or a year to begin these operations again, we don't make these missiles anymore. Yeah. We don't make these systems anymore. We are capable, but we don't have the production yeah. set up for it. We've moved past. Bro. Right. We're making better weapons for ourselves now. So we're not only having to make these newer, better weapons for our ourselves to resupply because later on we had to start sending them because mm-hmm. we're running out of the old shit we also have to make more of the old shit to send over there and to rebuild for our and to resupply for ourselves because we depleted our own supplies sounds like we're just making jobs that sounds like we're so <laughs> we have to build new shit and double time old shit for them and us 
<sighs> worth it, huh? Yeah. It's super worth it. Because we know Vladimir Putin's going to march across Europe until he takes over the world, right? So it's super important that we do this. So something else that I have is an article from CBS News. We don't need to pull it up. It's from January 30th, 2023, and it's Biden says U.S. won't be providing F-16s to Ukraine. I have another article. <laughs> the White House probably turned around and we're like, actually, we're entertaining it. <laughs> I have another article from Bloomberg, and this one is from... May 19th of 2023, the headline, Biden opens way to give Ukraine F-16s under allied pressure. Okay, so what, that was January to April, so three-month turnaround time. That was not oh, the that was first quick. time that they mentioned the F-16s, yeah. but that was one of the last times. Three-month turnaround time. We saw, what, it was December or something like that of 2022 to July of 2023 that we're now saying cluster munitions are okay. Yep. Just two days ago, we're setting up 3,000 people. We're calling them up from reserves to send them over to U.S. to U.S. European Command to su to supplement them in their support of Operation Atlantic Freedom, whatever the fuck that Atlantic it is. Atlantic Resolve. Which the goal of that is to support these Russian bordering nations in their fight for independence. Mm -hmm. So tell NATO. me, how long is it going to be until we're not going to be fighting uh, boots on the ground, until those 3,000 dudes are boots on the ground? How long is that turnaround time going to be? Another three months, maybe? Because, what, three months to uh, let's give them 12 months on the other one? So we'll call it an average of fucking seven? Yeah. So what, seven months from now? So we're talking February? Well, things will move at an exponential point at this point because if the dope that you hear these days through – through the propaganda is that this awesome, super sweet spring offensive thing that was going to be awesome and just push everybody back and really allow Ukraine to win the war has not gone so great. Yeah. Which is why we don't hear all the success stories in the media because we would be if shit was popping. Um, Breaking point said something like 120 square miles they've got back. It's not much. No. And that's that's square miles. And, and this is also, all across the front of the country. And we got to remember, too. A good portion of the Wagner group that's doing a bunch of fighting for the Russians are Peaced out. not around anymore. So, like, this does not... They're still not breaking through the front lines. This does not make a good situation on the ground. And so we build up troops. We continue to, you know, bolster fucking supplies and all this stuff. Because NATO's fucking going to war, baby. Joseph's here. Joseph! Seems like the goal may be World War Three. It would be a great way to cover up all of your crimes in Ukraine if that's really, I mean, just saying. I also want to way to do it. correct myself and underline by saying there already are boots on the ground there. I called that the very first time that we discussed this. Yes. And, and we went over and validated that just a few episodes ago when the mm -hmm. U.S. government said they had fucking special forces over there. When mm -hmm. the leaks came out. When the leaks came out yep. over Discord. They're like, and oh, no, no, they're, but, they're, but yes. they're just in a, they're, they're like just supporting, out doing yep. supporting roles. That's all. That's called involvement, buddy. That's that's called boots on the ground. Yeah. That's called if one of those dudes dies, this 3,000-man quick reaction force, because that's really what it is, gets sent in to claim that body, bring it home, reclaim the body, bring it home, and then the real shit starts. That's what that's called. It would be one thing if we were just talking about continued escalatory moves in weaponry and equipment. But when the president, you know, does, what do they call it? I mean, it's a legitimate presidential action. Yeah. This is a presidential action that activated portions of the ready reserve and the individual ready reserve. Oh, that's not, that's not a good deal, man. That only tells me we're going one way with this thing. 
why in the world would we need more troops in Germany? Yeah. Unless we were getting ready for some shit. I don't understand. Like, it, it literally does not make sense. You could, you could send new people over there. We could recruit more people. We just pulled out of fucking Afghanistan. What, what, what is going on here? Where are all the people at this point? Where are all the people? They're just not in Europe, apparently. Like all the all the all the stuff that was going on in the Middle East, if we're not there, quote unquote, anymore, right. where the fuck are they? They all came home. No, they definitely didn't just go to another. Base. They all they, they all, all came all home came and then home. and then all got out of the military at the exact same time, and yep. they're just not they're not ready to be sent on orders and deployed somewhere else. No, no, not even right. It's too quick. None of this is this is just got. The heebie-jeebies all over it, man. This no, is not cool. Not when we know for a fact that the the enlistment numbers are going down, Super down, 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 down. Yeah. Partially because they're telling white folks, you can't fucking join right now. I only need people of color. <laughs> yeah, That's helpful. Did we do the story about the, the British Royal Air Force? And, oh, I don't know, but oh, that one's man, gold. That was fire. They sued the government. Being that saying that like white people cannot apply, white people need not apply anymore. Yeah, and then we run out of pilots, and they were able to sue the government and win and be like, "No, bitch, we're qualified. We, we get to whites. fly, man. We need the <laughs> whites, on. dude. The whites. Fucking British teams Jesus, need the whites, man. Yeah, it's. So I had one big point about this cluster munitions thing Let's before we kind of move on to it. And the timeline was my big thing. That and it's very important thing because this is only going to continue to escalate and it's going to get faster and faster now because i believe just looking at the writing on the wall that ukraine's getting they're running through personnel and they're running through equipment fast and there comes a point where like there's there's going to be a clip that's going to drop off and then it's fucking game over and then the russian army can actually move forward with Russian regulars, and then just, boom, we're in business now. We can march all the way to fucking Kiev. Or, this... down, or down from Belarus, because I'm still not convinced that the Wagner Group isn't going to, now that they're in fucking Belarus, hanging right. out, they're not going to try to move south again. Well, and uh, Yevgeny's back in Russia, reportedly. Yes. <clears throat> so all this shit about... Well, like he did, Yeah, he went there with a bunch of the, the top generals of the Wagner yeah. Group to go meet with Putin and hang out. Yeah, and... so all this shit about this fucking coup, and, you know, he's never coming back... Bullshit. The guy's home last week. Yeah. What What are we talking about? He's it's one of Putin's best friends, bro. This was not gonna end in him getting killed. Okay. He didn't fuck up that bad. No, no, no. Breaking points told me. That's right. Heaven forbid we 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 cross crystal balls fucking line of logic on that one. Well, they're still holding up the same thing. They're still saying their line <clears throat> is not. Well, maybe this wasn't really a coup. Their line is the disorganization in Russia is so bad. That now they're meeting with the people who just tried to hold a coup against their government. That's really what the line was this week. It's so bad over there that they're meeting with the people who just, who just tried to have a coup. That's yeah, that's what's happening. You remember because Putin's a fucking retard, right? Last year when this first started, right in February of last year, both Crystal and Sagar were on fucking point anti-war stuff. It was real solid, and it took them maybe six months before now they're just. They're like, yeah, no, let's just do this and let's let's get into it. Nothing official was said previously. They would have been writing off and nothing said. Why are you spelling it like that, Jacob? 
Joseph? Joseph? That's weird. This is an acknowledgement. That's twice that, in a row. Yeah, this is an, that's, I'm, I'm saying your name wrong because you're spilling fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> this is an acknowledgement that U.S. personnel are present. They get targeted and we're all fucked. Okay, all right. Joseph, you've been around for a long time. I've, I've done been saying this for some time now. I literally will put all the money I have on it. If you go to the... I've, I have tagged it in previous episodes when I've said this. Mm-hmm. The very first time that we discussed this war in Ukraine happening, the invasion from Russia mm-hmm. to, to fucking now, right? Yeah. The very first time that said that we talked about that, I said, I guarantee it. There are American boots on the ground already. Oh. I guarantee it. It was warehouse it. within the last five months that the Discord leaks happened, and it was it was verified. There mm-hmm. are U.S. boots on the ground. I said that day fucking one. Yep. I know too much about the way our military does shit to not immediately assume we were already there. Yeah. We're that everywhere, it, and bro. that's precisely my concern, Joseph. Is that if someone does die, if an American soldier dies. What will we do? Mm-hmm. We'll fucking storm the beaches, just like we did every other goddamn time. That's what we do. We like That's precisely beaches. what we do. Yeah. It's been a while since we did it. Brian, can you guys give me a rundown on the coup? Okay, so a brief... The, so yeah, we they're covered calling it. it a coup. Yeah, we covered it last episode if you want a more detailed breakdown of it. But briefly, yeah. um, the Wagner Group turned from what was a Bakhmut. Yeah, Bakhmut. They turned and they started to march on Moscow. They were saying that they had taken fire from Russian artillery and it killed a bunch of fighters in Wagner Group and so they turned and started to march on Moscow. Yeah. And, they, and in the process, downed a couple Russian helicopters. A couple they, helicopters. The ones that were shooting at them. I think 15 Russian soldiers were killed. Yeah. Only 15. It, I mean, they went several hundred, I think 200 miles or something like mm-hmm. that. And they got Kilometers. Pretty, kilometers, kilometers, yes. It's, it's all they, European over there. Yeah, they got relatively close to Moscow made some form of deal with Putin. The leader of the Wagner Group, Yevgeny Porzingi, whatever the fuck his name is, he Yevgeny the, Poroshenko. There you go. The deal was brokered through Belarus, and so Yevgeny spent a few days in Belarus and is already now back in Russia, making mm-hmm. deals with Putin, doing whatever they're doing. So yes. they the, they claimed corporate media claimed that it was a coup in which the Wagner Group was going to try and take control of the Kremlin and take Moscow and whatever. I guess run things. I don't know. Yeah. So that's what we talked about last week. Is how that narrative doesn't make any sense. And the yeah. corporate media is still holding this thing up that it was a coup, yeah. even though Yevgeny and the Wagner Group are back in Russia already making deals with Putin. They're homies, like, bro. doing whatever they're doing. So yeah. He just yeah. went on leave for a little while, came back, he's hanging out. He's more cool. detailed breakdown and discussion on last episode if you want more yeah. of that. Yeah, um, part three of last episode, yeah. we went hard to, hard yeah. in the paint on that one. Explanation of why we don't think that it was a coup, why that doesn't make any sense, yeah. more stuff like that, more background. So yeah. if you want that, it's there. It was in reality, not a coup, in my opinion. It was, no. it was, this is how Russian oligarchs do this. They do power plays. They do shows of force. And then, then they have discussions and things are worked out and everybody moves on. That's, ex- and that's what we've seen over the last two weeks. That's right. exactly what fucking happened. So new studio is going to not have this stupid fucking L shape over here. Right. And new policy for salt streets. Whenever you fucking nail something, you got to do a victory lap around the table. Yeah. Yeah. So you'd you'd be having to do a victory lap right now because you called the fucking boots on the ground thing <laughs> I'm back then. I'm telling you. So that that's new policy. We're we're implementing this. And immediately. that's based on that that hunch that I had. 
is based almost entirely off of the way that the U.S. military conducted operations in Vietnam prior mm -hmm. to the war there and the way that we conducted operations in the Middle East prior to war there. Um, I mean, those two things are... I did it. We did a whole nother segment on that over an hour comparing the two things, outlining how they're almost exactly identical to each other. Um, Ken's, and Ken, Ken Burns got you real good that time. Yeah. And I think that that same kind of recipe fits for what's happening in Ukraine right now. So mm -hmm. I my my deep concern is not just what will happen when American lives are taken in this fight, but what will happen in 20 years when the Ukrainians still have fucking M16s, M2s, you know, or M4s. And Perfect. they're not happy about the way that we handled shit over here because we fucked it up and let Russia fuck it up and then walked out. Yes. So that being said, this is a perfect time to ask you this question. You hear it every time you play a part of the problem podcast is, and I've isolated it down to the line. Yep. So Dave Smith is going to drop a line in here, and then we're going to discuss. Yeah. Because, yes, I am very concerned about the same issue. If you want to know who... Fuck. <laughs> oh, gotcha. I'm, I'm doing it, dude. Tonight, I'm pulling the fucking trigger. I'm getting YouTube red because oh, I'm tired gotcha. of these fucking ads. So the line is... If you want to know who America's next enemy is, yes. look at who we're funding now. Yes. So in 20 years, are we going to... Shut the fuck up. And I've up, said basically. something very similar um, before and after I knew that Dave Smith had said that. But I've, mm -hmm. I, I, I abide by a very, very similar idea around this. We got a hell of a track record, man. Yeah. Everything from the Mujahideen to the Viet Cong. Yeah. I mean... You don't have to go far, you know? No. It's those two, like those two are my favorites because they're within the same lifetime that people who were alive for Vietnam were still alive when the global yeah. war on terror happened. And the Mujahideen and all of our support of the freedom fighting there happened in between those two. And so if you saw all three of those things, you know, then you're old enough to have heard stories or at least see the documents about the OSS in the fifties mm -hmm. because those the culmination of those four events together are so identical and so closely aligned that it, it for me it's unquestionable that that's how we conduct business that mm -hmm. we found a recipe and an outline that works well for us and it's far enough separated in time that uh, multiple administrations have happened and multiple presidents and you know you like can't kind of lost in the shuffle you can't tie anybody directly together because mm -hmm. too much time has gone by yeah. but the people operating in the background who were 30 when the first thing happened are 50 when the next thing happened and they're just getting ready for retirement yeah. and if they can line their pockets with 10 or 20 million on the way out then it works out pretty goddamn well for them and if they fuck up two or three third world countries on the way out doesn't Fine. really matter no yeah. <clears throat> Now, the interesting thing, I think, is as, as far as this portion of the discussion goes, right, Ukraine is not, it's not Vietnam, right? It's not the same culture. It's not the same. It's not the Mujahideen. Like, these are, when you look at those two specific examples, right, the Middle East and how we got into that, and then Vietnam and how we got into that, Vietnam, communism. That's the that was the whole big fight there, right? The stop the spread of communism, yep. slow it down, all that stuff. The Mujahideen, it was, you know, bringing fucking the Russians. It was, yeah, because the Mujahideen were fighting the Russians. Yes. So that was reason enough for us to step in. The Soviets or the Russians? It was the Soviets. The Soviets. Yeah. So that was still was part still of communism. communism. Russia's not communist. Yeah. 
Like, I, I don't know. I, I question whether or not we would have a, same, a similar issue with Ukraine because, you know, a solid half to three quarters of Ukraine is very westernized. They like the West. They're fans of the West overall. And then the other portion, you know, the ethnic Russians that identify yeah. as Russian, you know, that's that's the area of the, you know, the eastern Donbass and shit like that. Yeah. All the areas where all the fighting's going on right now, this is, you know, because the Civil War's been going since, what, 2014, probably even before that. Yeah. But, you know, I just don't see the ideological difference being so extreme that it would it would necessitate a future conflict of... Like to the point where we'll be fighting Ukrainians again so in the future. Paint, so I'd be curious about that. Let me paint a hypothetical picture for mm -hmm. you because this is kind of like I haven't given extreme thought to the particular group that we'll be fighting. To me, it's whatever group of Russian nationals are going to be large enough to be unhappy with what we've done, right? Okay. So if I had to pick a particular enemy right now, I would say it's probably the Nazis. It's probably the Nazis that are beginning to poke their head up there that are prevalent enough that we can't deny it anymore even corporate media is having to acknowledge that there's yeah. you know hairy ties between these things here yeah. so it's a prickly when, situation when the nazis who exist in ukraine 15 years from now have children or their children mm -hmm. have grown up and they're living in a war-torn nation yeah. and dad's the, lost a leg from the dad's war. lost a leg and he's telling you if the americans would have kept their fucking faces out of this yeah. we might have been speaking russian we might have had russian neighbors but our country wouldn't look like this mm-hmm Right. And when they're saying we don't need to be pro-Russian, we need to be pro-Ukrainian, pro-Donbass, pro-whatever the fuck. Right. Yeah. Whatever region of this that they're in, because I don't know where most of the what do they call the, the Azov battalion? I'm sure a lot of them come from the same area. Probably. You know, yeah. I don't know where it they're from. Sense. But I, I would I, even if they settle post-war in the same area, because that's also very common, you know, mm -hmm. for that groups of dudes that retire at the same time to live in the same area, yep. even if it's that type of shit, you know, we don't need these influences. We don't need the people that brought us into this war. These regimes, these Western-backed regimes in Ukraine and Kiev that are hundreds of miles from here, that all they did was sit back. They took some light bombing so they could look like they were in trouble, right? Volodymyr Zelensky stood there and fucking played carrier the whole time while I sat here and I fought and I tried to grease all these whatevers. Yep, and all, my all the sides. friends died. Yep. And your fucking your your mother, yep. your, your your yeah, your actual mother because your stepmom because I'm Ukrainian, I got married right away again. Yep. But yeah, your mother died in the bombing that was the result of the war started by the goddamn Americans yep. because they decided that they didn't want it, Russia to fuck with us. We, they thought we were their realm of influence. We thought they, Americans thought Ukrainians were their bitch versus Russia thought we just want to take up whatever. If you guys identify as Russians, we want you guys to be part of Russia. I could see the animosity essentially building at that point. And Those, then it just becomes like a uh, like a uh, you know a new area of the world that is it's fucking ISIS dude. joins it's, the fucking hates the West. Yeah, it's yeah. ISIS. It's just it's just it's Soviet ISIS. Because what the fuck that, does you know, Russia have against America? Yeah, what does Russia have? I went to Ru I went to Russia after high school, yeah. not that fucking long ago, and it's and it was dope as fuck. It's not and it as was great. simple. And I was loved because I was an American. It was, like there was no right. hatred or animosity. It was fucking dope. I had the time of my life over there, and now we're supposed to be going to war. Why? Because right. the warring fucking elites who decide the end of global 
politics have decided we need this, we need this, we need control over that. And the whole time, a stupid fucking civilian is just caught up in it, and they're in the fucking meat grinder because right. Biden's got a hard on for the last fucking fit his entire life about taking out the Soviets. Corporate media would have you believe that it's because the Russians want tyranny around the world, that they want to have control of everything, right? Just like when we were fighting the Middle East, they were telling you they hate you because of your freedom. Freedom. They hate you because you're Americans, yeah. because of your ideology. That's the same argument that's being made now, and it's not true. Mm -hmm. The Russians, the Russian government, right, because you're right, it's not the Russian people that hate America. No. Just like people here, it's, we don't... No, very few people around the world hate other countries just because they're other countries. Yes. There are societal differences with neighboring countries. Those things happen all the mm -hmm. time. They have cultural differences that clash, like that type of shit, right? Mm -hmm. Very infrequently do they hate other nations for no fucking reason. There are a lot of people that don't like Americans because they have histories with wars, just like we were just talking we're about, an imperialist, right? We're yes. the imperialist empire of the world. The, we are the fascists, bro. The Russian government has issue with America because we are consistently interfering with their exploits around the world when we don't have any greater claim to the globe than they do. No. That's how they see it. Just because that's the logical way to fucking see mm -hmm. it. We have established a, a world in which we're able able to throw our dick around and justify with westward expansion and manifest destiny all this shit that we're the best and we deserve everything and at the same time we shove other great powers aside like china and russia saying you don't deserve this you can't claim this stay because in your fucking lane boys. we're claiming this yeah and we're doing it for freedom and for everybody not for us it's for everyone and it's but not because we want to enrich also ourselves can't have it though the eventually people get really fucking upset about that for Vladimir, good fucking reason. Vladimir Putin has been involved in the government for long enough to see the how dark the American government, the United States government, can really get. Mm -hmm. He has seen things that he's talked about and also shit that he's only told his friends about because he's been on the front lines when he was in whatever the KGB is called now. And so I, I, I've seen it, right? Yeah. So this, this, all this... Uh, supposedly unjustified hate that we're getting from russia is is nonsense it's a narrative it's totally narrative constructed by the government fed to you by corporate media mm -hmm. to make you feel as though this is an unprovoked war and cover up everything that we have done to help us get to this point yeah. so that when we send american troops over there we can say it's for democracy and for freedom because that's what we've been fighting for yeah. and when those ukrainian kids whose dads are Nazis and fought in this fucking war who lose friends from unspent munitions and their dads tell them those cluster bombs are here because the Americans said they would help us and they couldn't. And that's assuming the war isn't still going on too as they grow up. And that animosity just brews and brews and brews. So that's how I see it in my brain is if I, if I had to pick one group of people mm -hmm. that was going to remember what we're doing now and have enough resentment grow in, uh, grow in them to fight in their own country, mm -hmm. it would be them. It would be the, the dudes that we are supporting, quote-unquote, that are doing the bulk of the productive fighting on the Ukrainian side that are getting fucked up yes. because what we signed them up for. And, like, by not a little bit. And our massive and, number. And they're not going to come out on top of the war. No. That's whatever treasure they were promised by the ukrainian government is not going to come to them it's no. going to come to us we are going to rape that land for everything that we can because yep. we just put in all the money we just spent over there we're going to take everything that we can from there when it's done just like we did everywhere else unless 
The global war on terror, we took the oil while we were there. Oh, yeah. That's why we were okay with walking yes. away. And this is my we point, We made actually. deals before we left. Because this is, this actually goes right into my point, right? We, we backed out of the Middle East because yeah. we don't do guerrilla warfare. We can't do we that can't. very well. Because who fucking can? Not even the Europe, not even the fucking British Empire could. But one more reason we could take back this country if we need to. That's right. Shout out. Militia. Oh, yeah. Because the, the U.S. government has a their U.S. military has a terrible track record with fighting back can't against insurgencies. So can't send a Florida boy to Washington and expect him to fight in the rain. Don't work like in the cold, mm, freezing rain in the forest. Fuck. Don't work that way. That should so, do when it's like 33 and raining. Fuck every little bit when you got to work outside. Yeah. That shit sucks. And you have to do that. Because You're just begging a, for it to turn to snow. And you have to do that because it's a lot harder to take a Washington boy and tell him to go home and kill his neighbor. You have to. Yep. So, the Middle East, we have this long conflict. We can't do it. We end up pulling out, right? Similar to Vietnam. Very similar situations. Go back to your episode like you just said. Ukrainian situation, right? There's, I don't know, I mean, we have the oil resources maybe, but not necessarily, it was like a pipeline situation, Yeah. which is no longer an issue anymore because they built the new Baltic fucking pipeline, conveniently opened it a few months after the Nord Stream exploded, which is super strange. Yeah. I don't, do they have like minerals have, or something? They do got they farmland, have... nuclear energy. Like I just don't get the strategic resource of Ukraine. Other than, like, it's a, the breadbasket of Europe, quote-unquote. Yeah. That's fine, so you can secure it that way. But I, there's no real tangible resource that is to the level of oil that you're going to hang out for 20 years and just bleed this thing dry to get as much as you possibly can. Yeah. I don't, I don't see the interest in Ukraine there because we've already solved the pipeline issue. You're back up and running. Mind you, they had a big scare, so that a lot of them are stepping back from their super green, dumbass energy shit and starting to fire back up their nuclear plants. Good for them. But now they have, from Norway, one of like the massive oil exporter of Europe, is now pumping directly into Germany. So they're good now. They don't need to worry about the oil. I, I just don't... I have a hard time finding... A point at which, like, this really needs to be justified other than the innocuous, you know, like, freedom and democracy thing, which they don't, they don't have freedom and democracy in Ukraine. That's not how, no. that's not how Eastern Europe works at all, right? What's so wrong about the people that live in Belarus? Do they fucking hate Russia? No. No. They're homies with Russia, right? Yeah. They, but they're still Belarus. Right. They still have their own president. They still do their own shit. Are they in the realm of influence of Moscow? Yes. For sure. But do they do they hate that? Is it a huge fucking ordeal? Yeah. I just I just really don't get it, man. I, I, I have a hard time figuring out how you get from point A to point B when it comes to like a strategic resource in this one. I just um, don't see it. <clears throat> Couple oh, of comments. Joseph yeah. says, Do you think Ukraine will make concessions upon request from the next administration to end the war? If not, they may be our enemy way sooner. <sighs> I don't think I'm not convinced that any administration. Oh God, hold on, hold on. Do you think Ukraine will make concessions upon request for the next administration to end the war? If not, then, oh. okay, all right. So yeah, here's, that's the here's big my thing about, here's my thinking. Right, mm -hmm. here's my thinking. I have a difficult time based on his track record 
doubting that if Donald Trump comes into office, he isn't going to demand concessions from from Ukraine. Mm-hmm. I have a conflicting narrative inside of my brain that I have a very difficult time conceiving of any president coming in and surviving that is trying to end a war that is enriching so many people in the mm. government and the military industrial complex. JFK so, um, I, the last thing I want to do is predict anything like that, but that's precisely what I'm talking about is mm. that the last, well, cause they could do like the last president that, like that tried to but... do anything like that. They fucking murdered the, yeah. because he was the one that came in and said, not just, I mean, past the CIA shit mm. saying, I'm also, we're fucking done in Vietnam. We're yeah. done with this. We're not doing this anymore. Mm-hmm. This is insanity. There's no reason to be here. He ordered withdrawals and they added more troops anyway. Mm-hmm. So um, that's the only answer that I can give to you, Joseph. I don't know. I haven't thought about that. It's a very good question. So it depends very much on who it is. Yeah. Um, Vivek Ramswamy has talked about it a little bit because he also has a plan, quote unquote, for yeah. getting out of the war. And, and it's I think essentially the same thing. It's I think it's great. But also you're untested in politics. Where? And I don't know that they won't fucking. People said the same shit about Obama. He came in and did the same fucking thing he said he wouldn't do for eight years yeah. because maybe they said, we'll kill you. Maybe mm-hmm. it came down to that because he tried uh, uh, from the outside. He appeared to try for many, many years to have withdrawals in Afghanistan yeah. and did and then didn't and then did and then didn't. And I don't know if that's because he was a piece of shit from the beginning or if because they bought him over or if eventually he pushed hard enough and they're like, we will literally fucking mm-hmm. kill you if you keep doing this. Yeah, like like you said, again, he was an untested politician. Could have been anything. He was very new. So I don't know why that happened, but it did happen with Obama. He yeah. tried and eventually relented and just surged him anyway. Mm-hmm. So Because the only two candidates right now for the next administration on the Republican side that are talking about like pulling out of Ukraine or Trump and Ramaswamy. Yeah. And they both essentially have a similar plan, which is like, no, we're going to go to the table and say, we're done with this shit. We're cutting you off. Eastern Donbass goes to Russia. They can become an autonomous zone yes. or whatever the fuck. But either way, there's massive concessions involved. Yes. And because you go down this road and you get people committed to the aid. Right? RFK. They'll kill him too. They don't give a shit. Yeah. I mean, it runs, <laughs> in, it runs in the family. Bro. Um, He's actively concerned about it already um but yeah i don't know and i feel the same about him that i do about trump i feel i feel confident that those dudes mean what they're saying that their intent is to come in and end the war i i don't like rfk i think the only one who has an accurate understanding of the power of the federal government in that aspect is rfk Mm -hmm. i think donald trump dipped his toes in but i think he also I think he also, um, he's not stupid. I think he's ignorant of it. Mm-hmm. I think that they knew what they were dealing with when he was in office. And mm-hmm. I don't think the the powers that be that would kill a president ever felt like we're going to have to take this dude out. No. You know? Well, because we've moved past. There's so many other ways that you can make them toxic and just yeah. make them not so, an issue anymore. Um, so I think there's I, that's a very good question, Joseph. Yeah. Warm weather shipping ports. Now um, that's I could see that being a that's I mean that's Russia's issue with yeah. Ukraine, right? Is the warm water shipping ports because yeah, with the rest of Russia, it's cold as fuck, and you have issues, which is why the submarine game is such on fucking point because you can do that and just dip out. 
But the warm water point is, I mean, the warm water port is why they took Crimea. It's why they fucking took Georgia when they did. Are we, I mean, is it possible that we're trying to weaken enemies as a in lieu of strengthening our own country? Because the admin... That's kind and, of what we do. And a lot of the left-leaning people that are in like that deep state are so bought into those social narratives that aren't won't there isn't a way that they benefit the country economically no um, this is just what we do the so in the lieu, soviets are still our enemy right so we have to make sure they're weakened because they cannot ever become another superpower on the world stage this is our role right we do it with the help of our friends here over in nato and in the western countries right and no one else is allowed to get close to where we stand that allows us to still stick on to this the wef type stuff that that many people in government are leaning into yeah, and all the super bad ideas that come out of europe that right. we love so much yeah but also still keep the military industrial complex pumping away at the same time you got to feed the machine Right. That, we can weaken every other aspect, yeah. but still keep the war machine pumping. God, and how unsatisfying, like, an answer that would be if that was actually the case. Because it, it feels very short-sighted. Like, that feels too simple. If it was just simple. the imperialistic nature right. of, of the United States government, that just feels so unsatisfying. Because that's so fucking shallow, man. That, that just like it would be too easy almost like it that seems like it's such precise it's too easy of an answer but at the same time if that was the case would it surprise you probably not that much you'd be like oh yeah that, i guess that's just kind of what they do that's been what they have always done for fucking decades because and decades the sole goal of government as a body is to could just continue to exist is to grow and continue to exist and once you've reached fucking superpower status after the fall of the soviet union you're not gonna you don't want anybody else coming next to you because you're right right they're you, wrong and we need to make sure we maintain our supremacy and you can't continue to enrich the nation as a whole while without allowing mm -hmm. people to prosper because that's yeah. that's what's happened. That's yes. the time that the country grew. People make more money. Mm -hmm. There's upward mobility that does exist here when capitalism and the free market operates the way that it is allowed to, unfettered by the federal government. Yes. But if the goal is to continue to repress that, and also allow the top one percent of whatever, mm -hmm. right, the controlling tier, the controlling class, yep. allow them to continue to prosper while the rest is kept where they are, at a limited advancement mm -hmm. because people still break through they still do their thing but the yeah. vast majority kept where they are and to be honest trickle down economics does have some kind of realistic outcome some people and do so, benefit from that just not on the large scale yeah that they might make a billion right but you might get a pay increase of a couple hundred bucks that year right cool deal bro and that i mean and you know what that's like right Fuck, it's nice right when you get and you're good with that so it certainly could be the case but man, it's this one's a, this is a it's a tough one to square away in my mind. I need to think about that more. There's so much shit it really does not make sense. Yeah, I need to think about that more. God damn it! Unless we have to switch from civil war next year to fucking the Eastern European bullshit. So yeah. gay. Well, I just if I could have three hours with Noah Rothman, yeah, I 
would because that's what he studied, and he's very intelligent on it. So what, what the fuck is this about? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, let's talk about this. You need to make this make sense to me. Yeah. Is it really this? Is it really that? Does this make sense? Is there something going on in Should Ukraine? Should try an email. That yeah, he's over. He's doing big things at National Review. Now. Worst thing you can, you can do is not reply. I'll fucking you know? I'll, I'll hit him. I'll and hit him up in the DMs. Him, yeah, I'll fucking him. shoot him an email at nationalreview.com. Like I literally just want to ask some questions. Mm-hmm. Like I know it's a lot to ask, but if you had any time at all to just like yeah. I, I I'm not trying to annoy you. If anything, I want to see if I can maybe just test where you're at with this, you yeah. know, cause I can't find a reasonable explanation anywhere that mm-hmm. I'm trying to find it. And I just want to understand why this might be happening on a deeper scale. I don't mm-hmm. want democracy. I don't want this no. base Remove political that. stuff. Yeah. Why is there, be- what are we doing here? And I think like it's, it's a hopeful thing, but if you ask an intriguing enough question to somebody <coughs> who is into that shit, he might take the time just because he's like, that's yeah. a good fucking question. Yeah. You know? Because he's that type of person. He probably would. All right. Not tonight. I'll have too many beers by the end of the show. Sean, I've heard of a lot of sex slavery there as well, like indentured servitude, but like on OnlyFans, yep, yeah. tons of that shit. That's yeah, what, what so you come to fucking, Tate uh, for. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Joseph, would it be a problem if the fucking English language make any sense? Oh, his, his autocorrects. Yeah. Um, RFK, haven't heard of a submarine cargo carriers i don't know anything about that um could you examine the u.s only taking imports and export during the, the summer? summer could you imagine the u.s only taking imports and export <laughs> oh okay, hard okay, no okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah i got that, you. that would be a, the, the you're you're talking an entire economic collapse if that's what happens the entire global economy thanks to globalism uh, it's got a lot of perks Got a lot of downsides. Yeah. One of the downsides is if something happens to one of the gears in the machine, everything goes fucking haywire. Look at COVID. Look at the you know the manufacturing capital of the entire world is China. What happens when China does super super duper lockdowns? The rest of the world has massive fucking inflation, massive recession, and then we make a bunch of stupid fucking financial decisions that make it worse off. Yeah. If you were to only do that at this point. Because we're so reliant on globalist trade, you would kneecap the entire fucking world if that was to happen. It would destroy everything. And everything out here would become so expensive, nobody would be able to buy anything. Oh, yeah, it has to be to keep the machine running. That's right, Brian. Yeah, at this particular moment, um, without having given it a ton of critical thought or research, I can't think of... of because even a resource-based thing just seems too fucking simple at this point, you know? Yeah. Um, it's... Like, a grudge match seems like it would be... It would make sense between, like, warring presidents type of things. Yeah, because... But the, the rest of the... The rest of the government to be wholly on board with it at the same time? Right. That's where I have a hard time crossing. Because the global war on terror, right? Everything in the Middle East wasn't just about oil. There was it was a, it was definitely a huge portion of it. Yeah. It was also an attempt to gain a foothold in a region of the world that we did not fucking understand. So the same way that our involvement in Vietnam left a mark there that never went away. It mm-hmm. turned into more and more bases and more and more influence and more and more involvement in South Korea, mm-hmm. right? Or South Vietnam. South Vietnam. Um, 
we tried to do the same thing in Afghanistan and yeah. in Iraq and couldn't fucking do it because that culture is so different than ours Can't, that they yeah. didn't mesh. It's we not an East-West thing, bro. We don't no, know how to handle it. No, and that's part of why when when there were immigrants here, there were still social issues. We didn't yeah. fucking understand it. And mm -hmm. even though when you meet someone from the Middle East, you can, there's obviously no problems. You can be friends with them and everything, interact mm -hmm. just fine. Like it's not uh, an individual issue. It's a cultural problem that when you try and implant tens of thousands of white dudes in a culture like that, they push back hard yes. because anytime people have tried to take them over, that's exactly what they've done. And that's the only way that they've won is by pushing back hard on every level of society mm -hmm. we we didn't the 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 people in control of the government at the time didn't either did not understand that or did not care and thought they could overcome it yeah but i'd go with ignorance on that that one. same guerrilla warfare aspect kicked the fuck out of us yeah and stopped that foothold from ever being there and we had a shit institution administration at the end that decided to walk away yeah. instead of something else anything else anything else yes and so joseph so you see why russia needs crimea except yeah. for the fact that we are a fucking island that cannot do direct trade with the manufacturing capital of the world and russia is its neighbor and best friend to china they, they don't need the the massive port structure to to make their because their economy functions very, very differently than ours anyways. It's not like a purely capitalistic endeavor. It's very right. controlled through the oligarchs. And they're, I mean, let's say their overall like GDP and stuff is nowhere in comparison to us. We don't have a, they don't have a massive tech sector. They don't have this. They're very, very different economic models altogether. So I wouldn't, they definitely need, they definitely needed that port in Crimea to, to expand their economy for sure to really try to to grow their power in the area which again yes like you said why they needed crimea and why they took crimea again although i i, I still don't get that because they have georgia and they have portions of um the mainland outside of crimea but the bridge with the with the pass through, I guess that does make sense because you do need access to the so, Black Sea, and then you get through Istanbul, Turkey, this, and Russia are pretty tight. And this, to me, could also have empirical aspects because if you're talking about their economy is different, their economy is stagnating from pretty mm -hmm. much all aspects of the world. Like yeah. from anybody's view, their economy yeah. is stagnating. It's very prior to commodity the based, and it's a few commodities, and that's so about it. If you're stagnating, you still need more money. Right. Yeah. So it could be, it could be, and I'm not this, I'm not totally the guy to ask, but it could be as simple as an increase in income. You're expanding yeah. that empire to places that you yeah. think maybe should be yours anyway, you know, and that's because that's, there are still people that believe that there. Yeah. And I don't know whether or not Vladimir Putin really believes that or just says that, that he still mm -hmm. believes in that Soviet Union aspect that all these places do belong to the Soviet Union. We all should still be together. Even if he's just saying that because he wants the fucking tax dollars to keep that economy flowing, mm -hmm. it could be as simple as that. It could be. But that's, yeah. it still feels too simple to me, but I don't know enough about that region of the world to, yeah. like I do here, to be able to think of something else, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. You know, so I don't want them to be solely dependent on China. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just saying they have a better opportunity to maintain trade relations with China without having to take an extra warm water port because they have territory there. They have territory on the, the Caspian Sea. Um, you know, they're, they're buddies with Georgia because they fucking 
damn near took over Georgia. Just like, you know, they're Georgia still exists as a nation, but they're kind of like Belarus. Right. So they're kind of like the same deal there. But like it just like I get that. That makes sense. Right. And so if you can hold on because Crimea is not ever going to become anything but Russian anymore. Yeah. It's not going back. They've got that. So it's the Donbass, dude. It's the Donbass. Donbass now. is not going back. And the Donbass ain't going back either. Yeah. No. So it's. Did, to answer your question earlier, Joseph, if someone else, if a new admin does come in that does, that says, we're fucking leaving, they will demand concessions from Ukraine. Oh, and yeah. I, like, I don't really doubt that. I think that's, that's possible. They come in and, like, we're leaving. You can give up this portion of your country or not, but mm-hmm. we're done at this time. This yeah. is what we can offer. And if you do give up this, then we can offer X Do you want the lines to stay where they're at? Or yes. do you want to fuck around and find out? Yeah, if you if you capitulate to this, we can offer you this. And if you don't, then we can give you this and we're fucking out, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, and we could sit here, we could spitball various ideas of from both sides, but either way, I don't see what America has to gain from it. Chat's on fire today because I have good questions. Here Very for good. I'm into it. Yeah. That's just why I like Joseph so much. He's I like, also, bro, I think what you just said was stupid. I so Figure this shit out. What do we got? Let's I, talk more about it. And I appreciate that you guys are here and activated by a discussion that I know I'm not getting from any of the other places I'm consuming content. This discussion of... What, Which is a lot of places. Yes. This discussion of why, why the fuck are we there? Not democracy, not any of this mm-hmm. other shit. Like... Why? For real, why? In 50 years, why they're going to write a book and say why. So yeah. why? Yeah, I could k- kind of see... I'm just going to pull this up because we're like sitting here fucking around with a map and stuff like that. Because when you think about strategic advances and stuff like that, like you could see why... Obviously, Crimea, right? But let's just say you don't want to share the Sea of Azov or Azor. You don't want to share that with Ukraine and have weird-ass fucking warship issues and right. you know joint waters Stand and stuff offs. like that. You know, you could see why they would want the rest of that peninsula coming down. But I don't know. And even that just also seems kind of like, is that it? That's the whole deal? Right. Because, you know, you already got Crimea, bro. You can fuck around with that. That's fine. But I don't know. It just seems. Where's Kiev at? It's up on the river. Yeah. And just, just a little south of a little place called Belarus. Yo, you want to, dude, can we marvel for a second at. Um, modern artillery that Russia can fucking hit Kiev with artillery from wherever <laughs> Fuck, they're at yeah, over dude, here. That's, that's, that's so that's far a away. mob, dude. And you're shooting because even giant if they're bullets. busting in, if, even if they're busting in somewhere, you know, Kharkiv. We heard about a lot of fighting in Kharkiv. Yeah, and you're still able to like shell Kiev, dude. That's fucking. That's a minute, bro. That take you a few hours to drive on that freeway. That's pretty with impressive. no speed limits. And I'm not like, oh, Russia's cool. I mean, modern artillery, just that they have a giant gun. Modern weaponry is dope as fuck. Yeah, that they're shooting it. Yeah, you know, we fuck. I think it's cool. Like we fucking with the ARs and stuff. I'm like, I think this stuff is cool. But yeah. the idea that there's really a giant reading these books. And they're talking about the warships and the guns that are on there and just knowing because of the measurements that we work with, they're talking about like 105 mil, 155 millimeter guns and stuff like that. You're like, that's, that's a fucking, yeah. that's a big hole, dude. That's, that's a, a huge hole. hole. Yeah, that's a, that's You're, wild, bro. Why do you think they make them battleships so fucking right, fat? Because right. the whole goddamn thing would tip over. You'd have so much force on that thing. That's a big gun, dude. That's a huge bullet that you're shooting out of there. Mm-hmm. 
The question is, will they be happy with only one water port, or will they take more if we can't come to an agreement? I, I would imagine they'd take them all up. World War Three will be inevitable eventually. Yeah, yeah. With the way, especially the way we're going, I certainly fear that you're correct, Joseph. Yeah, um, yeah. I can't, I've I made don't... peace with my fear about going into World War Three, and now I'm just like, okay, when's it going to pop off? Yeah, I've, I've, there's no if in my mind anymore. It's just a matter of how much longer do we have to stay on this road before it finally goes down? And, and then what me, does it look like? To me, that terrifies me because World War Three, for me, doesn't just encapsulate involvement but also scale right that's my that's my biggest concern is like if we're talking about world war three the last time we had wars like that we're talking about millions of people that died on Mm -hmm. both occasions and i think we shouldn't be throwing that term around i'm not saying that anybody is but Mm -hmm. it because if that isn't the type of of scale that we're anticipating then we should and i'm not trying to like split hairs or anything but just because of to me what that means you know if it, if we aren't anticipating that type of scale then we should be calling it something else we should be calling it whatever yeah. it's so, something else because i said when you're talking about world war one and world war two multiple millions of people that died and that's a different thing than many countries being involved and like two million people dying in a war and i'm also not Mm -hmm. trying to belittle that because two million is a fuckload of people but but the more countries are involved the numbers go up higher but i mean involvement doesn't 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 necessarily translate to scale because if you talk about involvement (laughs) right now all of the nato countries are involved in the war in ukraine yes but that doesn't translate to the scale that world war three to me speaks to right full mobilization does that make sense yeah well, yeah, when you think about car manufacturers having to, like, turn around and start printing out fucking tanks and the women all going to work those things because all the men are right. over fucking fighting and dying. And it's important to remember that comparatively, the weaponry involved in World War II, we won't even get into World War One, Right. But just in World War II alone, the equivalent of sticks and stones compared to what we have nowadays and so world war ii deaths directly caused by the war estimated between 50 and 56 million right so like that's what i'm talking about is if we're not talking about that type of scale then i think we should be talking and calling it something else because when i think uh, what brian just said just now even if a few players go to war, it would outscale both world wars at this point certainly yeah so i mean even if it let's just say it's because we have our our population is three hundred thirty million. But yeah, that's that that time that fifty to fifty six million was three percent of the global population, which was like three billion. And what we have almost well, over eight now. Yeah, almost nine. Yeah. So India's even, overtaken China, man. right? Even just for wise. it to be on scale, it would have to be triple that. Yeah. You know. Yeah, he says right there. Imagine India, Pakistan, and China went, went at it. Yes, precisely. And that's we've we've I'm, outscaled those numbers real quick. Yes. I'm that's that's all that I'm talking about It's just it's just to to bring 
make sure we're paying attention to the scale that we're talking about when we're talking about world wars right we're probably talking hundreds of millions world wars don't just mean involvements by multiple countries around the globe that means like financial involvement that means boots on the ground involvement by multiple nations Mm -hmm. that multiple fronts that even like i said if we just scale it times three that's 150 million people that we're anticipating will die in that war and i feel like that seems like a very small number considering it's considering the, the global powers. population, but considering the amount of dead that that actually is, that's a lot. And that's just the soldiers. That's not the civilians. That was mm-hmm. 50 to 56 is just directly to the war. Yeah. The total death was 80 million. That's including wow. civilians. So if we triple that number, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's 240 million people that we're talking about dying. And I'm not saying that's not a possibility because if we are talking about World War Three, that's a definite possibility. Oh, yeah. I just want to make sure that we are calibrating our expectations and our rhetoric correctly Mm -hmm. because I think there's a definite possibility of a multiple nation war happening in that area. I don't necessarily, it's possible, I don't necessarily think that it will reach the scale that I would put if we're going to put that label on it. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? I'm not trying to be a dick about it. No, it does make sense. I'm thinking about it a lot reading this book. That's why I'm yeah. talking about it. No, and that, that does make sense because, like I said, it's not necessarily a term you should just throw around. I generally go with that term at this point because of generally conflicting and entangling alliances yeah. that do exist. So it, maybe it, I'm just it, being persnickety so, about it. They've become so reliant on each other yeah. that they would have to. If somebody decides to go to war, because, I mean, you think about the, the beginning of the first two world wars. Yep. A couple a couple warring nations essentially have issues, right? <laughs> then and the then, big dog showed up. And then, <laughs> and then everybody, and the next thing you know, fucking Patton and Rommel are fucking around in Africa. Right. Why the fuck is anybody in 1940s concerned with fucking Africa? It's just because of the nature of the entangling alliances shit, that were going right. on. Same with World War One, and I don't see China. Okay, no, I, I got it, you. It, it would just be if something pops off, it's going to be between NATO and Russia, right? And then China would essentially, you know, the rest of the world's going to start getting involved in some capacity. Pakistan would be into some shit. India would be into some shit. China would be into some shit. Because if China's sending dogs, right, if they're going to send reinforcements, because that's what we're talking about if Mm -hmm. we're talking about World War, is that China's they're they're going to be sending reinforcements to fight in these different areas Mm -hmm. on whatever fronts Russia has opened up, which also means they have to either travel with accepted clearance through multiple nations or fucking march ass through multiple Mm -hmm. places because even if they have to go around people are going to see them someone's going to shoot at them if they're not cool with what's going on and then what they know they're going to do yeah that's just multiple places like you're talking about being in the fucking horn of africa Mm -hmm. where people are getting in entanglements and you're opening up new fronts in nations that really aren't even involved just because that's where the fighting popped off because we anticipate oh they're going to come through you know nepal and then pakistan and fucking afghanistan and if we're sitting in afghanistan waiting pakistan's like hey get the fuck out of here i don't want this shit on the horn of my country because how many countries in the world does u.s does the united states army or military have bases in like 130 out of like 190 nations yeah most of them so and that's we're not the only motherfuckers that do that right so 
Yeah, it's a it's a uh, China yeah. and India are beating the shit out of each other with sticks already. They're getting the fuck yeah, bro. Over there. That's that's a thing that happens all the time. So it's not I, it's uncomfortable to think about, but I think it's important to it's important to think about it now because the path of escalation has only gone one direction. You don't want it to sneak up on you. No, you really can't. And it's, oh my God. The last We're thing in you such a want, state, bro. It's last, not a good. Last thing you, is you want is to see your kids going off and be like, I just didn't fucking see this coming. Yep. You know, I just, I, I can't I didn't imagine even, how whoa. we got here. Right. What do you mean? There's never going to be another war like that. Hundreds of millions of people aren't going to die. That's when insane. You, when you, it's important. This is so, I'm so glad you said this because it's important to look at things with this type of detail because that's the only way that you begin to see connections like we were talking about with Vietnam and Afghanistan so that when things start to happen, when the list begins to get ticked off and you get closer and closer, you see the connecting events. Mm -hmm. You recognize it and you start to push back. You say, yes. I'm not doing this. I'm not sending my kids. We're not fucking fighting this war because I know where this goes. I know how long we'll be there and I know how many people are going to die if we keep doing this. Yep. That's why it's so important to take a look at stuff like this and on that note i think we should end this this uh this segment i think that's great it's i think this was this was excellent yeah you guys were great i fucking love this chat we will be back in just a few minutes for part four for Woo! the grab bag it's fun cool things off a little bit uh <laughs> little bit. yeah thank you guys it's been excellent you have been watching us on youtube.com slash salt of the streets you can find all this at salt of the streets.com including our patreon patreon.com slash salt of the streets where if you sign up at the top tier you too can be an executive producer just you like too. zeke you can also follow us on our own personal social media i am at salt of the street on twitter and at alpaca underscore donovan on instagram and colin is a big bird off on both of those things make sure that you like share and subscribe and we'll be back in just a few minutes for part four thank you very much and we're back thank you very much for joining us everybody this is part four of episode 152 of salt of the streets my Yay. name is donovan i am colin we are thrilled to have everyone here for the grab bag it's an excellent excellent segment that is curated by colin you can find him over at uh, Twitter at Big Birdafi and at Instagram yes. as well, the same name. And I am at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at Alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. And Colin is at Big Birdafi on both those things, like I already said, but I'm just so used to it. Indeed. You can find all of it at saltofthestreets.com, including our Patreon, patreon.com slash salt of the streets. Go there, subscribe, help us make more better content just like this. Make sure that you like, subscribe, and share on YouTube this mm -hmm. video for everybody. We're getting some more patrons over on Patreon. That's Huge right. shout out to all you guys. This... And I would like to recognize yes. that the, the Patreon at this point is, it's not the most Patreon of Patreons. And the more people that get in there, we, we want to make some specific content. We have some plans for some extra content that's going to go in there soonish. But also there's timelines on those things that we're not going to discuss because everything's still in inception stage. But if you are a part of the Patreon, and you want more shit than just our once-a-month newsletters, hit us up. Talk to us about what kind of Patreon you want us to build yes. for you, the viewers, the listeners, the chatters, all those people. So talk to us, communicate, and, and let's go. And if you just want to join the Patreon to help support us financially... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bitch about yeah, that either. But we do have some stuff planned. One thing I'm willing to divulge is that next year, excuse me, I intend on doing a bunch more writing. Um, writing. So I'm going to be. Oh, it's airplane lady time. I time. have. 
two uh, projects that I'm mm -hmm. that I'm working on. One that we're working on uh, that I think we'll be able to kind of renew next year. But, you know, depending on how the baking schedule and everything works out. But the more time I get, the more time I have to devote to our other projects. Yep. Um, and then I have a another a book that I'm willing to. That's all that I'm willing to say. A book that I have kicking around in my brain that I've got to start getting on paper. We have so, a working title for it, but yeah. that's not real. But I like to call it that. So <laughs> I will be putting out pieces of that on the Patreon. Um, either pieces of it or I'll be reading and putting the videos out. But either way, you guys will be getting access to parts of my writing as I'm going through. So you guys can do whatever. Edit it or you know, whatever you want to do with it. But um, just enjoy it. But we'll be writing about that. It is... God damn, that's tasty. A heist Ooh, novel. It's been a minute. That's it. That's all it's I'm saying. It's a heist novel. It's a heist novel. There you go. That's it. There you go. Yeah, so we want to address <laughs> the comments really quick that was in the chat because they're great. And then, yes, it is airplane lady time. So, so Brian excited. said, we just got to be glad that we're geographically isolated, which I think was a good point. And then Joseph Garrett said, we are not geographically isolated. We have a flood of traffic to the southern border for years now. If we were going to be invaded, they were already here. China owns the Panama Canal. We are fucked. Sold down the river years ago. We'll realize it only when it's too late. Our arrogance is our downfall. You are not wrong. We did cover Can't a few episodes that. ago um, the flood of Chinese nationals coming through the border. We have talked many times in the past about the verifiable and verified Chinese spies that are existing in the United States with the express intent of bringing us down on multiple different facets yeah. and we to have the also... point that we have Chinese secret police stations yep. throughout the country. Just That's say, how many also, people are yeah. here. We've also talked about the Chinese secret police stations. Yeah. Uh, so a little, little reported on, but a, a lot of the Chinese national immigration comes from the northern border. It's not good. By the way. It's not good. It's not just the southern. Yeah. we got to start watching both asses now. You guys are great. Chat's great. You Indeed. guys are sick. Chat's on fire. Okay, so let's talk about this one on the airplane, right? Uh, we were just talking about it a little bit in the break. We both watched it, never discussed it. Mm -hmm. uh, Jordan asked me to discuss it. We talked about it a few days ago, and she said, have you seen this woman on the airplane? And I was like, yeah, for sure. She's like, will you please talk about it? Mm -hmm. She told me what she thinks about it. So we'll kind of talk about all of this okay. stuff. We'll so, watch it. I, I'll, I'll have an immediate question for you right after. Okay, because the Stargazer community, I guess, has a lot of things to say about... You know, I just called them that. I, the people in the stars, Jordan's people, the witches. Oh, the stargazers. Yeah, Got the it. witches, the people that are into the. It makes the a lot stuff, of sense, actually. You know? It does make a lot of sense. The stargazers. I just said that, right? I just came up with that. Action. I'm telling you, I'm getting the f off, and there's a reason why I'm getting the f off, and everyone can either believe it or they cannot believe it. I don't give two f but I am telling you right now. Right that now. Mother Bye, Felicia. Okay, so she does sound a little bit drunk. Okay. Like to me. Sure. She also sounds very upset. She so she could just very be very upset. upset. Um, she's obviously very upset. Yes. But she sounds like she might be a little bit drunk. I don't know. She could just, just be super upset, you know, because mm -hmm. um, it's just kind of like a nasally thing. So she could just be very upset. But it's very, very nasally. It's very high pitched. It's very, you know. But the real question here. There's been a lot of this talk on Twitter. Um, is this chick mid? Or is she... Does she look good? No, I think she's attractive for sure. Okay. <laughs> hey, I can, think so. Can you do me a favor? Can you move that uh, liquid death can? I can't see the yes. last quarter of my screen. Sorry, I need it. No, you're fine. Okay, so we saw the video. Okay. And it's, it's spread around forever, right? Yeah. She's very upset. 
somebody on this plane ain't real. That motherfucker back there, and she looks at him directly in the eye. I wish that we could fucking real. see him. Like, I get why you stay on this woman, but how do you not zoom in on whoever the fuck she's talking about so we at least see his face? Some people have. And we have extra footage from okay. the same thing. So we're, gonna, we're just going to move through the timeline here. So here's another angle of all this stuff going on. The reptilian in the hood tells his story, okay. his side of the story. Now, I don't remember which version this is. There might be, because there's, there's too many versions I love here. the internet so much. Yes. And unfortunately, all this stuff's happening on TikTok. Yeah. And so we get it secondhand on Twitter. Yeah. But I'm technically on TikTok.com right now. Interesting. It's a weird deal. So let's watch this one. I'm telling you, I'm getting the f off. And there's a reason why I'm getting the f off in everyone. They neither believe it or they cannot believe it. I don't give two f She's very I'm upset. I'm telling you. It gives me chills now. It makes me feel weird. I would not like to see this on an airplane. No. All right, so the internet has heard the. So this is the dude who originally first came out, and he's got a good story to tell. And it's because this was the video I was going to be like, is this fucking satire or what? Okay. But I didn't see it beforehand that it's 100% meme. He says it on there, but he's like, I'm going to come out as the reptile guy. The story of the woman on the plane with the reptilians. But thanks to her delaying the flight, I just got home, so now it's my opportunity to tell my side of the story as the guy in the hoodie. So we're attempting to fly out of Dallas-Fort Worth, and then basically this woman, she sits next to me, and she's clearly been drinking. I'm minding my own business, and sure enough, she sees my hoodie that has this Freemason logo on it. And on top of that, she's noticed... All the tats. Why did this stop? Internet? What are you doing to me? Come on, TikTok. This story is so riveting. Where are we at? We're at 42 seconds. Let's just refresh. Maybe it'll work. Go 42. Action. I ring, so she started to ask questions. Nothing dramatic, just ask me, do I know what these symbols mean? Why am I wearing it? What's the purpose? Yada, yada, yada. And long story short, I basically just say, hey, I'm a Freemason. I even briefly explained how I educate about Freemasonry here on TikTok. Next thing I know, she basically starts to grill me about low-level Freemason and that it's all Satanism and that it's ruled by reptilians and blah, blah, blah. So I simply put my hood up and I started to ignore her and basically just mind my own business. She starts getting louder and louder and then basically she's like, you know that they worship Lucifer at the top, right? So I, I looked at her dead in her eyes and I said, I am Lucifer. I heard one individual laugh behind me. So I this is when I was like, oh, you're fucking around. Yeah, I gotcha now. I gotcha. So he, he we don't need to finish the rest of it, to be honest, because he ultimately comes out like, bro, I'm not really the, the dude. I was just doing this for a joke. It okay. says it right on the thumbnail. But he's got a very elaborate story, and it sounds like he was really into it. He, he made the point that she was drinking a lot, and so she was definitely drunk. And then I catch this guy, because this is the video that catches the dude in the green hoodie. Okay. And this is the dude, right? But his version of the story is, is even worse than the last one. There's some weird music in this one, and they play like the audio of her freaking out in the background too tiktok you fucking this is why I fuck tiktok because not working the guy in the green hoodie speaks up for the first time wait for it 
So I'm the guy from the plane video. I even put on the same hoodie I was wearing so people would realize I'm telling the truth. What happened was I was actually talking with this woman. Everything was fine. It was a normal conversation. And then she asked me if I could help put her luggage up in the racks. So I was wearing sweatpants and she looked down, she saw my dong. And my dong is 15 inches long. And that's when uh, just like yeah. a See, flip got switched. She was like, this guy is not real. That thing is way too big for a human. That is not real. So he's not real God because he's it. got a big enough dong. There, the long and short of it is, there is no answer to any of this stuff. No one stuff. knows who the dude was. No, I found a gal on Twitter who thinks her friend has a friend who knows this gal. And the reason we haven't heard from her is she's flying out of Dallas-Fort Worth to go down to a cruise. And she's been on cruise for a couple of weeks. And she's just now coming back. And so we might hear back from her at some point. But I think, realistically... I need to know more. We all need to just... We need to come to terms. There is not going to be an outcome here. This Yo, is just Get what the fuck out of here. Yeah. Don't say that. <laughs> this is just it, bro. Don't, don't this say is, that. This is the internet is glorious. And it also hates us at the same time. We are not going to find out who this woman is. We're not going to find out who the dude in the hoodie is. We're not going to find nothing about this. We're, there will be no satisfaction. That makes me... I, I'm not... You're not, like, I'm not used okay to accept that. that. No. no. <laughs> so let's talk about this woman. What do you think yes. about this woman when you see this? So going through it, she's obviously upset, right? Yes. I mean, she's she's obviously upset. She's upset enough that she has to get off of an airplane. Yes. You, the logistics involved in you deciding you don't want to be on this airplane anymore, I'm going to walk off, which they will let you do if you make a big fuss about it. You're just not getting back on that fucking plane. You have to change around whatever travel itinerary you had is fucked at this point. So you have to like book another flight or take another terms of travel or whatever. So she's obviously super upset. My first go-to is was the drunk thing. She doesn't sound like she's slurring her words very much. She doesn't seem to be stumbling around a lot. I think it's quite possible that there were probably some heavy doses of edibles involved because edibles have become a very, very serious okay. staple when it comes to flying because so many people have anxiety about flying and stuff like that. Maybe she just, she took a fucking hero's journey, didn't realize it. And she's just, next thing you know, the dude in the hoodie next to her is a fucking lizard person. Yeah. I don't know, but it, she doesn't seem drunk to me, Yeah, but either she's crazy or she's on some kind of chemical that's doing something. You think so? It's, I mean, it seems probable. But again, yeah. she walked off. She was walking straight and narrow. And she seemed fine. She's coherent enough to, like, really make the point that this dude is not real. And she makes the point that, like, everybody on this flight is going to die for whatever reason. And they didn't. No. They survived by not, all accounts. That would have been something in the news. Planes don't crash all the time anymore. Right. So every, it seems everything was fine, and she just was not having it. This dude, somebody was not real on there. We've I've heard things about like a reptile guy, mm -hmm. um, supposedly somebody that was near him, like looked at him, and he blinked fucking vertical instead of horizontal. So it's mm -hmm. like, oh, lizard person. I, I don't really go into the lizard person stuff, but uh, she's crazy. I'd take Pearl Davis over her. Joseph, what is wrong with you. tiffany g a combination of crazy and substance that's that's what i'm saying man okay 
Uh, that's what I'm saying. It's it's probably a little call me, a little call me. I bet she's super into QAnon. She's probably a fucking Q person. Loves it. Is super down with the reptile, the reptile people running the world. She's probably super into like, um, you know, stuff we talked about earlier, Pizzagate, all that good stuff. Yeah, just goes down the dark path, and then you add a little bit of substance to that. People can do crazy shit. There's no other. There's no other explanation to me other than. She a little crazy, well, and okay. it might be a little that, bit on some, some that stuff. That I don't agree with. Um, she just might be a little crazy. I'm not going to say what it is because I don't know, but I'm definitely... She never said anything <clears> about <throat> reptile people or anything no, like that. No, 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 no. And I'm not saying that guy's any, not real. I'm not saying anything like that, right? So I fully grant that the most likely thing is that she is on inebriated in some fashion. She's definitely under the influence of something, maybe. Misinterpreted something that she saw and it made her extremely uncomfortable and upset. I totally grant that that's the mm-hmm. most likely thing that happened. But okay? not that motherfucker is okay. not real. But I I've seen some weird shit in my life mm-hmm. and so I'm unwilling to close the door on a ton of stuff. There's so much that could happen. So in my mind it went to a conspiracy thing, right? When I first saw this, I only watched it one time. Mm-hmm. So I didn't analyze it. I didn't even now. I'm picking up, like, I think maybe she's a little bit fucked up. And the first time I saw it, I so didn't think be. that at all. So let's, let me watch it one more time. Let's watch it one yeah. more time. Because she seems to be walking fine. She's, yeah, she's not stumbling. No. I'm telling you, I'm getting the f off. And there's a reason why I'm getting the f off. And her nose is red. So maybe she's upset. They yeah. believe it or they cannot believe it. I don't give two f- but I am telling you right now, that mother, that mother. She might be a little fucked up on her something. Real. And you can sit on this plane and you can die with them or not. I'm not going to. No. Okay. I I want to just looking at it again and again. I've seen this so many times. I start to just all goes together. She's got to be under the influence of something. Yeah. And because you add just, I mean, even just a couple drinks, right? You add a little bit of like, you just chilling. I'm at, I found a nice state. I'm chilling. I'm fucking toasted up just enough to like relax and hang out. But then you get upset. Things like her body language is, it's very, you know, she's leaning into a lot of things. Yes. The super shrilliness of her voice. I, I been to a lot of bars where I've seen that kind of thing go down when somebody is, has been drinking and then gets upset. So it like goes up an octave, you know so what I mean? Let's so let's have fun could for be. a second then, okay. right? Because I think we both acknowledge what's the most likely thing that could have happened. Yeah. Right? So when Doran and I are high, we're having fun with it, right? So because it, it makes me uncomfortable. Like watching her because she's so upset. It's um, Her upsetness is real. It makes me very uncomfortable, yeah. right? So like I said, the first time I watched it, I didn't think that she was fucked up. So I just saw how upset she was, and I was yeah. very uncomfortable with it. Like... Because her response is genuine to me. It seems very genuine. It seems mm-hmm. very real. So I was very uncomfortable with it. And Jordan's asking me about it. And she's like, what do you think that it could have been? And I said, okay, it could have been a ton of stuff, right? Yeah. said, I think that she saw something that made her extremely uncomfortable with something that happened, mm-hmm. right? And I said, on a conspiracy tale, said, oh, you know, to act like there isn't a possibility of 
something super crazy that she experienced is that's silly to me that's mm -hmm. ignorant it's like if we're going to acknowledge the possibility of aliens we need to open up our mind to a ton of other stuff that the government is doing that's possible that we're just not in okay. cooperation with right okay. said also what i know about technology and the government i said i also feel very confident that you know the level of ai that we're seeing now in the way they're like building robots and stuff that are human-like. I was like, that's the tip of the iceberg of what they are capable of. That's what they're comfortable showing us. Okay. Because the government and in regards to all of that science, they control all of that. Mm -hmm. All of those things, you're getting government grants to build all of that oh, stuff. Yeah. So if you're on to something that they don't want people to see yet, you don't fucking show anybody. You keep working and you keep working and you keep working. Then they're like, you can show them that. Mm -hmm. That is okay. This we're keeping for us. Yeah. So the second year's prototype, you can show that. So in, I'll say a fear. It's not a thing that I think about all the time, but it's like a phobia thing that I have. I am totally terrified of the potential of a, an AI, a fake human being that a cyborg that is to the level of advancement that we aren't has crossed Ooh. the the uncanny valley, that yeah. we aren't able to disseminate the difference there. Um, because yeah, the shit that we see is still on that. They're still mm -hmm. in the uncanny valley, that we see it. Even the super realistic stuff, like that's not real and it's fucking weird and it makes us uncomfortable. And I think that, I'm getting goosebumps now thinking about it, that it, there's like that. a possibility mm -hmm. that... It's not a good one, right? There's a possibility that I fear that that woman came into contact with something like that and experienced an event that dipped into the uncanny valley and ticked something in her I was like, that I she's like, fuck out of here. That's not real. Something just happened that a human being doesn't do, and I can't tell you that you're not real, mm -hmm. but. I don't like what just happened, that something about that is not normal. And she can't explain it. She has no oh, yeah. way to fucking... Because, Goddamn sense. Because whatever she saw was a blip. You know, yeah. it was a momentary lapse in programming and something that she recognized but couldn't... Yeah, could never explain, mm -hmm. you know, and couldn't replicate to anybody because this thing is operating at this level but just had a momentary fuck up, you know? Okay, so let me throw this at you. Let's bring it. We'll we'll step back out yeah. of the realm because Jordan's got a little bit deeper than I was. So I'll give you hers when you're done. Okay. I can certainly <clears throat> imagine a world. Of course, I prefer Pearl Daddy. <laughs> My God, who, uh, Timmy? Who are you? <laughs> what is this? She doesn't seem inebriated to me. Could be schizophrenia or bipolar. Both could cause hallucinations and yeah. alcohol. Even small amounts makes it worse. Totally. Totally. And that's kind of what my tilt is. If if Miss Lady got a little buzzed up before she got on the plane, yeah, right, and is chilling in the zone, and starts talking, crazy with people this guy. don't always look crazy. Sometimes they're hot. That's a thing. I'm just not yes. for you, for this everybody, is true. for this is very just true. anybody who's like so doesn't look crazy. Some yep. crazy people don't look crazy. Sometimes yeah. they're really fucking hot. Oh, Ambien. Yep. Yes. So, and then what if this guy, like her and this dude, sit down? They're so sitting much. there and they're chopping it up and whatever. And this guy's like, "Oh, this chick's kind of fucked up." I could fuck with him. He starts fucking with her? Yeah. He could... That seems totally possible, too. Trenton would do something like that to somebody. I feel like a lot of people these days yeah. could do that, man. I mean, it's TikTok culture. Yeah. And then fade away in the ether and everything's That's hilarious. possible. But it's certainly possible. 
What does Jordan think? Okay, so Jordan was she's been telling me, and I have not looked into it even fucking one time because that's I love her to death, but that's how much I care about this particular thing. Mm-hmm. So she's telling me that for a while the Earth has been vibrating in a way that it hasn't ever before. I have no, I've, I have every reason to believe her. I have no Bro. fucking... I've not looked up an article to try and find it. A lot of vibration okay. talk in the, so, in, the, in the Stargazer community lately. So Jordan says that <clears throat> as this has been happening, lots of weird stuff has been happening. Mm-hmm. Animals are acting weird, and in people who are tapped in, you know, to the universe... Mm-hmm. Um, because there are like levels of you know connectivity, okay, um, to whatever how close you yeah, are. Yeah, you could be like the... a simple N- NPC, or you could be tapped into precisely. What's going on. Got it. Right. Some people are you know mediums. Jordan believes very deeply, and I don't. I believe her um, that she is a medium. Like she has described many times circumstances in which people who have passed on have reached out to her and had discussion with with her, and she's. I did not know about. This. Should ask her about it. Yeah, she's, she'd be happy to tell you about it. And she's reached out to people because o- almost every time. Time, the person who's reaching out to her will tell her like tell this person this thing mm-hmm. you know or i love this person like a message directed to or specifically for a person and she'll reach out to them on every single occasion that person has been dealing with a particularly difficult situation or has had a particularly difficult day Ooh. and has responded in a very unique manner when she reaches out. You should ask her about it. It's are, very interesting. Are they usually people she knows in her life already yes. in some capacity? Yeah, yeah. People that she, like, uh, Trenton's sister has been one of them. Um, Nikki Baumgartner has been one of them. Um, oh, yeah, okay. so it's it's been people, so not even people that she's, like, Whoa. intimate with, but people that she, she knows. She knows, yeah. 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 That's interesting. You should ask her about it. Yeah, I, I will. It's very, you know, I'm not totally bought into any of that shit, but obviously I listen to any time she says something like that. So I've heard all the stories. They're they're very interesting. And if nothing else, they're very, very interesting. Um, totally worth asking about. So, nice. so people like that, right, mm-hmm. who have the ability to tap into gifts like this, right? She's saying that this vibration of the earth has been opening that for some people. So some of these people in what I'm calling the stargazer community believe that this woman is one of those people. And she's just waking up. And so when, you know, that happened to her over whatever period the earth has been vibrating. And then she had this experience that she was able to identify something in this person that whatever, they're a robot, they're a fucking lizard, they're whatever. Mm -hmm. That's not a human being. Mm. This is not what it is presenting itself to be, whether it is an energy, a demon, a f- whatever, right? She yeah. listed off 90 fucking things. It's not particular. Just, you're not a human being. Yeah, yeah. It's not particular to a religion or a theory or anything. It's that just motherfucker a, is not real. Not real. That <sighs> person is not a human being. That's rough. Yeah, and so, the worst thing is we'll never know. I'm a man of science, right? So, like I said, obviously, like the most likely Does thing... Science? Yeah. <laughs> Most likely thing is that she's fucked up. Most something. likely thing is that she's fucked up mm-hmm. and saw something weird and got really fucking freaked out and convinced herself. I got to get off this fucking plane. Yep. That, that's a big decision, man. Like I said before, that's not something you Most would do lightly. Thing. You'll yes. put up with a lot of shit on a fucking airplane because you got to go yes. where you're going. But I, because of my own weird fears mm-hmm. and then you're open. fucking my wife, you know, <laughs> yeah, I leave the door open for that to be a sober 
and unique experience that scared the shit out of that woman. Yeah. I can... I hope that it's not yep. that, because that will scare the shit out of me if she's like, I didn't drink or take anything that day, and this is what happened, and fuck that guy. That will scare the piss out of me, and I really won't like that. But... Yeah, leave the door open for it. I like it. I what did Kevin say? The Kevin universe or God or whatever you want to call it, there are things that science can't measure and account for. I'm not into that stuff, but I've done DMT, so I can't say that. And that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Is yeah. there shit? There's shit that I know that we, we don't understand. Yep. That we can't. We're human beings, right? To think that we we can't even see the full spectrum of the planet because our eyes only take in a certain levels of light and color. We yeah. can only literally perceive so much with our physical capability. Yeah. So we can only, the things we're seeing are the only things we can account for. Yes. We cannot say that there isn't more shit in this room that we don't have the ability to perceive. There's we, Well, we can tell, we can say there's a fuck ton of stuff going on in this room right. that we can't see because right. we've found other and that just proves your point yes. that there's and just because we found the things we found some things we can't see yes doesn't mean we found everything we and can't it is see. to that level that i leave the door open for people having experiences mm -hmm. that i can't explain you know because yep. i've had experiences i can't explain and i'm not going to tell myself you're dumb that's fucking this I don't know that. I have no fucking idea. I'm also not going to say it was definitely a fucking ghost that was trying to reach out to you and fuck with you. Because I also don't know that. Yeah. I have no... The same The same thing is said for both sides. I cannot prove either one. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to say I don't know and leave the door open for either because no one else can tell me that it's either one of those things either. Yep. So in that lieu of a, of a better explanation, I'm more comfortable just saying I don't know. And it could have been something as simple as this. It also could have been this. Yes. Okay. That just makes me feel better to, like, <laughs> acknowledge both, you know? Mm -hmm. Because if it's the one thing and I don't acknowledge it, and I'll find out one day, I'll feel like a real asshole, you know? Yeah. If 20 years from now, someone's like, we can see ghosts now, we have a fucking a camera yep. that we can see them, and we can verify that all this weird shit that you guys have dealt with all the time, it was the fucking ghosts, it was the spirits. I'd be like, you're a real dick, you know, that for saying that it was the wind or yeah. whatever. Like, you're a real asshole for thinking <laughs> that. All right, so... Well, we don't know. We may never find That's out. That's right. But that was that was there. God, I lady. hope we find out. If we never hear from her, I'm going to be so sad. I'll probably forget. But if someone brings it up ten years from now, I'll be like, oh, and we never found Dude, out. Dude, she could become so fucking famous. Oh yeah. If she comes out as the ape, and we can we can positive, positively identify her as the airplane lady yeah. because we all know what she looks like. People have been fawning over her or calling her mid or whatever since since the video came out so kevin collins says that he saw a video that was like two people separated claiming that she was on a cruise so yes. potentially she was on a cruise and has been you know incommunicado for two weeks yeah and that's why or she just doesn't fuck around with social media or something yeah. which surprisingly enough there are there is a decent amount of people that just don't do that shit man <laughs> so just don't. we'll see okay so this one i gotta show we gotta we gotta geolocate this bitch right because you know this uh i-90 going through snoqualmie pass there's that big ass lake you drive right right by okay so vision that in your mind now we're gonna watch this cool ass video that two c-17 jets coming by Doing mad flying around here Dude, lately. Look, the fucking freeway is right there. 
that oh, would yeah, scare gotta, the piss gonna, out of me. We gotta do that. You're fucking. There's the like. There's all that new shit they've been building up and all that. That would scare the piss out of me. And they're just flying right fucking there, like, dude. Why are they doing that? They're, it's just you know evasive maneuver practice type stuff. I I would assume this is just like training to be flying around in the mountains and. You know, you you got to try to be below radar if you can. Right. You know, you're dropping some shit off at a base in the mountains in this Afghanistan. Is, I, mean, I was just going to say in Afghanistan, that's what a lot of mm-hmm. that shit looked like flying through valleys like that. Yeah. I just Obviously can't imagine. Color. No, that would I scare the piss imagine. out of me. If I'm fucking driving on I-90 going out east or something like that and all of a sudden turn the fucking corner. Holy fuck. Uh, could Massive. be she's embarrassed by her behavior. That's possible, Tiffany. That's totally possible. Very possible. Dude, if she was fucked up, that's very, very possible. Yes. If she was just drunk or something, and then someone showed her that video, and she's like, I literally <laughs> don't even remember that. She could just be... She could have deleted all her social media after that. I mean, like, could've. I don't want anything to do with the internet mm-hmm. now, because I look like a crazy Oops, bitch. And, I became a meme. Yeah, QAnon's Uh-oh. after me and all this stuff. Yep. Because if people believe you, they'd definitely be trying to find you, just so they can be like, what did you oh, see? Yeah. Tell me about this fucking... Yep, they um, want to know. Um, let's go. This is a briefcase I wanted to recommend to you. Whoa. Some James Bond shit, bro. That's Goldeneye. Bro, how dope is that? That little Luger in there? How fucking cool is that, bro? Just a little press button on the top like that. Relatively simple to build. You don't have to have it in that kind of... You could put it in like a legit briefcase if you wanted. Brian, you see that shit? That's pretty cool. thin ass shit. That's all I'm saying for the Ambleman if you guys need some shit. (laughs) Oh, what is this? Do we actually want to do this? Uh, No, we'll skip past that one. This one I thought was really interesting. So for Morning Joe, the lovely Mika Brzezinski has some thoughts on uh, the treatment of our near and dear old old man president. And she wants the media to really, she just wants to be able to put this message out there and tell everybody what's what. Hagan, they also managed to schedule very carefully. Yeah, I think his staff needs to own his age. I'm just going to be honest. I don't think they do a good job uh, helping out the president. And I'm not talking about it like I'm just saying if you are managing a president's schedule and you are managing a president getting on stage and getting off stage and doing getting on planes and getting off planes. And yes, he's 80. You need to be there for him and you need to make a pathway. And you sure as hell better make sure he doesn't fall on a sandbag. And I blame the staff for that. I mean, these are the things that are going to hurt him. These are things that are going to be played on a loop. (laughs) Joe's Joe's just kind of like, God damn it. So Okay, let him do his job. Let him do his speeches. Let him work on policy. Let him do his connections in Congress, unlike any president. That's because (laughs) he's not actually retarded. He's just playing a character on television. And he knows... That she's saying this and he's like, this is not the point that she's trying to make. He's like, this is not the point that she wants to make. Because the point is not... Let's finish it. Okay. (laughs) That we've seen, uh, I I don't know, since Clinton. But my God, make sure, you know, your Secret Service, you're his staff, that you were there and you're telling him what's next. And it's not because... don't, Don't take this as... Oh, he can't even get from one place to another. When you're busy and you're on stage, and we've been on stage, I've done speeches, and I'm so nervous. I'm doing the speech. I'm trying to get it right. And when it's done, I don't know which way to go. And I'm looking for direction. So do a better job. 
because you can't have these video images of the president tripping or the president like going the wrong way. It's not going to work in this presidency because yeah. his age is going to be a factor. His age is going to be a He's factor, like, oh, and God. it's your job to make sure he gets from one place to another. He can handle the presidency. You have to handle his schedule no, and where he goes. Well, so she you can't handle walking on and off a stage. You cannot handle the presidency. Right. I'm sorry, Mika, that you have issues with being on stage. And you can't figure out how to leave when you just go one way or the other. It's not a big deal. You just walk off. You don't daughter around all confused. Like you don't know what to do with your little no. Mr. Burns hands. This is you don't try and shake someone's hand who isn't there multiple times. She <clears throat> she started to get it too, and that's why she started yeah. to cut back. And she's like, and don't take it like this. But you know that that's really the greater point that should yes. be said here. It's not that his staff is not taking care of him. It's that you shouldn't need your staff to make sure you don't trip on a fucking wire or a sandbag or up the goddamn stairs to the plane. That's the point. It's not that the yes. staff isn't taking care of you. You're you're she's not wrong. She isn't wrong that with the situation they're in, you should be looking out for him because the guy is going to fall apart. If mm -hmm. he falls too bad, he, he could fucking die. He could definitely break a hip or some type of bone because he is 90 years old, right? Yes. However, the greater point outside of the current situation is that we should never have been here in the first place. Yes. If there is a man who needs to be taken care of by his staff like that, he shouldn't be the leader of the goddamn free world. Probably should not be. Isn't how we should be doing things. No. Not a good way to handle business. Now, <clears throat> this one's going to fuck you up a little bit. Oh, God. Um, this comes from the, the great and powerful Casey Freeman on Twitter. He's a, he's a great Twitter follow. Highly recommend everybody go check him out. We have an animal abuse problem in the state of Washington. Yep. And some stats came out uh, regarding the animal animal cruelty situations that are happening in Washington, right? <sighs> Unfortunately, this chart indicates that uh, there's various types of abuse, right? Yeah. There's intentional abuse. There's unknown whatever. We don't know those few cases. There's simpler gross neglect. There's organized abuse so like dog, dog fighting, fighting and stuff like shit. that there's also been 10 cases of animal sexual abuse in the state of washington over the last year just gonna let that just what the hang fuck? for a minute so out of what are we doing guys out of 365 reported cases of animal abuse 10 of those were of sexual abuse to an animal this is why we need to legalize prostitution this shouldn't be those guys should be able to that's not you shouldn't oh be doing how that. far we fall you shouldn't be doing society. these things that's so fucked Some up serious here. elderly abuse in washington too that's true very much that is so. true her opinion is for sale for the right price you could have her say sure what she's not a depression you know <laughs> We're going to organize greater Dude. international shit on the depression. I am impressed that you spelled that. This, this is, is what happens Joseph, when there's a godless he, society for yeah. 30 years. People <laughs> want fucking pets now. Yeah, that's not good. And that's, mind you, that's just in our state. So there's that. That's and that horrible. just recently became illegalized. Animal sodomy was legal. Bestiality was legal in Washington State up until not that long ago. Uh, and it happened with, uh, I heard this on Drinking Bro, so I don't know how true it is, but it's, it was like, uh, <laughs> oh, Kevin, <laughs> Mr. Hands is like a, it's like a horse that, 
It's yeah, a dude yeah, that yeah, would yeah, get yeah, fucked yeah, by horses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and he, he died at yes. one point. And Segura, after that, I just heard Segura talk about yeah, this. and after that, um, they made it illegal in the state. And it was not that long ago, man. <laughs> it was so fucked up. Uh, but some nice news to finish that off you know, to get the taste of uh, you know animal jizz out of your face. Larry Nassar, the uh, once prominent gymnast doctor yep. that uh, treated multiple, like we're talking dozens and dozens Olympic of and Olympic, Olympic, uh, yeah, and Michigan um, gymnasts, was stabbed multiple times in prison. Good. Unfortunately, he was still alive. But uh, also good. Let him suffer for a little bit. Someone else. Let stab him get him. shanked again. Yeah. Someone so, else stab him. Yeah. Heal up and we'll do it all again. I saw that story. I was very happy about it. Shout out, shout out to Benny Johnson for sharing that. It was fantastic. Fuck Larry Nasser. Um, and also, I just want to say. Fuck Larry remember, Nasser and fuck anybody who's shitting on Sound of Freedom. Go see Sound of Freedom. Go see Sound of Freedom. I'm going to go see Sound of Freedom. Last week or last episode, we showed the clip of Trump basically telling the generals to fuck off or whatever it was at that, yes. at that thing. It was pretty sweet. There's another guy out there who's really popular. Called someone a fucking idiot. That's what yes. he said. Yeah, he, he, yeah. He's talking about General Milley. Yes. Yeah, he's a fucking idiot. Um, Dana White is also a dude that I have just grown to love because he gives no fucks about what anybody says. Don't he, give a shit. he runs the UFC, and if you don't like it, go fuck off. And if you want to bring any of this bullshit, this is the message he has for you. So I'm pretty sure you can hear the, the reporter ask the question. You know, I know you say, hey, this is the fight business. People say nasty things, right? But the tension between those two and kind of the racial undertones and all those things, how do you... What were the racial undertones? Uh, Drigga says he's the real African fighter, and so, you know, Israel dropped some... Because I'm South Africa. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what was the racial... Who did? Who dropped the, the racial... Is Israel it? was saying over and over, yeah. He's, he's black. 50 in-bombs. Okay, there. he's black. He... Who gives a shit? I was going to say, so you don't oh. have any concern about the way the build-up, the tension between those two? I could care less. This is the fight business. Israel Adesanya can say whatever he wants to say. Who gives a shit? Why, are, are people bitching about that? Some people. Oh, of course yeah. they are. Oh, fucking A. All right, got it. Yeah. Too fucking bad. All right. Yeah. Last thing for me, then I just went. I just love. He's like he's trying to get like some yeah. kind of like racially tinged thing. He's, Dana White's just, dude. Who fucking cares? Right. He's black. Whatever. Because I one, don't care. The one guy is from South Africa and he's mm -hmm. white and he's been on his whole deal about how I'm I'm the, the only fighter who's from Africa. Yeah, I'm the real African. Israel Adesanya, I believe, yeah. is from like was born in Africa but lives mm -hmm. in New Zealand or Australia and like Something grew like up there. Yeah, that's really fucking funny it's um i wish I've been hearing more about that CEOs dude for a while did more shit like that i like, am in love with that he's on television it's, yeah it's pay-per-view obviously because <laughs> of course but, there is but still i mean he's dana white is gonna tell you to go fuck yourself yes. to your face if you're being a fucking idiot man i am super down with that brian says there are animal brothels in wyoming oh i don't even know what to do with that but could we I don't know. Is there an organized fire we could start? To... Yeah, that's no good. I kind of want to go save the animals. That that seems like something I want to do. I wanna, liberate the animals. I want to go liberate the animals. So the next two clips that are... might be the name of the episode too. <laughs> liberate the animals. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I already forgot the first title. Um, there, you know, we've seen a lot of uh, 
eco Nazis, I call them the the hardcore climate activists that go out there and they throw cans of beans on the Mona Lisa and they I glue themselves to walls. We've, yeah. we've entered a new level where they're taking cement and epoxy and sticking themselves to the asphalt. And this is the kind of treatment you get. He's German. He said Scheiße. Bro, what do you expect, buddy? There's no amount of anything no. that's going to solve that problem for you, dude. And I don't care about... No. No. And th if these you're... gals got off light. Same shit over in Berlin. Probably in the same group because they're all doing the same shit. But this is what happens. Now, this is your problem now. You have a fucking chunk of asphalt and concrete and epoxy putting your hands in there. And you know what's probably going to happen? You're probably going to lose your fucking hand. I don't understand how anybody... <clears throat> it's because there are children. And then it's the... Which the previous video counteracts my argument because they were grown-ass men. But I don't... The only thing I can understand is... Begin to understand is when children do it because they don't see... They literally aren't able to fully comprehend the long-term effects of what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Like, their brains aren't capable of it. So if you're 21, you're 19, you're literally incapable. That doesn't excuse your behavior because you're still being a fucking idiot and a, a total asshole. These people I don't understand because you you have to understand the permanence of concrete. You have to. You can't not because buildings that you exist in are built of it. Yeah. And they've been here for decades. Yep. You have to understand how permanent that is. Not to mention so, the creation of concrete <clears throat> is a real problematic thing for the environmentalists. Yeah, so I don't feel bad for people doing this. Not even um, a little bit. No, if you're I'm super down with it. stuck to a thing and you receive some bodily harm trying mm. to remove yourself from it, you probably shouldn't Tough have done shit, that. Bud. Yeah. <laughs> I let yeah. someone spray me with mace one time. You know whose fault that was? Mine. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I don't I feel bad too. for you. <clears throat> we talked about that last night, actually. Mm. I'm getting fucking pepper sprayed for some, because I asked to do it. Yeah. And I got squirt gun right in the face. This is really interesting. I like this one because it's actually from Thomas Massey, his legitimate account. His, you know, he's the representative from Kentucky. Based as fuck. He's a good dude. Great check and all. Um, this is... Kamala Harris doing what she does best. Mm. And we always need a new Kamala Harris clip. I like because when Biden though. goes down, oh, she's got power suits for days, Yeah, I like bro. her suits. Nice color. Yeah. When we invest in clean energy oh, and God. electric vehicles and reduce population, Whoa. more of our children can breathe clean air and drink clean water. And uh, Kamala Harris. She said, she said and reduce population. population. I would hope that she meant pollution, but it's hard to substitute pollution with population, how if does that's what you're saying. How does the government reduce population? Oh, there's lots of conspiracy roads to go down, and all of them are conspiracy roads. But a lot of the green energy stuff generally requires less people to be around. And this was, was this a Freudian slip of the tongue, or was she just being Kamala Harris? I place my chips on she's just Kamala Harris and has little or no control over what she actually says. Yeah. And shit just kind of comes she's out. She's really scary. Yes, she is. You mean the woman that kept people in jail to 
be used as fucking slave labor to fight forest fires yeah. or to like withhold DNA evidence that would exonerate people from murder charges. I think I would be scared if I met her. She's not real. That's, <laughs> that that's not is real. Not real. <laughs> that's the kind of shit that scares me, bro. That's the kind <laughs> of shit that really scares real. me. Oh, this one. Oh, God. I, I like this one a lot because it's it just illustrates how big of a piece of shit John Kerry is. So shout out to Rob Bernstein. I really, you know, there was a time when I really tried for him, but. Really? Yeah. Well, you were young and ignorant. It's fine. I had a. Yeah, it was it was youth for sure. And so the biggest the biggest thing on John Kerry's he's he's always the climate dude. He's the climate dude. He's gonna save the planet. Yeah, he took over Al Gore's position once Al Gore kind of right. fell out of things. But he takes a private jet everywhere he goes. All these fucking climate people do, right? And so it's weird. Some committee. Don't you fly in, on a commercial plane? Could do that. You just sail across the ocean like Greta Thunberg did. Greta Thun, dude. Greta Thun, but I got How too many meetings, you? bro. I got too many meetings. How dare you? There, there it is. <laughs> One of the few surviving left. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Secretary, uh, in, in exchange with Mr. Mills, you uh, just testified under oath that you never owned a private jet. Uh, Mr. Chairman, I'd like to enter into the record an uh, article here from February 15th of 2023 that the John Kerry family private jet was sold shortly after accusations of climate hypocrisy. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Secretary, do you stand by that testimony not that you've never I, owned or? Bro, not aged very well. No. John Kerry's gone downhill real quick. Looking rough. People looking like this should not it be is, serving the government. Can't be doing it. I personally. Your family? I by your family. personally, yes. My wife owned a plane and sold the you plane. You flew on That's that been, plane? Uh, not in a number of years, and, but I have flown on it, sure. And this article is not then inaccurate. We haven't flown in since she sold it. Once my we started wife, to get all the heat, bro. My wife owned a plane. Dude. Jordan's going to start a business. Do you know that they needed all of my personal information uh -huh. for her to start a business? Because you guys are married. Isn't that interesting? So mm. if something happens and she isn't able to do it, I wonder if I'm going to be able to say, no, no, she owned a business. That's hard, All bro. of my assets and money are separate, but I, I don't think that's going to play very well. Uh-huh. Nothing's going to happen. She's going to kick ass and make it a little money. I'm gonna oh, yeah, it's going to be great. That your family owned a plane. You flew on a plane. There, my wife owned a plane. Here's the issue. He was yeah. not prepared for this. This isn't some kind of partisan gotcha. When we are asking Americans to make serious sacrifices as we transition for the common good, and your family and or yourself are flying around on private jets, that smacks of hypocrisy. It actually hurts your cause, Mr. Secretary. But I'll, I'll move on. I but, but just want to know sir, from a record sir, standpoint. Afford me the, the right, at least, to set the record straight here. I do not fly on a private jet. Uh, I, do, I do not fly. I fly commercially. Okay. I've all of my private jets since you've taken this position. Just, just let, me, let me just finish. I have flown five times in the last two and a half years on Mill Air, which you also fly on, sure. and or some of you who travel fly on, five times. Otherwise, all of my trips are commercial Have airlines. you flown on a private jet in a personal or official capacity since you've taken this position? Possibly once. <laughs> that means I, there's I more. I think, I just don't, I'm, I'm trying to think. I, I think you need to take the broader point of how this appears to the American people no, as we're asking them to take that. that. Let me tell you why. Mr. I, you, you we're know, not asking you know Americans, we're not asking Americans not to fly. 
you know, you're, you're trying to create an unequal thing. We're not no, saying we're don't you fly. To lead by example, Mr. Secretary. That's what we're at. You, which is why I fly commercially. By example, which is why I fly. In that vein, does your office uh, or the State Department keep a record of your official travel and scheduled meetings? Of course. Uh, does that include the individuals you're scheduled to meet with? Uh, can you provide the? Can you provide those records to Congress? Will you provide those records to Congress? Of who? Yeah, we get the point. So John Kerry, proven climate hypocrite now, mm -hmm. 100%. We got him. He's confused. He's dazed. You could probably call this elder abuse at this point, but the motherfucker deserves it because literally he flew around on private jets the entire time and still until the heat, till the smoke got so thick he couldn't. Not he he had to force his wife to sell their fucking private plane. That's awesome. And then start flying fucking. That's what I mil, thought. Mill flights. That's what I thought the deal was. <clears throat> Bro, you can't be doing that, man. You're the fucking climate czar. Because the line used to be, when he was, yeah, he had to be doing it because the line used uh -huh. to be, well, he he got places he needs to go. Yeah. So he's got to get there, and he can't always rely on commercial airlines. He can't. To, yeah. I gotta, oh, go, yeah, I gotta yeah, go to yeah. the meetings, bro. Well, all right, he gotta be lying. Yeah. All he's right. lying. He's lying his fucking I ass remember. off. Hey, that's the nanny. That is the nanny. Um, uh oh. <laughs> this is not a video. This is just a. This is a, oh. an opening story here. Oh. The Writers Guild has been on strike now in Hollywood for a couple weeks. A couple, yeah. couple few weeks, and it is not going nowhere. Um, the studios are playing hardball, and the writers are pissed off, and they're not. It's not. There's zero movement in their issues. It's gotten so bad now that the Screen Actors Guild has officially signed on to protest yes. as well. So now, <gasps> there's no writing, there's no unionized acting, no acting allowed. Oh, no. So first it was COVID. Can't make no movies, can't make no shows. Now, we're in the fucking writer's actor strike. Can't make no movies, can't make no shows, unless, of course, you're a studio like Daily Wire, or Angel Studios, the one that... Yeah, that's ah, right. Ah, you fools. If, and if you're an actor that was smart enough to get out of the union, you can work, and you can make content, and you can do all the things. If you're associated at all whatsoever with Hollywood, you're fucked right now. You idiots. And These guys are going to clean up. They're going to make movies and well, shows and just make a ton of cash while this is going on. fucking over. I'm t this is the... This is how you. This is how you kill the like the pedophile ring in fucking Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. This is the way you do it, bro. You hit them where it hurts. These people aren't making any fucking. They they're too stuck up their own ass, stuck in their fucking union, and they're not willing to. Nobody can work right now. That's the way it goes. You cannot make a movie in Hollywood right now. This is a bad call. I'm worried about Tom Segura's other project that he keeps talking about, that he just sold. Because yeah. I want to see this thing. Because he did something, and he's not willing to talk about what it is. But I'm also worried about two fat astronauts. Can I say something off topic? Because I'm thinking yes. about it. You see this guy's Audi belly button? I, I yes, I do. That's not good. It's not good at all, bud. <laughs> you should that do something is, about that. That dude has made some rough life choices. In his, yeah, in if his, you're yeah. working in Hollywood, just get it get I mean, snipped off, dude. You know? Just he's he's probably low man on the totem pole. Get it scooped, bro. <laughs> uh, so are you... 
you don't have time. I don't give a to shit watch about TV these and movies dude. and I'm stuff. I'm watching so One like, Piece, dog. There you go. Watching One Piece. <laughs> as long as the Jeffs don't give out, that's all I care about. Yeah, so I'm still pumping away, man. And how are you feeling about uh, don't 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 look it up do yet? Just I just heard about this. Oh, fuck. How am I feeling about One Piece? How are you feeling about this entering re-entering? Because you. You fucked around with some shit when you were younger, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. When I was in school, I watched... So, like, four years ago? Mm, yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when I was in, like, elementary school and junior high, okay. I watched Naruto, like, when it first came on here, uh-huh. and Bleach when it first came on here, and Yu Yu Hakusho. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, got, I got the box sets, bro. I got all yeah. the DVDs. And... If you want to rewatch some Yu Yu Hakusho, I got it. Um, Samurai Jack. I don't know if that counts. That might be an American th- one. Yeah, but um, I think it still counts, though. Yeah, in the realm. That was like a whole cultural thing. Death Note. Death um, Note's great. Yep. When that was like a little yeah. limited series or whatever. Ooh. I don't know if it still is, but that's yeah. It's oh yeah, it's done. So that they made a really bad live action movie. Yeah, I watched that. That was dog shit. It was terrible. Um, think that's all the animes that i can remember. dragon ball z tons oh, yeah. of tons of dragon ball z dragon ball yeah. was legit tons of dragon ball z Still good. that was of all of them that was the one i watched the most of was dragon nice. ball z yes because nice. i watched dragon ball dragon ball z and gt all three of those ones you should uh, watch because the canon the way it goes anymore i feel like i'm gonna sneeze sorry the canon dragon ball gt is no longer canon oh because they sold, there's some studio stuff, and okay. they they came out with Dragon Ball Super. Yes, which it starts right after Dragon Ball Z does. Okay, so just fuck GT, throw it in the garbage, and it you can watch it on Hulu and Netflix, and I don't know if it's still on Netflix, but it was for a while. Amazon Prime, I know, has it. Like it, yeah. it's a gang, and you can there's like six or eight seasons. Okay, and you can so watch it, just it all. Replaces just, GT. Okay. Yeah, they just replaced it and kept Z going, and it's. Recommend it mostly for the nostalgia sake, yeah. The nostalgia sake, but I because we watched it when it came out, and it was luckily when we first discovered it, like all the seasons were out. So we just we bought a season on Amazon, we'd fucking binge it, buy the next season on Amazon, binge that shit. So I got them all on my Amazon, they're real good, and now it's also on Hulu and shit. But I'm sure I'll need to take a break from One Piece eventually. But you're gonna have yeah, to. I'm like 160 episodes yeah. into it, something like that. I've got a Still really it. my latest new favorite anime is called uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, um, and it's on fucking it's on HBO Max. It's on a bunch of different shit, and it's fucking so goddamn good. The music's great. The animation's beautiful. It's beautiful. That and uh, Shaman King or not? No, uh, Demon Slayer. Very, yeah, very popular. I've now. heard a lot of good things about that. Really good. Michael said a lot of good stuff about Hunter X Hunter. Yeah, um, he I said, haven't watched that, but I hear it's good. He said that one's done by the same artist as Yu Yu Hakusho. Oh, nice. Yeah. So with a little spirit gun in his finger. Yeah, and he said pew, that pew. he said that Bleach came out with a couple more seasons too. Like, just yeah, a there's a whole ago. new series that started. Yeah, so yeah. I, I imagine I'll dip back into that because I remember liking Bleach a lot. Bleach um, was fucking great, dude. Yeah, I like I like the epic battles. You know, I'm not into like a ton of backstory and drama. Like, mm-hmm. I like action. So fight, baby. Yeah, so I liked Bleach because there's a ton of that. And then there's yeah. you I like, like Jujutsu Kaisen. Then it just jumps right into it. Yeah. I watched some Gundam too, like early Gundam when I was a kid. Not a ton, you know. I don't none of the canon or anything. I just remember yeah. um, that. I, and there was another one where the dudes uh turned into uh, like like 
samurais maybe or knights oh uh, yes you know what i'm talking about yes that one i fucked with a lot so that, yeah it's like something zodiac yeah yeah yeah, so, yeah. funny story about that <coughs> that was back when like the, I had those action figures the the japanese to american pipeline w- had just kind of started and it right. was it was garbage our version of that show is wholly and completely different than the actual anime. Really? I've never seen it before. I think Carolina has. But it's um, way different. Because they got like the OG shit down in South America, and then there was, you know, they had their own Spanish dubs and all yeah. this good stuff. And so they actually kept like the main story, the whole thing, but the Americanized version, completely different storyline. They fucked it up. Yeah. One way, like all the ways you could possibly do it. And I told you I noticed that, like when I'm able to yeah. just read the subs on One Piece, the mm-hmm. story is different. It's not yeah. totally different, but, but it's, it's better. better. The context is better. Yeah. It's deeper. Excuse me. The jokes are better. Like every, it's all better. And mm-hmm. it's, it's the speech just has, has better context to it. Mm-hmm. That in American, sometimes they're just throwing a word in there because yeah. it's like a swear word, but really they're doing. It's like. It's just better. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. So and I you wish... also have to kind of match like the movements of the mouth a little bit, which means then you also have to change the script. Yeah. To kind of match the best of both worlds, kind of thing. It's a whole deal. But the songs are funny. The beginning themes, like oh, the yeah. differences in the words on those, are really funny if yeah. you read the subtitles. It's one so of, ridiculous. One of the early themes for One Piece has a line about riding somebody else's biorhythm. It's crazy. The yeah, I mean, the shit that they're riding in Japan is insane. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, dude. Well, and and that's the other thing to think about too. When you when you're taking in cultural entertainment like that, yeah, you have to take into account like the vast differences in culture and language, right. because the way they speak to each other is different than the way we speak to each other. The way the words they use are different, the mannerisms, the phrases, all that stuff has very different meaning. And then to try to translate it three ways from Wednesday to a Western audience. Shit's going to be different. Jordan a lot gave of ways. a really good example of <clears throat> one of the lady characters, Nami, was in the arc. Because she's, she's quite a bit behind oh, yeah. she Demon been... Slayer is legit, <clears throat> Tiffany. I haven't watched it yet, but that's, that's oh. on the list. Because I know Trenton likes that one, too. So fucking um, good. And so Nami was upset with Luffy. And she's on top of him. She's beating the shit out of him. And, As one does. And then, like, immediately afterwards, asked him for help. And Luffy's big thing is just friendship. Like, it's mm-hmm. just, that's his whole, you know? And so he's like, of course, immediately. And so she's telling me about it. And she's like, and it was so beautiful because it's just the epitome of, like, the masculine holding space for the feminine and then stepping up, you know, when it needs support. Mm-hmm. And it's like, the first Nailed thing I it. was like, the Japs have it figured out. Like, they that <laughs> dynamic, they, they know better than we do on a societal level that they're more tolerant of the differences and willing to accept them and then step up when it's required when in america will take that behavior personally way quicker than they will in japan oh yeah because like this is this is how it is and it's the roles are much more well defined here if we saw that and the japanese male response we would be like, oh well, that's it's uh, it's misogynistic. Misogynistic. That's what, exactly the when, patriarchy when at in work. Japan. They're like, this is how women are. They're emotional. You you know you allow it to be, and then you you move on. Like this is what it is. But here, because that's the way that we identify, it's mm-hmm. very personal. And so they're they're taking it. The the feminine response is more personal. Our response is more personal because it's can be more pointed attacks at who we are and stuff like that, as opposed to the generalized situation. Mm-hmm. So it's it that dynamic 
isn't structured here and so the response McClintock. is <laughs> so the response is not the same um and it yes. can, can't be written the same when it's translated you no. know it has to be yeah so do you know the movie McClintock? I do not. There's also one John piece of movies movie. on Netflix. I've yep. seen that, Tiffany. I've heard that they don't necessarily need to watch them. Like, they're they're not mandatory for the story. I will obviously end up watching it because I have that kind of time. But Yeah, so McClintock, thank you very much, Joseph. It is a fantastic John Wayne movie. Um, it is... It illustrates this. I mean, just look at the, just look at the fucking. He's spanking her. He's spanking her, and for reasons, because she's super bougie and she moved back east to be in Boston and be all this. Then it's uh, Catherine Hepburn, I believe. Or, okay. No, uh, Maureen O'Hara. Sorry. That's um, And then she comes back with with their daughter and to like go back to the west, and he's all you know, he's all cowboyed up. Yeah. And they got to get dirty and stuff again. It's a really lighthearted, really funny movie. About kind of like those two worlds colliding, a bunch of other side stories involved. Fantastic fucking movie. He's, Shout out Joseph for calling it out. That was some good shit. And he's spanking her just because she needs a little correcting. She definitely needs some correcting in that one. A hundred percent. You just shot that dude right in the belly, huh? Oh, bro, it's the, the movie's great. It's yeah. fantastic. You, That's a cr interesting gun the, case that he has where they're sticking straight into the wall. That's like they they're not sitting sideways. They're straight into just the wall. Straight in, bro. That's pretty interesting. It's nice and easy to pull out and ready to go. I saw a bunch of some pieces yesterday at uh, at the soccer party. Yes, I bet you did. Josh brought me inside. I'm, I've, me I've never seen them. So yeah, you, you you should feel privileged. Look at that. Yeah, yeah you guys like uh, start talking about guns there for a minute. I didn't was you? like, I'll bring next to my car. I'll bring my carrier and stuff like that. They have some good looking stuff. I know it's always sketchy to talk about because people get very uh, defensive about their personal choices. Mm -hmm. It felt like I did not remove them because I we were trying to leave felt like they both have steel plates in their carriers it's oh, a problem we gotta go ceramic yeah, you gotta fix that we gotta go ceramics you're gonna die if you're doing that that's a bad way to go yeah, bad way to die yeah, that's that would be not fun yeah because they don't have like medical kits on their shit which is whatever you know yeah, we'll but get them trained up but if you're gonna be running in a kit that could uh potentially puncture your arteries you should have a way to upgrading. stop that. Yeah, yeah exactly. have a way to stop the bleeding at the very least. You know, that's yeah. a good way to go. <laughs> oh man! So we'll all do, yeah. Next time I bring my carrier out, I'll, I'll bust the plates out too. Okay. I'll be like, look at this. There you go. So one last anime point, real yes. quick. When you do want to take a break, yep. Uh, if you're interested in some giant robot stuff, I'm intimate with the world of Gundam. Deal. Because it's a big world, right? And the nice thing I think you would like about it is it's heavy like space opera geopolitics yeah there's a shit ton of that big lots some of them have like royal family type stuff or warring nation type stuff and it's a lot of like politics going on that yeah. like is decided through battle right and it's very most of it's like one-on-one -on -one type of dual stuff too which is real cool it's like you have armies navies whatever out in space doing all and all the like all the basic bitches are dying but then like the badasses roll in and they really decide what happens in the world. Yeah. And then fucking political power shifts and massive good shit. I think you'd be super into. So that's part of the we'll aspect I'm really liking about one piece is there's big government aspects. Like there's, it's yeah. almost like a world government. And so there's a big ass Marine force. That's, They're a bunch of bitches. Um, sailing all 
I'm only spoilers. Only season two, episode fifty six. Oh, there we go. One piece. There you go. Um, <laughs> right, well, I there's won't so much, much more left. Yeah. Um, but there's like there's a marine force just all around the world. Mm-hmm. You know, the pirates are constantly having to like deal with. But yeah. the marines also hoist up a group of seven pirates that are called the seven warlords and so the warlords are sponsored by the government to take out other pirates just to like that make their jobs easier so the middle east yeah and the proxy wars also a ton of different nations all around the world with different governments kingdoms stuff like that and yeah. so they're all incorporated differently and so i just came up on an arc where the island they were on there's like really repressive taxation like when they landed their boat they were was, you know, requested to pay a tax, so they were like, "Fuck you guys, we're not paying that." They were like, "We, why do we need to pay a tax if we're going to go into town and spend our money?" And they're yeah. like, "Because this is the law here." Oh and, yeah. And then Luffy's in a restaurant and he's eating a huge plate of spaghetti, and there's a tax collector that comes in and he's like, "That looks like a heaping plate of spaghetti that you're eating." And Luffy's like, "Yeah, I had two And <laughs> the, the guy says, "So well, then you must know that you have to pay the heaping plate tax." If you're oh. Like that, and Luffy's like. Fuck you. That's so a Robin Hood level yeah, yeah. taxation. So the whole town is like that, you know, and so they run into a lot of that type of shit. And um, I guess there's some slavery and stuff that gets involved. Someone just offered to buy one of the people of Lofi's crew, and like a woman, and she's like, mm. fuck you. Like, what do you mean fucking buy me? Yeah. So there's some good, some good shit like that that's getting involved yeah. that I'm really, yeah. And that's actually why I kind of fell in love with anime originally was a lot of those real big plot lines. I'm like, oh, I'm here for it. That's, yes. That's what's up. It's not just fucking Speed Racer and yes. shit. All right, so you already know about this. I just yesterday, I heard about the radio, so I have not seen him before. Yeah. It's the movie to use if you want to get someone into Westerns. That's McLennan, for sure. I would 100% agree with that. Fucking shout out to the chat today. So this just, I think, illustrates your initial point um, that you made so long ago that, like, Bremerton are where the people are at. Yeah. This is where the people <laughs> are at. where the people are. The six-year-old Bremerton boy he's in the national mullet competition and i mean just look at that thing the only thing he's missing is we got to change up those sunglasses yeah and we got to go the full-on what do they call those like the the ray-bans no the ones that the teams oh, wear or whatever that fucking yes. not, the, not the teams but the cool guys yeah i got you where the the singular fucking what are they called uh i know what you're talking oh, about but it I drives me nuts but anyways i thought that was super cool I shout fucking, out to bremerton i hate a mullet i think it's such a gross look <laughs> I know he's got great hair. It's he's beautiful hair, hair, but I hate a mullet so much. Yeah. His dad is a firefighter. Um, yeah, yeah, and I guess <laughs> all the dudes in the firehouse just you know love the shit out of that mullet. He's given me grown it for like mm. three years. The pit <clears throat> vipers, the pit, pit vipers. vipers. There, there you go. Is. Thank you, Brian. Of course, Brian knows. <laughs> yes, I thought he's got I, a couple pairs. God damn it, I love you, Brian. <laughs> Brian, shoot uh, next weekend. I cannot fucking wait, bro. I am going to sadly not be there. Because I will be recovering for my birthday and then gearing up for a bachelor party the same yeah. fucking night. Yeah, I'm, I'm, going out, I'm going out the <sighs> night before, and I'm going to have to leave a little bit early yeah. so I can get it's some right. fucking sleep. It closes at 8. You'll be fine. Yeah. Oh, we'll be out there after close. Yeah. Don't worry about I that. I may or may not be around till 2, 2.30, yeah. but we'll see what happens. I think we'll probably be there till 11 or so. <laughs> and I've got lots of contingency plans for me to get home safe. I'm very excited about it, especially because I can drink whatever fucking beer I want at that point. Yeah. It'll be super sweet. Shout out to Billy McCusker. Okay, Maddie's for brother. This fucking, yeah, for Maddie, who I'm going to go see in August. I'm super jazzed about it. Yeah, we got to talk about that. Uh, Maddie McCusker. Did you buy one ticket or two tickets? I got two tickets. Are you taking somebody with you already? Not yet. 
Okay, we'll talk about it more. Well, fuck, yeah. we'll talk about it now. It's our show. Because I was talking to Jordan about it, and <laughs> so I don't put me on the spot, bro. I'm no. trying to, I'm trying to wait for a date here. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I was talking to Jordan about it because I texted her right after you talked to me about it. I said I think Colin was going to ask me to go to the show, but then I told him that you and I were going. She mm-hmm. was like, "Well, if you want to go with him, because we haven't bought tickets, we're like talking oh. about going." She's like, "Well, if you want to go with him, like we'll find something else to do." And I was like, "We'll talk about it," you know. So. You put it this way, because I, I got two tickets for both Duncan Trussell and the following weekend, Matt. Yeah. If I'm going to take somebody with me, Duncan Trussell's a bigger name. Um, probably a wider r- appreciative audience. And um, Matt McCusker, probably not so much. Yeah. And you, you turned me on to fucking Matt and Shane, so... <laughs> You, we can reserve that ticket. Well, do, yeah, don't feel compelled because we are on the internet live, so I don't want you to feel like I'm putting you on the spot. No, I'll fucking it's sign up for that shit right now. It's only because we're talking about the McCuskers that I even mentioned it. Indeed. And I will say this. If something happens and there needs to be an extenuating circumstance oh, where I'm like, yeah. I have to replace you for whatever reason. Fully replaceable. And Oh, I'll cop a ticket. I'll go. Exactly. Yeah. For I'll, 25 to 33 I'll bucks. I'll cop a ticket yeah. and go. Yeah. When you go, Oh, because you haven't been to that comedy club yet. No. The Tacoma Comedy Club. Okay. Because they have two tiers of tickets, and then they have upgrades. Yeah. And so I'm potentially looking at, because the tickets are 25 to $33, right? right? 33 are like the VIP tier, or the the. It's like front premium, row, right? Yeah, it's That's either what front I got row, for Joe List. It's like one, it's like within the first three rows, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and But then there's like upgrades, so you can already buy the food, buy the drinks, all the things that are required oh, okay. anyways, and then you can just take care of it, and then just order shit and be fine. Yeah. Um. So all in all, by the time you're said done, I mean it's 150 bucks for two people, right? And I'm like, that still sounds fucking great. You yeah. can't buy a single ticket to a major show at a stadium for that. No, no. Like so, I said, that's why I bought for Joe List was the like the VIP or whatever the front, the first two rows oh, yeah. or three rows or whatever the fuck it is. I um, would love for Matt to like try to roast me about something. I just want that to happen. I just pick that. on me, yes. bro, please. I need that in my life. I thought that about Joe List too. Like oh, if I could yeah. just like I might dress ridiculous or something, but I have something. to dress normal. I can't make it too <laughs> weird, you know. It can't be too obvious about yes. what you want. So yeah, this was a video that his brother shared. Okay. And it's, I have to mute it because there is some uh, licensed there's music. There's some mu- licensed music that yeah. I don't want to get popped on because we have a tendency to do that during a grab bag. They get us, dude. But this video is legit. And I want every part of it. Look at that. I even hit mute. It's an orangutan, orangutan driving a, a fucking cart. golf cart, bro. And I mean, it's short stints, but brother's hanging out on a golf cart. Like driving a fucking driving golf it for cart. real. Yeah, like it's not fucking around. That's not a dude in an outfit. Just feeling the, the trees. He's chilling, dude. He knows what's going on. That's kind of sick. How fucking dope is that? This I want to hang out with some orangutans, bro. Oh, I don't I'm, know I'm about past all that. chimps at this point. Those um, things are stronger than chimps, bro. They'll fucking kill you. Yeah, but he but orangutans are chill. Look at those tits. Yo, bro, they're just floppy every way. I wonder. That's how why old I like an orangutan. orangutan. Is I do wonder. He's just having the fucking time of his beast, life, dude. dude. Just loving it. <laughs> That's a beast of a monkey. Hashtag war mode. Of an ape. It's a, yeah, it's fucking awesome. And I'm like, there, yeah, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. <laughs> Whatever, Billy. I don't know what's going on there. Um, this have you you haven't seen this video yet, no. right? Oh my god. All I'm saying is that if I'm Florida man. Not even, like, the deepest Florida man would be dumb enough to do this. 
Although Florida man does this. Losing it, Jake. Glaze bites on. Stop it. Yeah, and then what does he do? He fucking wrestles it. Let's go. I would shoot it. Let's go. I would shoot it. I would. There is only one answer to this. Yeah, because. If this dude's alone, he's dead. Yeah, because he's trying to wrap him up right now. Oh, it'll fucking kill him in a heartbeat. Why game is over. he doing this? Because he's Florida man. No, I'd shoot it. I wouldn't. Amen. The only good thing is a fucking dead I snake. would stop specifically <laughs> just to shoot it. I wouldn't even get out of the car. I'd shoot it from the car. Mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, on with my day. On with your day. So this is the danger of home manufacturing, well, modifying. Home stippling. This is some of the worst that can happen. Also, right? O-lights explode. You shouldn't be having those on your guns. If you have an O-light, get well, rid of it. Let's read this, right? When you want stippling, stippling, yeah, stippling, stippling. Yeah, but also want to abrade through your abdominal wall and put a round through your balls no later than 30 minutes into carrying. That's appendix inside the waistband. There we go. Um, because you'll notice sheared off the bottom of the trigger guard. Why? This is a double action safety, so all you have to do right. is pull the trigger. I think it's and a he's seed. got the O-light, which is going to explode, and this roughed up homemade yeah, Look at the back of it, bro. bro. It's like, this is just... You just ruined a perfectly good lower Yeah. on a, on a pistol. I thought you... Because there's a little bit like... this. I feel like this is where he it's probably started. Piece too. I feel like this is where he started. I think that's and then he ended. started stamping, 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 stamping. Because, like, what the fuck, man? I almost think that bottom part is the standard because you that can might see be. the Palmetto logo still yeah, right there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and that's then, like, all that extra shit up there. That's horrific. It, I thought it might hurt you a little that's inside. That's the back of it, too, specifically. Yeah. The very back. That, oh. will ru that will fuck your hands up. Mm -hmm. That's a horrible thing that person did. Yeah. And yeah, and the minute you try to carry that shit, you're gonna have a you're gonna have a bad oh, time. Oh, it's gonna buddy. hurt. Yeah. You're gonna have a bad fucking time. Hopefully, That's you horrible. survive. Oh, okay. This is a longer video, and so we can commentate while we watch. But this is the most manual vehicle ever made. Okay. And so as we go along, you'll find out why. This thing. So there we go. I mean, it's. It's pieced together in a country that doesn't manufacture vehicles. Yeah. Got a little, you know, little gate there. Oh, put the okay. bolt in. That's nice. And it's totally open on the floorboard. Lots of water underneath there, which is very confusing. We get it. We get it kicking. The chains still runs, obviously. There we go. Yeah. Door doesn't open. Can't find it on that side. Of course. Woo! And it's time to put in some work. There's your fuel tank. That's gasoline. That's, that's like gasoline fuel. Yeah. Going along. Down, my bad guys. That's um, and obviously you need to maintain. You got to refuel while you're rolling. So you need a you need a group of homies to come hang out with you while you're driving someplace. Gonna move your stuff from A to B. Watching this guy drive this thing is fucking awesome, dude. He's into it, bro. He's super into it. There's no seats, no nothing like that. There's a little bit of electrical work that goes. Oh yeah, we gotta put the the coolant going. So we gotta unplug that. Okay, yep. Put that in there. Now we can get the the coolant rotating through the radiator. Tell me this is not some fucking ingenuity though. To make that thing run in that state. 
to make oh it a usable God. vehicle. I was fucking impressed when oh I saw this, dude. Oh, my God. Super fucking All impressed. All I can think about is just how close they are to it exploding at any <laughs> given time. That's terrifying. This is why you keep the fuel tank in the back. Oh, my God. And this video is about um, don't get in a position where you need to be rescued by helicopter because this okay, might happen. A woman who got hurt. While out on a hike, there you she can goes. see there that she's being airlifted. But Sky Fox is showing that Just she's spinning, spinning around and around. She had quite Ooh, the she's bumpy ride. Cook, she's huh? placed oh, in that bro. basket, hoisted up. This woman is seventy-four years old, and she's in that fucking basket. I wonder Just how quickly spinning. she passed out in the rescue helicopter. But oh, she I would ended imagine up relatively. Oh my God, she's it's just, really. It doesn't stop. I want you to know that it just keeps going. If anything, it actually speeds it's up. Going at really points. fast. That's oh my God. Oh, it's so fast. Oh my God. Oh, she's definitely passed out. There's no way she's still conscious. Oh, bro, it, look how fast that shit's going. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, and she's gotta be so fucking scared. Oh, so fucking scared. I saw that shit. I was like, oh my god! Can In the you desert, dehydrated, imagine? terrified, and now unconscious. Yes. Uh, all right. And to end this thing, we got a couple palate cleansers, which are really fun. Uh, so this is sweet video time. This is probably the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Can I, uh, can I get a little... What, Look what at all those dogs. This is, it was like golden... What was it? it? It was the golden hour. Hundreds of golden retrievers gathered in Scotland to celebrate the 155th anniversary of the breed's founding. And just look, look, at, look at those at dogs, colors. That's so many fucking dogs. And they're all So being jazzed. Cool. They're all being cool. They're so hyped. Yeah. But like chill hype. Yeah, they're not attacking each other. They're all kind of staked to stakes, right? right? So they can't go anywhere. But <clears throat> there's a lot of dogs that would be out there and just trying to tear each other a fucking part. That's a ton of dogs. And all these goldens are just chilling because they are indeed just the greatest. They're the greatest fucking breed of dog I've ever come across my whole life. Next dog I want, I really, <clears throat> when I was a kid, I had a chocolate lab for about 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I ate a Christmas ham off the counter, and my grandma was like, we're getting rid of this thing. And I... As a lab would do. Yeah. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. But I would love to have another chocolate lab. Oh, man. I would love that so much. Because yeah. that's, you know, it's a big thing for me was that Chloe came from our family chocolate lab. Yeah. And it was just, she was a great dog. I fucked her up a lot. I fucked up. I, job, it was though. the first dog I ever had as, as like a as an individual adult, and she was still cool. She yeah, worked out, especially towards the end. But man, I can't wait. Oh man, I cannot wait to get another dog. I think we'll get a puppy next. What our next house? You know, yeah. we'll get another house, get settled, get a puppy, mm -hmm. and that'll be a good, good time. I'd love to have another puppy before Penny dies, just because she's such a good dog, and it will kind of help lead that dog into yeah you got good dogness you yeah know? you gotta get somebody to train him up a little bit yeah let him be homies because i trained the shit out of penny she's yeah. a she's a good ass dog. she's a fucking great dog yeah. dude so i would love to make my own job easier and not have to because i don't let her do some of the teaching yeah too, i didn't know? love you know the methods 
but it worked. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Like it worked really good. So she's a sweetheart. If I could preserve myself from having to dip back into the full dog training dad mode, I would like that. It'd be super nice. It would be better. That's the one thing, because the next dog I do want to get will be a puppy. Yeah. Because I want to train him up the right way now that I've learned a lot of lessons over the years. But, but man, you got to be ready to hit that puppy face because yeah. that is a full-time fucking gig, man. There's Having one, there's a ton to be said for having a dog that is able to walk confidently, not on a leash. Yes. Like, there are tons of people who think their dogs can walk off leash. I have... I have called my dog from a full charge, not on a leash. And she stops. She stops. Yeah. Turns right back around. And I'm, I'm, not, <clears throat> I'm not saying I would rely on anything on it, you know, but especially when we were in Keyport, I never had it on a leash. We yeah. walked all down the streets, up and down, so long as it wasn't busy time, people coming home, you know. But yeah. anything other than that, we were walking streets. I had a leash in my hand, so if I needed to, I could put on, but... Mm-hmm. You know, we tell her stop. She sits right the fuck down. That's Clip her awesome. up. She's good to go. You know, it, yeah. Even in full, I like the way you phrase it. Full charge, dude. Full charge. Because you know, when they yeah. they see something, they're like, I gotta go get that. When we moved into this new house, yeah, Dax and I were stopping at the house. It was before we moved in, I think. But I was bringing the dog there, and Dax and I were together, and we got out of the car. And there's our neighbor has a big German Shepherd, and he was walking up the road. And Penny wasn't on a leash because she was in the truck, so I got her out and. Dogs walking up, and they were maybe 30 yards away. And she started going, she's going, I said, Penny Lane, stop, turn around, yeah. And that dude, uh, Jeremy, he's super into his dog, real into he's nice control, Mm -hmm. (laughs) fucking ain't right. Nice control, fucking alpha in this dog, (laughs) yeah. She's a good dog, love it. All right, last video of the evening, let's go. I, I would really hope that one day. You could do that. You would have an opportunity to do this to one of your kids or anybody okay. listening or watching, right? Parents make their daughter's dream of finding treasure at the beach come true. And it's, oh, it's so sweet. So she's digging. She's just out there digging. She's got her stuff. She found something. The look of just joy on her face. A treasure chest. I'm like, that's perfect. <laughs> no, it's not. I don't believe it. But she's fucking into it, dude. And I love it. And it's adorable. <laughs> she's fucking freaking out, dude. <laughs> That's so funny. See? I mean, that's a fucking legit, dude. To to be able to get... Oh, shit's got coins. Oh, man. (laughs) The cool thing... I'm sorry, go ahead. For a parent to be able to offer, like, a child's dreams like that, for... You could go to the dollar store and hook that up, essentially. Yeah. And just to be able to enable that and the look on that kid's face. Literally, I found treasure at the beach, bitch. Right. Like, like you mm-hmm. introduce, watch fucking Pirates of the Caribbean or something like that, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I got to go get buried treasure. This is what people do. It's the fucking greatest thing in the world. Oh, this actually is a reality. This is Santa Claus. This is Santa Claus at work. Right. This is an actual Santa coming down the chimney and your kid being like, holy fucking shit, I'm seeing Santa Claus. 
And the cool thing to me about this is not just how hype she is now, but like I think about when Jordan and I talk about our childhoods, mm -hmm. you know, when that girl is older and she's married yes. and talking to her husband or her her friends or her kids. Yes, about the way that they were raised, you know, and she's able to compare it and if her husband or her friends never had an experience like that, it makes it that much more special. That yeah, like, man. damn, my parents really fucking went out of their way to like create this oh, thing yeah. for me that I got a one up on all my homies now. Yes. Forever. Yeah, I thought that was fucking legit. I that's, saw that shit. I was like, oh, "That's really cool." Oh, yeah, I like that a lot. And I've been I've been trying to. I I, th I think I talked about it a couple episodes or so, but my Twitter feed was kind of like really fucked up for a while. It like changed. There's been a weird shit going on on Twitter, anyways, and so yeah. like there's. But now that we didn't talk about threads, but um, there's some new shit now that's kind of really empowering Twitter to be very very different and new, and it's. I've been able to like recurate my feed. I've specifically searched out like certain hashtags just to like like some heartwarming videos, you know, like some certain things. And now my Twitter feed is it's almost back to like right where I want it to fucking be. Yeah. The nice mix of news, you know, cultural people that I like to follow, and then like some super like you know, cat videos. All the all the all the animal videos and then mixed in with those now there's a bunch of like really cool stuff that like parents are doing for their kids. And I'm like, oh my god, this is so cool. Yeah, I love it. I'm super back. I'm and I'm back on my fucking Twitter game. It feels real nice. I like it. I'm a huge fan. I love it. And that, good sir, concludes today's grab bag. That was good. <laughs> I like it. I love this segment. A lot of mixed stuff. That I was, love it. You know, we're bringing it back. It's not. It's it's not just random fuck your life up videos now. God help. Some, there's woman. some good shit. R.I.P. Because her internet life is probably dead at this point. Dude. It's never going to come back. You cannot. You can't be. How do you come back and like create like a internet persona now if you're the plain lady? Yeah. How do you spin it into a, it's being not, an influencer? It's tough, bro. You know? I don't know how you can do that. You just got to go back to your job. Get off that cruise. Hope you hope it was the best cruise in the world. And then just just wish for the best. I love it. I like people with good trained dogs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I love all sure. dogs, but I particularly like a good trained dog. You know? Yeah. Oh, dude, there's nothing better. Like, yeah. we go to Lake. You met Gus. Yeah. Dude. Greatest fucking dog, man. Great dogs, dude. Yeah. I love that. Oh, man. And then it really comes out when there's another dog around that's not. Yes. Not even close to the level. Yes. And you're like, oh, bro. Bro. That's fucked up. Because <laughs> that. That dog is dope. When if I if I call him, he's right here. Right. He doesn't leave my side. He hangs the fuck out. When I want him to do something, he fucking does it. I don't need to. I just yo hey, go do that thing. All right. Yeah, dog. You have to argue with too is not yeah, good. You, you know. You gotta tell him three four times. Yeah, like that's the chihuahuas. Chihuahuas yeah. are fucking terrible. Never ever try to get them if you want to control them. It's not a thing that can happen. Just don't. Fuck you, dad. No, you gotta go middle, medium sized dog up. Yeah. The the super small ones, they don't give a fuck about anything you do. They just go, oh, love me. Right. And then I'm just going to do whatever the fuck I want. They might learn the basic commands, but they're not going to follow not gonna them do all them. the time. Yeah. No. If there's treats involved, yeah. they'll fuck around with you. Right. But, bro, you better come correct. Otherwise, I'm just going to go do what I want. Yeah. Even a, a simple <laughs> sit or a lay down, they're like, yeah. nah, I'm going to go over here. Oh, I love it. Yo, huge shout out to the chat before we close tonight. Yes. Everybody here, thank you so much for fucking hanging out with us. Tiffany, Joseph, Brian, I know you all here. Deborah was here earlier. Um, Kevin was John. here. All, all the people. Yeah, bro. 
and you guys are fucking hanging out, having a good time, and that's what I'm fucking here for. So let's yes. go. You guys are excellent. Shout out to you guys. Thank you very much, everybody, for watching us here. YouTube.com slash salt of the streets. Of course, you can find us also at our own personal social media. I am at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at Alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. And Colin is a Big Bird Offie on both those things. You can find all of this at saltofthestreets.com, including our Patreon, patreon.com slash saltofthestreets. Go there, subscribe, help us make more, better content just like this. All these episodes and parts and everything are executively produced by Zeke. If you also want to be an executive producer, top tier on Patreon. If there's anything else that you don't see that you want to, let us know. Like I said, we have some things in the works, but we always work for you. I'm very, very excited about the future, by the way. Yes. I think both of us got a lot of good things cooking. Um, you know, the show is ever evolving. Oh, as always. Yes. You know, we wouldn't be here if we never if we never evolved. And I think we got some good stuff going in the right direction. So I'm very excited about the future. Yes. And I'm excited for you guys to be there with us as we do it. With that, I rearranged the order a little bit. Hey, yo. So everyone... Be smart, be strong, be safe, and be free. Thank you.